now 75 at the lakefront, 74 at Midway, 73 at O'Hare, and now up in the sky, Don Nelson Skyview traffic. Thanks for Tom! What's the matter? Oh, it's Ferris. What? What's wrong? What's wrong? For Christ's sake, look at him, honey. Ferris? He doesn't have a fever, but he says his stomach hurts and he's seeing spots. What's the matter, Ferris? Papa? Honey, feel his hands. They're cold and clammy. Mm. I'm fine. I get up. No. 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 I have a test today. No. I have to take it. I, I want to go to a good college so I can have a fruitful life. Annie, you're not going to school like this now. Oh, fine. What's this? What's his problem? He doesn't feel well. Yeah, right. Hey, all you hip shakers and love makers, this is episode 60 of Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science DC Comics blog, .blogspot.com, and that sounds like a milestone to me. And I am one of your hosts, Jim Werner. And I'm Reggie Conway. Reggie? Where's Eric? I don't know. Yeah, why am I doing the intro? I hate What's going the, on? I, this I really, sounds way off. Oh my God, I hate those intros. That was me making fun of Eric, but yeah, <laughs> Eric is sick. He is a, a sick fella, he claims. Uh, but we did record some things with him last night, so you will hear a little of Sick Eric a little bit later when we do the books. But this will be a little bit different this week because of it. Um, basically, we're going to talk about five books. I think it ends up five books, right? Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening now and you don't like any of these books, just turn it off. Friggin', I don't know how you could get a downloaded file and, and smash it over your knee. But if you can do it, do it now. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Batman and Robin Eternal, Justice League, Superman, Wonder Woman, and uh, Superman, and Superman, the coming of Superman. Superman, the coming yeah. that, that title has thrown me off all week. I, to you, know. you, I called it the reign of Superman at one point, <laughs> which I'm telling you, I actually like that name better. I'm going to call it that from now on. Well, we don't and, know if they're going to reign yet. That is true. Well, we're going to see. I don't even uh, – we talk about it. I don't know what's going on. I was, I was kind of lost, but I did like it. But there's a spoiler for you. But, yeah, this is the podcast for the week of February 27th. And Eric's not here, but we did have a Just for the Hell of It podcast go up on – was it Saturday? Yesterday. Saturday, afternoon. yeah. yeah I, I always say Friday, but that maybe I should just say Saturday afternoon from now on because a lot of times Friday is you know wishful thinking. Yeah. get that editing done and stuff. So what happened is Eric was sick on Friday at work, coughing. I'm telling you, the guy, if, if you see him coughing, you might as well just go, okay, I won't see him in a couple days. I even <laughs> said to him, I think it's at the end of this podcast when we're talking, I said, you see him just rubbing his shoulder. He might have a, an itch, and you see him itching his shoulder, and I, I'm telling everybody at work, nope. See you later, Eric. See you, yeah. see you in a couple of days. But Bring yeah. out your dead. Yes, Bring exactly. <laughs> so he was a little sick on Friday. We, we talked a little. He didn't do the coming of Superman talk that we did because of that. That was yeah. why he didn't join us on that. And then Saturday came about, woke up. I'm getting everything ready for the podcast. I'm getting some notes. And because me and you ended up talking way too much on Friday night, 
I slept until noon, which I haven't done in a long time. So when I woke up, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get this shit together. So I start going, and I'm not hearing from Eric. So I sent him a couple messages, kind of feelers about what the hell he's doing. Like, hey, me and Reggie were talking. We talked a long time. Oh, we were talking about crazy stuff. And yeah. nothing. I didn't hear anything from him. I'm like, oh, well, that's not, you know, that's not out of the ordinary. The guy does sleep in a lot. And then about, I, I would love to say about 2.30 or 3, he sends me the message, no podcast tonight. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's it. And, yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm too sick. I'm like, you're too sick. I'm telling you, everybody listening, you, you have heard me with no voice on this goddamn podcast. Yeah. yeah. Freaking not able to talk. I'll still do it because we had even talked before we went on today. It's something where, to me, it's kind of a prideful thing, but it's also I am a very nervous fella and very paranoid. And I'm telling you, I think that if there's not a podcast for one week, it's over. Shut it down. <laughs> People are going to bail. And so, like, all of a sudden the sagebrush goes by and, you know, we're That's there right. alone talking to each other, <laughs> alone to each other. So I said, no, we have to do something. So it took me about an hour. And in the meantime, I was messaging you as well. Yep. Saying, you know, oh, my God, Eric's not going to do it. And even you, well, we were, you we said, were, all of a sudden, you started panicking. I did. I started free. Well, we were actually talking about trimming the coming yes. of the Superman yes, thing the coming at first because it goes on so long. And, yes. and, but then you heard Eric wasn't going to be there. I was like, holy shit, we got to yeah. get all hands on deck. Can oh, you yeah. get so-and-so? Can you and get so-and-so? You know what? We're proud members of both the Comics Podcast Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. <laughs> yes, we, you can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Weird Science DC Comics. You can also email us at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. I think I forgot to say the, the uh, email last week. Uh, I yeah. wasn't very professional. Well, I, I like to keep it professional. And also, <laughs> you can go to our site at Weird Science DC Comics blog.blogspot.com. It's easy to remember, right? Sure. Best URL on, on the yeah. internet. And <laughs> Definitely. Also on Podbean at weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com. And I'd also like to remind everyone that we do have the Weird Science Rant and Rave line, which you'll hear later from Brandon. Brandon likes the line. Got to get more people jumping on. Yeah, uh, I got to remember to call when I get yes. angry. Usually and when, I, when I get angry at comics, I just message you. But now yes. I got yes. to save, it, gotta the save line. it Also, I need to um, have Lisa call in. At some point, which <laughs> I, now I, I'm saying that because I told you this week, at one point I got a message. I was at work and got a message from my wife. And she said, I, and my wife gets upset a lot of times. She, she gets very jealous. And it's funny because I'm not a good looking man. <laughs> I don't know what she thinks. But yeah, uh, she sends me a message. And it wasn't as usual. Like usually this message would mean that I better get home because my throat's going to get sliced. But it's like, who is this Lisa on your podcast? And I'm telling you, this that's funny enough, but if you realize the terror that hit me, because I'm like, oh no, uh, you know, obviously, I broke back. That is me doing a woman's voice. There is no <laughs> Elisa. And she's like, well, I just wanted to know, because you should tell me if there's some woman on the pod. And I was like, oh, she wasn't mad, though. She actually, what happened was, uh, I use a tablet a lot of times for uh, reviews and stuff, where I read on the tablet and then review it. And she picked up the tablet, and I was still my profile, whatever's logged in. And that was the morning me and you were talking about a segment that I want to do with Lisa and yeah. stuff like that. And so she saw it, and then when she read it. But it's funny, too, because I'm sure that the sentence, sentence that she read was, I want to do something with Lisa <laughs> and Mae West and Britney Spears. And I don't know why she was like, who's this Mae West? Well, she's fine. She's fine with you. 
you yes. know, being with Mae West and Britney yeah, Spears. Yeah, I think that so Mae West and Britney Spears, it's Lisa, quote-unquote Lisa. <laughs> I should take it as a compliment. She thinks that I'm so sexy. That's that right. Lisa that, yeah, wants you. Yeah, nobody, nobody looks at me. But yeah, uh, <laughs> did I say the line yet? I, what the hell am I doing here? I, the line is 641-715-3900, and you enter the extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. And I, I've been told by Brandon that pound sign kills him that he has recorded some things that never made the cut because he forgets to hit the pound sign at after the end. You, yeah, at the yeah. end when you do the cuz yeah there's a little hint too when you get done recording you have to hit the pound again yeah. and he didn't do it and, and lost some things yeah but also please rate and review us on iTunes Stitcher and wherever you download the podcast and what happened this week we did get a review this week we hadn't all had right. a review in a while I, oh man all right a review and yeah. I look our cherry has been popped. It was our first one-star review. One out of five. One out of five. And I think if this guy was allowed to give a zero, he would have. But one I, out of five ain't bad, right? One out of five. That's fine. That's like <laughs> my son, Ethan. That's like his uh, grade in every subject, I think. Everybody's going to be mad at me today. Usually we record late. We're actually doing this Sunday morning. or Yeah, Sunday morning still. And usually everybody's asleep when I'm talking trash on them. But now they're awake, so they're going to be mad at me. But, yeah, I always... Uh, you know, I like to give shout-outs to the guys or girls who give us a review. But I usually don't read the review. But this is an exception. I'm going to read this. And this is from a guy, uh, Jacobney, his name is. And okay. he starts it off with the, um, the top, the header, Too Much Shtick. Jacobney says, the hosts are good when they're talking comics. Well, that sounds, it's starting positive. Sure. But that's sometimes a small percentage of the show. And I, I, this is, I'm already, I already have issues with them, but I can't say much because we've already started this podcast and talked for a while and we haven't talked to anything DC. So I, maybe he's on to something, but he yeah. says, you have to slog through so much uninteresting chatter about mundane topics replete with expletives to get to the advertised content that it's frustrating. And then he says, I'm 10 minutes into an episode right now, supposedly discussing current DC releases and I'm having to endure Val Kilmer slash sliders talk. <laughs> That sounds like a fun podcast. Compare this to the comic book page podcast in which the hosts are discussing the meat of the episode within oh, 30 the comic seconds. Book page. Yeah. If you enjoy the host banner, then you'll enjoy the show. Okay. Hopefully, everybody listening likes the banner. If you're looking for pure DC Comics talk, there are better options. Now, this is where I want to get a little upset. I don't know if this guy gets the concept that this can be a five-hour podcast. Yeah. Now, if, he, if he complains about that, like, God damn it, I have to go through five hours to get the things, or boy, an hour in, whatever, that's legit. But the percentage and the amount of talk of comics, Eric thinks it's way too much. He wants to not talk that much. Yeah, this guy's all upset. Cool and I said well, this week when we were talking about this comic book page podcast, which I do listen to because I listen to everything, mm-hmm. I said – I can't make this a bash on them because it's not them. They're, but I hate when people use a review of anything to push something else. Uh, this guy didn't have to bring that up. It's just he's a fan of that podcast. We get it. His one that he likes, the comic book page podcast, yes, they do talk you know, right to the comics. They get right to it. But the thing is, it's like a 20 to 30-minute podcast, and they mm. talk one DC book, one Marvel book, and another book. And I, I don't even know where he's comparing it. And I'm not saying they're worse, better, we're better, whatever. I'm not even saying that. It's I'm just, just two saying, different things. You, know, I you hate guys that, do every DC yeah, comic, yeah, and they're yes. doing a more of an overview of three comics from the yes. week. And I, I just hate hearing somebody say that, and then somebody like, oh, man, 
it's five hours and they don't talk any uh, DC Comics, that's bullshit, and then they never listen. But I don't know. Do you? Would you go to the reviews before you download an episode? I don't think you would. Mm, probably not. The reviews are just now, maybe once you re- listen to a couple and you're like, I want to see what other people think because they're a fucking bullshit. <laughs> and then you go and like, yeah, I agree with this Jacobney guy. The reason I'm bringing this fully up is I beg of anybody, if you do like the podcast and haven't reviewed it, I hate having that just sitting there at the bottom, uh, freaking review it. And again, we always say, hey, it doesn't matter if one or five. But yeah, if, if you're harsh, make it accurate. Just say, you know, Jim's voice is terrible. Eric's lazy. Shit like that, Reggie. Do it, do Reg, you never get bashed. Everybody thinks you're the man. Well, even, you know. even yes, even uh, this week on the site, uh, Jonathan, the guy who had a problem with the sound quality, and I thought that he hated our guts. And now I talked to him, and he actually, me and him are talking. He's gonna, he's a rapper, and he's gonna oh, make, wow. he's gonna make a theme song for us. But we were talking, and I said, yeah, I sent it to Reggie. Reggie likes that. Great, Reggie's the man. I'm like, when does Reggie become the man? God damn it, I want to be the man, Reggie. Why are you the man? Hey, I'm the man. What can God, I say? You're, you're Chico. The I'm the man. That is right. But yeah, if you guys want to help us out. And also, these reviews, when you get a bad review, it does send you down the rankings on iTunes. And that upset me, too. I know. It tanks you. <sighs> I'll tell you what you can do is you can, you can write in, write a review, and you can make fun of Jim and Eric all you want. Just leave five stars. That's yeah, what most that's actually, um, like, yeah, the first one, you, you reviewed it before you were on it. You reviewed it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, time yeah, ago. it's the same thing. People, you know, bash us, but then leave the five stars. Probably get to the DC stuff before uh, freaking Jacobney, his head yeah. blows off. I, I don't think the guy ever listened. I think he listened of 10 minutes no, and then wrote gone. that review. But if he's listening, I'd like to tell him to go fuck himself. There. <laughs> yeah, you know, but we're going to get to the new. And there is right. not going to be any sort of crazy ass freaking uh, intro to the news with Eric's. What, what would he have? You can't even understand it. And him laughing afterwards and me going, What the fuck was that? I was going to have something to put in, but nah, that's his thing. But the first news item is Vanessa Hudgens to lead DC Entertainment TV comedy Powerless. You know Vanessa Hudgens, Reggie? Sure. You on the cutting edge? You yeah, know, what's well, your favorite thing with Vanessa Hudgens? I know, I know what her face looks like. Okay, That's about you, all. You know what my favorite thing with her was? What's that? That would be High School Musical. Oh, poor bitch. That was my favorite thing with her. And I am proud, loud and proud, to say that I actually did enjoy High School Musical. And the reason I watched it was because I had younger kids, and they wanted to watch it. But I watched it, and I said to my wife, you know what? This is, a, this is their generation's grace. And my wife loved it, too. And then, recently, Vanessa Hudgens played Rizzo in that Grease Live on TV. Uh-huh. So it all came full circle for me. I knew what I was talking about. I've been telling Aaron. That's going to be on a weird Aaron, super, people super are going to send stuff. notes and stuff. Goddamn Jim with his high school musical. Do you like Rocky Horror Picture Show? Rocky Horror Picture Show I do like. But do generally, you? I don't like musicals. Usually I, I, I like musicals that mock the form the of musicals. form of music, like uh, <laughs> people would be singing, and they're like, "Why the fuck are we singing?" Like Something shit like that. that. You know, like uh, Avenue Q is a good one. Or, okay. uh, there's a few out there. Is there <laughs> actually a parody of musicals, like a a, a full movie parody of musicals? We we're talking I mean, about because you like Airplane. Yeah, there should be. Why isn't there like a big one? Like they have every other genre that is so good to have it. You can have all the tropes that they have and stuff yeah. like that. That'd be me and you are writing it now. All right, We're good in. idea. Uh, by the way, I do not like Rocky Horror Picture Show. No, uh, I'm not a fan. No, was, I, I, I know because people enjoy it. Yeah, that's why. I think it was more that it was so pushed on me, 
And, uh, yeah, I went to a midnight uh, movies to see that, and I was very disappointed, very disappointed. And it made me feel funny inside. My wife, uh, one of her favorite movies is Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, I like Mary Poppins. It's one of her sister's favorite movies, one of her mom. I've never seen it. I grew up in a house with my mom showing me Godzilla movies. Yeah, yeah. You're You're like Eric with his dad. Probably a very, a very similar type of movie. So they were, uh, but they're always telling me they're like, "You never saw Mary Poppins," yeah, yeah. and I'm like, "I was raised a boy, you know. Yeah, I was yeah. actually raised a young boy." Yes. I, uh, now you're saying that I don't know what, what the hell they raised me for. In fact, my dad, <laughs> when I was younger, before he stopped talking to me, told me at one point that they really wanted a girl. And I think sometimes in the early days of of my life. I think they were pushing to make me into it. I don't know. My oh, yeah, dad used to say, sleepaway camp? Uh, yeah, kind of. I have a picture that's still probably in my parents' house or my mom's house now that I look like I'm wearing a dress and these red shoes. Mm. Very odd. I don't even look happy either. I look like and I, I might be one and a half, too. It looks like it's one of those where they even had to prop me up. Like I would have fallen <laughs> over. And I have this look on my face like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And uh, But... As an early kid, the big movie that was pushed on me uh, was Wizard of Oz. And oh, yeah. I love it. That's one of my favorite movies. To go with the high school musical, you can get your, uh, you know, you can think of what you will of me now. But yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, lo- ever... I love that movie too, but there's no question in my mind that your parents wanted you to be yeah. a girl. Oh, that, no and it's, it was one of those, like, if there was time where, and also it used to be on a lot of holidays, so we would go over to places, I forget what holiday they play, like Thanksgiving or something. But yeah, it was always we on were, CBS, yeah, like yeah. once or twice a year. Yep, and that we'd, I'd always watch it, and I really loved it. In fact, I would say right now that my son Ethan's sitting next to me, he's playing video games, probably one of his favorite movies. Is Wizard of Oz one of your favorites? Yeah. See? Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I love that, I love, I love The Wiz, and I'd say it's a I good like thing Wiz to see Mary. It's a good thing you did see Mary Poppins because that gave you your wonderful British accent. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, it did. Hey, Jim Cherry. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on with this news. The DC Entertainment Workplace comedy Powerless was, has found its lead in Vanessa Hudgens. The pilot written by A to Z's Ben Queen. A to Z. They, they throw these things out there like I know what they mean. You know I saw, I saw a to Z? That was a show that was out. Uh, it didn't even finish the season. That's what I'm saying. Why, why would you even say that? Just I know. Ben <laughs> Quinn, find something. The guy had to have done something else. Well, it focuses on the ordinary employees of a shaky insurance company inside the DC universe. Hudgens will play Emily Locke, a claims adjuster who loves her job because she gets to help people, but who is increasingly exasperated by the d- disruptive antics of the various superheroes that proliferate in their city. This is, what, what is this, one of your old males with these words? <laughs> but, uh, right, this is all according to TV line. And I don't know. This is something where it's it, a very cliché. Uh, deal and I really think isn't there a Marvel thing that's going on as well? Yeah, like they're this? doing something about the um, they have that the demolition crew, the yeah. demolition gang or whatever. Yeah, that has to like come out afterwards and yeah, so and do clean up for all yeah, these super yeah. battles. It's like it's weird because they're, they're coming out at the same like trying to come out at the same time. That seems like that Bugs Life and Ants thing. Oh, there's freaking no question. Things just come. The biggest Marvel's thing is an established. Thing in the universe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know of any DC insurance company, but yeah. we'll find out. We'll I see. And it says it's intended for NBC. It's currently unclear if the project will go to series. If it does, it'll mark an expansion of DC's presence onto the four, uh, out, onto four of the five broadcast television networks. And uh, yeah, I don't know if this is. We keep me and Eric keep saying, and we keep looking for when the bubble's going to burst. I don't know if this is it. Um, yeah. But it, 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 they're starting to stretch it. 
Definitely. I, I mean, this, the weird thing about this is you tell me that this is a movie, and I, I actually think it'd be kind of cool. Even yeah. it, it sounds a lot like it would be like a, a um, like the uh, Pixar, like it'd be a Pixar animated movie, kind of like The Incredibles, that it would yeah. be pretty cool. But I don't know. When you have this, you're already setting it up that you're going to want to see big things. Like you're going to want to see Batman come in or somebody, you know, Robin come in because Batman, you know, did this or whatever. And you're obviously not going to get that. Uh, if they mention stuff, it'll just be an aside. I don't know. But, yeah, there's more news for this. And I, I'm telling you, where I, I think it's kind of silly, they are getting some names behind it for the, yeah. the pilot. So because the next one are three other actors joining it. And it's uh, DC's live-action sitcom Powerless has added three more top-line actors according to Deadline, Firefly's Alan Tudyk, a disease, Christina Kirk, and communities, oh. Danny Pudi. They're, they're, just, they're just mining the cast of A yeah. to Z now. You know, yeah, I know. That's, that's his uh, go-to. Uh, it <laughs> says, Alan Tudyk is to play Emily's new boss. Emily, again, is Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, described by Deadline as a rich, over-educated, globe-trotting wastrel. Till received his position because of being the insurance company owner's son. And then they go on to Christina Kirk is going to play. And also it says she's worked with powerless showrunner Ben Queen, who's the writer and showrunner. I hate that word. On A to Z. Uh, we're poorly played Dell's personal assistant, Jackie, a noted fangirl of male superheroes. And then finishing with communities, Danny Pudi is said to be Emily's primary confidant and best friend at the insurance company. A bit of a prankster. He does so as a way to make their office the least super place on earth. Just a little less unsuper is how they explain it, and I, I, t- I know this stuff fuck? doesn't even that make was one sense. That's the worst sentence I, I ever heard. It's in my the life. worst, and uh, I, I said I like Danny Pudi. I love Community. You, at, me, yeah. and you have actually talked about Community, and the weird thing is, never did go and watch those uh, episodes on Yahoo. Oh no, you should check them out. No, I should. Right. I really, really liked it. Now, was it because they always say that Community always gets thrown in the same sentences with uh, Parks and Recreation? Yeah, and they, it was they on always, the same night for a long yes, time. Yes, and they say the opposite of each, that community started out freaking right out of the gate. That show was awesome, that, and then it started getting worse. And the opposite with uh, Parks and Recreation, that if you can get through the first season, then it gets a lot better. Um, were the Yahoo ones, were they strong? Were they? There were a few strong. I mean, it, it's, it's, it lost a lot towards that part. They, had, they obviously lost a lot of money. Yeah, but I'd say there are some some of the best episodes of Community are in that Yahoo really? season. I'm gonna have to go watch. You know, the only the only one to walk away from totally is that was that the fourth season yeah. where Dan Harmon wasn't on. That yeah, season yeah. can be stricken from the record. Yeah, that, After that, the fifth awful. season's all right, okay. and the sixth season, I mean, you know, for free, what do you want? Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that I thought was that that Danny Pudi. I've only seen him in a couple things, and he really, really seems like a guy who gets typecast as that one role. That yeah. quirky guy, and this seems like it might be the same thing. Probably, uh, we'll see. I always he. Uh, it reminds me of Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. I can't even see him ever doing anything else. Can oh you know? no! I don't but like luckily, that. luckily he made enough money off that show. Oh, he never, yeah. never has to. That show, freaking! <laughs> I, I don't. I liked it at one point, uh, but then I got angry again. I get angry when people like things, but I got angry because we we've talked about it on the podcast where a bunch of guys come up to me and Eric. And they're like, oh, man, did you see that, that uh, Big Bang Theory? They have a thing on there called a Comic-Cron. And we're like, no, it's Comic-Con. That's a real thing. No, no, no. It's just on the show. They made it up for the show. There's not a real thing. I'm like, go to hell. I'm thinking that's the, the guy I'm talking about is the guy who I have to put his pants on. 
Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That guy got laid off. (laughs) They didn't bring him back. I think one time they must have seen me on like a security camera having to put the guy's pants on. Listen, (laughs) this this guy has a job with us and can't put his own goddamn pants on. (laughs) Oh, yes. We'll go on. I'm also, I will mention right now that if anybody gets upset about the nonsense of the podcast, it's obvious it's all me. Because Eric's not here, and uh, it's more nonsense now. Holy moly. Oh, I encourage it as well. I am the worst of nonsense. All right, the next one is something I put in just to kind of laugh at. It's Jeff Johns compared Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins to Richard Donner. This was a big headline, and I thought, what the heck? And even I sent it to Eric, and he even said, boy, he just loves to throw Richard Donner's name around. It's Jeff Johns. The guy can just say... Boy, I really like this Wonder Woman director, Patty Jenkins. I don't know if it's one of those things where Jeff Johns does not seem to think of himself as anything big, like he's got to yeah. throw You know what I mean? He's always mentioning this to kind of throw it out there. But it, in still, the Twitter still post. Thinks he's protege, yeah, I right? think so. In the Twitter post, Jeff Johns wrote Amazing watching at Patty Jenks at work reminds me of Donner. Optimism, energy, and all passion. And it says, John's worked as an assistant to Superman director in the late 1990s and would later collaborate with Donner on the action comic story, The Last Son. Jenkins then responded with the tweet. People don't call each other or talk. It's all tweets. I'm not going to talk to anybody anymore. I'm going to, like, tweet to my kids. What do you want for dinner? They're going to have to tweet back, like, uh, fuck you, Dad. It's 1030 at night. And then I'll cook that hashtag worst dad ever. That'll be the whole deal. But, yeah, she responded with best compliment ever, considering how much his Superman meant to me. And then she put, and from the best partner, dot, 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 ever. And I thought to myself, what what is she getting at? Jeff Johns is a married man, right, as far as I know? What kind of partner? I know that he's working on the movies with him, but it really came off weird when when I saw that. I always go to the worst. I think that's like hint, hint. Me and him have been in the trailer. I don't they know. May, was, they should I say allegedly so we don't get sued? That's the way to do it, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly I thought that allegedly something weird was going on, but no, I think because he's uh, the big guy now with all these uh, entertainment yeah. things and why I, I have full faith in him. I do have full faith in Jeff. Jones. I do also. Yeah. Uh, we'll he's see with Rebirth. Job. Rebirth is going to be the, the, you know, a big deal with – he's never disappointed me. Now, I just came in recently, but – I hope that this isn't the one time he disappoints people. But uh, I mean, I think I think the thing that he writes will probably be good. Yeah, um, he's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't go from there. I'm not, I can't talk about in, everything. In I'm fact, later up. in the podcast, we were talking about uh, I forget what other book we were talking about, and uh, freaking Eric's like, I gotta, we gotta get a Jeff Johns and, and ask him what the hell's going on here. I'm like, this isn't Jeff Johns' book. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> that guy fixes everything. <laughs> yeah, and it, also, it ends with Wonder Woman opens on June 23rd, 2017. Oh, we're getting tickets now, everybody. Yes, yes. Continuing with the uh, news of movie stuff, the next one is Ben Affleck rewrote Batman v Superman on set while in Batman costume. And I was while yelling crying. at you before we freaking talk. Yeah, crying and trying to see through that cow. <laughs> ben Affleck wasn't just an actor while playing Batman on the set of Warner Brothers, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, as he reputedly rewrote some of the script, according to Us Weekly. An unnamed insider tells the Entertainment Weekly that Affleck reworked some pieces on the, on, of the script on set in his full Batman costume. Whew. Here's the quote. Affleck would go into wardrobe and get all suited up for the day in his Batman suit. Then he would sit around reworking the script, said Us Weekly's unnamed source. Ben wasn't thrilled with it and would find himself on multiple occasions fixing it the day of. Now, number one, what a dick. First off, when do you think, do you think they've had a lot of rewrites for the script anyway? Because he would have had the script before, correct? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, of the day, what does he just read? I, I see him now, and I love Ben Affleck. I, I yeah. really do. I see him now as this guy. He shows up, and he's like, okay, who am I playing today? Oh, here you go. Mm. You're Batman today. Okay, what do we got here? Oh, shit, this looks like hell. Why would he be, you know what I mean? Like, yes, I think this is less of this insider is some fucking miserable prick like me who sees him doing this. And I think it's something standard where you're doing it and like, hey, I might do this. I talked to this guy about that. But uh, also the big news of him doing it in the costume, it's it's silly. Of yeah, course that's he not news. It says he goes into wardrobe and gets all suited up. What do you want him to take the suit off? Yeah, and and he, I guess he's you know he's a busy guy. Also, you get off the set, you go home, you got other ladies. Since he's off of freaking what's her name, Jennifer Garner, he's out getting the ladies. He doesn't have time to work that script that night, so he's in. And it's probably just you know what I mean. He's like, okay, which which scene we're doing that? I don't like the way he says this. It's probably mostly dialogue. At, yeah. well, obviously it is. The script's all dialogue, but it's probably just how he thinks. You know, the flow of it for himself. I, they make it seem with that whole thing of he wasn't thrilled with it. Yeah. And in the yeah. Batman costume, there he is in the Batman costume. Freaking, oh, great. Probably doing his like, hey, I'm the <laughs> Batman. Saying shit like that to himself. But it says the film script was written by Chris Terrio and David S. Goyer. Terrio wrote the screenplay for Argo, which Affleck directed and starred in. So I don't think it's one of those. If he didn't like the script beforehand, I'm sure he would have gotten a. a a hold of freaking this guy and sure. said, yeah, what the hell? We've already, you know, it seems like they have a relationship. They freaking won Oscars together. I mean, so. you know, they, they make this seem like he put on the Batman suit, then he sits in front of a fucking manual typewriter and yeah. he's typing That's up. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, I could just, after, yes. He fucking prob- probably made like, you know, three minutes of notes and then yeah. went to the scene. You know? Yeah, exactly. He probably has a, like a fucking Sharpie. And he's like, okay, when this says, I am the Batman, he just <laughs> changed it to, I'm Batman. There yeah. you go. Done. And then he's like, boy, I'm going to do this so I can get some film uh, writing credit and add to my uh, freaking bank account. Because I don't know. <laughs> did they, if you do that as an actor, you do not get writing credit, right? I don't think so for yeah. little, for last minute script yeah, changes. Yeah, no. yeah. So uh, it's something that people do. I just, it gets on my nerves that they, they stress this and that it's in the costume. But yeah, yeah, I would like to see it. They have a video of him. He's got an old typewriter. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Young kids won't even know what a typewriter is. It's sad. I I remember that was probably my worst class in uh, high school. We had to take typing class. Yeah, I had to take it too. Boy, I I was terrible. And it's funny because I really, there's a lot of times in in the history of the world even where people have jobs that just go down the wayside. And I'm sure at one point they did try to change that to a, say, quote-unquote, typing for computers class. Yeah. But then they figured these kids with their fucking emojis and the goddamn WTFs yeah. and LOLs, just give it up. I it's just, useless now. Yeah, no one's some, even some old lady, but, Yeah, some old lady freaking retired, and she's just crying still. Every time she goes on Twitter, sees these hashtags and stuff, she's crying. In fact, we have a couple younger guys on the site, and I bet you they've never really had at typing class and i think that a lot of times now seeing my kids even english class these people have given up they, they don't teach shit anymore because every nobody like you said no full sentences they're just glad yeah. that people hand in work unlike my son over here playing the video <laughs> games guy hasn't handed in a fucking homework assignment in like three months right uh, you know, there's still a few months left to the year. i said you haven't handed in a homework assignment in three months he's just staring at me He's, he's going to freaking try to tell you that he's doing better now. Hold on. Yeah, no, not hold on. What do you do at lunch? At lunch, he has homework buddies or something where he has to go and, and do homework at lunch. Then he has a detention every night 
every day of the week, and it, they claim it's homework club. <laughs> yeah, everybody's signing up for that. It's how, oh, yeah. He goes, it's not detention, it's homework club. I'm like, yeah, I, I think that you have to go, right? You didn't sign up for this. Yeah, we have to go. Yeah, that's detention. And they, they call shit, you know, crazy ideas. I know, what it, I know what's going on. All right, let's move on. Top DC editor leaves for Dynamite. Longtime DC Comics editor Matt Idelson has left the company to return to New York City as part of Dynamite Entertainment's recently opened New York City offices. And I said to you, maybe this is, you said, it's a combo, because I thought right away, this guy just likes New York, and he moved yeah. to L.A. Is it, it is in L.A., right? Where they moved? What, Dynamite, Burbank. yeah. Uh, no, oh, it's, DC, sure, it's yeah, Burbank, it's, it's right? In, I don't know. What, yep. I don't know that sort of thing. I haven't left Quakertown in my life, except it's to go to West L.A. Virginia. County. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought maybe it's just one of those where it's just that he misses it. But, yeah, you said that it's got to be a combo that, he, you know, shit's going down and, and things. And this might even be a sign of Warner Brothers stepping in and this guy sees the writing on the wall that shit's going to go down. But he yeah, says, as, D- yeah, as DC's group editor and former senior editor, uh, Edelson Shuff- Shepard titles such as Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Superman Unchained, and that we're starting to get a little off the rails here. This is like <laughs> saying that guy A to Z or whatever that fucking was it A to Z that show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they should just stop there. It's like last week they had Greatest a thing. Triumphs. Last yeah, last week the news was that Tom King got hired exclusive, and where I read it on the news, it's a uh, Omega Men writer that Tom King. I'm like, no, 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 you got to add Grayson at least. But yeah, uh, Grayson is the title. Yes, uh, yeah, Superman Unchained. The problem with that, I liked it. Did you read Superman Unchained? Sure. Yeah, I yeah, read it. I liked it a lot. The and actually, I read was... it when I re- I got the uh, I read it as single issues, and I got okay. the trade. And I'd say as a trade, it reads great. It had to have, and the reason it, why it... by the time every issue came out, I fucking forgot what the thing was yeah, going on about. That. Because <laughs> if anything, if you're going to say that's part of editorial of being the editor of that book is to get people on schedule and do things, then boy, he did an awful job because it was really good. And like you said, what I did because I'm cheap is at the end I reread just every single issue again uh yeah. right in a row and uh yeah i really liked it there was a you could tell at the end it got rushed and uh, you know there was a lot of ideas left on the table but that was a little bit yeah uh, because it was a scott snyder written book that happens a lot anyway but then and the last one jim lee drawn book yeah and too, jim lee drawn book is where you're going to get the the uh, delays. delays and uh i even said i was really upset at the time that that didn't continue with another artist because it did seem like it was Jim Lee that was causing the delays. But then even Eric was saying, I think that was before the podcast. And when we were talking about it, he's like, no, you know what? The reason why Scott Snyder probably did it was to work on a book with Jim Lee. Him at leaving, you know, there was no reason for him to continue with it either. But yeah, yeah the last thing that Idelson did that they mentioned is the new 52 Futures End. Yeah, great. And yeah, that that was a disaster. So, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And there was, if I remember right, there was a lot of edit, like a copy uh, writing or copy reading. What do you call that? A copywriter or reader? There was a lot of uh, freaking snafus and a lot of things with that. But yeah. Oh, you mean solicits changing? Yeah, yeah, and stuff, so yeah. all that stuff. And then uh, Idelson joins Dynamite as senior editor alongside Joseph Rye Brandt, which I, I don't know anything about Dynamite, so... Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be one of those. There's going to be an exodus at one point that people are going to start bailing, which they seem already ahead. Not all the editors and, and think guys went over to L.A. when they first moved, but yeah. we'll see. I, it, really, you would think that if Rebirth does not go over well, you would think that they're going to clean house, don't you? Like, this might be Dan DiDio's last bit. I would think so. You would, you would think. Yeah. 
Uh, I like Dendadale. He's a nice guy. Sure. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people bash him, but I, I hope that, and for our sake, I hope Rebirth kicks ass, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. R-rated Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice confirmed. And I, it was so funny when this, I saw this news story on Newsarama earlier this week, and I said to Eric, oh, did you hear? They changed uh, Batman v Superman to R rating. And he goes, no, and I, I make up shit all week to him and yell and, you know, make him all upset. And I'm, he's like, no, they didn't. So I actually just showed him the headline. I'm like, no, look, and that's the exact headline. And he's like, God damn it. He started getting all pissed off, yelling and screaming. I'm like, ah, it's just for this. But yeah, hot on the heels of the success of the rated R Deadpool, the Motion Picture Association of America has announced that a R-rated version of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is being released by Warner Brothers. While at this time theatrical version will remain PG-13, the MPAA has revealed that the studio submitted a more violent Ultimate Edition of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice that has received the R rating. The Ultimate Edition is scheduled for release on home video. And actually, I didn't even think about it. You told me beforehand, because we kind of talked a little about this stuff, that it is funny that they did this. And yeah. What, yeah, what you told me is it's weird, and you're right. Usually on the, the video version, when they have the home video version, they have a quote-unquote unrated version that's yeah. well over R sometimes. And it's so weird that they did this. Plus, the timing is very weird. And I yeah. don't know. Did it, it's obviously it's because of Deadpool. And You would have to think so. And it's I, just know, odd that, so that they can say when it comes out on video, hey, look, we have an R-rated one as well. Because, yeah, all these other home edition versions, they are. They're the unrated director's cut or whatever, things like that. And it's very odd to just throw that out there to think that this is going to steal some of Deadpool's thunder or something. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. It's, it's very, very no reactionary. Idea. Yeah, it is. And uh, doesn't it seem very early for them to rate a Ultimate Edition already on video? I don't know how those things go, but it, it's, the movie isn't even out yet, and they're doing that. Just It's so weird. But yeah, the theatrical version of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was recently confirmed as being two hours and 31 minutes. I'm out, Reggie. I can't, <laughs> sit, I can't sit there for two hours, 31 That's minutes. You, you actually saw Deadpool last night and loved it. How long was it? Do you know oh, offhand? Two hours, something okay. like that. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a little sketchy there. That's right. The first half hour is good, so you'll you'll see that, and they can leave. Yeah, I, I know. I'm like, yeah, hey, he <laughs> curses a lot. He's got a healing factor. I'm out. Uh, but it says it's two hours, 31 minutes, but there's no word on how much longer the extended ultimate edition will be. I say that it's another three minutes where Superman tells Batman to go fuck himself. Yeah, then fuck Batman goes, you told me to fuck myself. And they, yeah, I told you to fuck yourself. You know I what? You go fuck yourself. They go over that. that how many are you allowed? Two F-bombs or something? They're going to do three and out. And then Wonder Woman shows up and they freaking, you know, they tell sexist jokes for a while. And then That's it's right. freaking all of a sudden. And also, because Ben Affleck and Henry bill wouldn't do it they hire dice and all of a sudden it's like batman's there and hey there wonder woman oh and then they're like this doesn't fit <laughs> that's what actually and i heard i just got word ben affleck that's what he was writing he was writing all of dice's uh, fucking lines he's like okay we're hickory dickory duck wonder woman hey get out get my gut oh my hey. god hey i was in line at the bank and wonder woman came in oh <laughs> I was in the bank, and Darkseid had his tongue up my ass. Hey! 
I got to <laughs> settle down. It's, it's early in the day, and people are looking at me shaking my head at my house. I am an awful father. All right, the last bit of news is DC All Access app debuts for iOS and Android <laughs> devices. And you've been waiting for this, right, Reggie? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hickory dickory duck. This app can suck my cock. Hey! <laughs> you, you were, Brandon and you were the ones who told me that they were freaking, what a piece of shit. It just sucks. I, you know, I, I think, was it Brandon? I know someone messaged you thinking yeah. this was going to yeah. be like Marvel. It was Marvel's Brandon. He Unlimited. thought it was the Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, which it sounds like it. All access, right? Yeah. DC, yeah. but now we can read all, all the old access. comics. All it has access. nothing to do with that at all. Nope. It's just if you want to get on DC's, it's a noisy fucking blinkering app, and then it tells you all their press releases. Great. Here it is. That's Warner it. Brothers Entertainment and DC Entertainment have launched a new mobile app called DC All Access, intended to be a destination for news. Original content, contests, movie tickets, and yes, digital comics. Also included in the app is a DC keyboard, that's in quotes, with various animated GIFs revolving around DC characters. Available now for both the iOS and Android platform, DC All Access comes just after Warner Brothers acquired a minority stake in the online movie ticket retailer Fandango. I don't know why that's uh, any bit important for that, but he says... Here's the quote. The DC All Access app is a global, studio-wide effort that brings together all things DC like never before, except the comics, says DC's <laughs> vice president of digital marketing, Sam Aedes. Okay, now we actually, I'm glad we have this now, because now we know who the fuck is in charge of these fucking digital marketing. Because <laughs> yeah. Sam, Sam Aedes, Aedes, however you pronounce this guy, he's been taking a shit for three, uh, three fucking years, and he just got off, and he's like, oh, my God, people are starting to complain? Okay, let's make this app. <laughs> it's such an exciting time for DC where their film slate, TV shows, best-selling video games, comics, and so much more. Now fans can access everything at their fingertips in a persistent, interactive, and social experience. And I'll say right now that just me, personally, as a fan, the fact that comics is last on that list actually bothers me. Uh, I know that the film things are the big thing, but TV shows, best-selling video games, and then like comics is an aside, and I think that's the problem with a lot of these guys at the higher-ups, especially this guy, digital marketing. What what is he doing? I know. Tell me, what is this guy marketing? The worst things ever of anything I've ever been involved with in my life is the way they market their digital stuff. It's yeah. fucking nonsense. Maybe and even they, marketing digitally. It's like yeah. you can't even get a fucking regular tweet out of these people, no. you know? Yeah. I said, you, and actually, that's happening. what I said to Brandon. When Brandon told me what this was, and he said all it is is a glorified social media platform, and he, he went off. And I said, yeah, it's weird because I even talked about it last week. Why don't they just get on Twitter and respond to people? I said, well, I said last week, you get a teenage girl or a guy that likes to tweet, they can get yeah. on there. And when you see things, you, you know, all you have to be is very generic. You do not have to be crazy with things. You know, if somebody says, hey, you know, who's going to be on this book? Sorry, we can't tell you now, but uh, believe me, it's going to be yeah. a roller coaster ride, something like exactly. that. But in the meantime, you have people who review comics, like say a weird science DC comics blog that com, Reggie, and you put out a thing. I don't even send them to them anymore. I used to everything that we reviewed, I would have at DC Comics. The fuck? That's just wasted characters. Because they do not respond. And I'm not telling them that, you know, that we're the be-all, end-all, but there are people out there that are reviewing your comics. You go to the site, check out, oh, they gave it, you know, have a, a thing with the, whoever's in charge. Listen, anything over an 8 out of 10, you fucking retweet it, it's only going to help you. It'll help yeah. us too, but it's going to help, oh, oh, man, these people like it, and there you go. 
and they it don't just do it that. gives the semblance that they're interacting with their fan base which you yeah. do not get you and, do not get that feeling at all here well and and the weird deal is is that even uh this week i had a question and my question was and i i'm still confused by it i'm i'm a dummy but the whole thing with the action comics and uh detective comics that it's going to be two times a month and I know I read it a bunch of times, but I also had read that it was once a month. And that was the big story when they had the rumor that Scott Snyder was off of Batman and on Detective because he right. didn't want to be on a duh, you know, two times a month. But then they mm-hmm. say, oh, it's two times. I see other sites. So I messaged Dan deal, and I put, hey, is it actually two times a month, one time a month? And I'm telling you, within 30 seconds, he responded. Now, I, I, it was a certain time that he claimed he just woke up, so it's a good time to tweet him. But uh, <laughs> he did respond. And this is the guy, you know, he's in charge. And yeah, he got so why can't they do that on all levels? And then, yeah. then I got even worse because then, then I had him on the line. And I said, uh, you know what? I'm still confused also about this numbering. Is it going to add the DC uh, New 52 numbering, which that's what it seemed to? But I just wanted to make sure. And he wrote back, yes, it does. And then I really wanted to bother him, so I sent him another <laughs> message. And that message was, hey, Dan, is there any, uh, is there any plans going forward to use that numbering and renumber the new 52 books to the old numbering and re-release them so that people jump on. And yeah, that was a good, I think we even talk about that in the digital as well. I'm repeating yeah, a little myself. bit. I have no idea what we're, uh, what we talked about. Cause we're, this is such a patch together deal. But yeah. yeah this, uh, it'll, be, it'll be new to you also. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, <laughs> the guy continues. It's such an exciting time for DC that he said, I read that I'm all confused, but then DC promises exclusive news videos and images on DC all access, beginning with a behind the scenes video and contest for tickets to the premiere of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And yeah, I think that's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, I really yeah. do. Um, but we're going to take a break real quick before we go to the mail, because I want to shove in. You're not doing a recklessness this week because no of all this craziness no. and you being on now. I want to shove in a thing. Brandon sent in a on the Rant and Rave line. He sent in a review, and he's going to talk about that in his mail as well. So I want to throw it in right now. So we're going to take it over to Brandon with his Marvel review. How are we doing, Weird Science? This is Brandon. Uh, not here to rant and rave this week. Uh, here to fill in for Ryan and give you a quick Marvel minute and suggest something for all the fans out there that aren't solely obsessed with DC and like to branch out a little bit. Um, I'm going to stick to the Marvel Universe. That's what I know personally. How um, I'm going to do things, I'm going to suggest either Buy it, you borrow it, or you skip it altogether. Uh, first book I'll, I'll do here is, is suggest Doctor Strange uh, by Jason Aaron. Artist is Chris uh, Bocciolo. Um I read issues one through five. Um, basically, this is fresh start here and all new, all different Marvel. Um, kind of held out. Wasn't sure if I wanted to dip into that at all. Um, waited to kind of see how some of the reviews came in, and this was one of the better-reviewed books. So I gave it a shot, read the first five issues, uh, and you get introduced uh, to Doctor Strange there. Now, I knew nothing about the character, but I kind of wanted to get into him a little bit because the movie coming out this November, I think, uh, um, they introduce you to him pretty much from scratch. So if you don't know anything about him, it's a good jumping-on point there. And it kind of has like a horror magic field there to it. Uh, so so it's, it's something I wouldn't normally 
uh, like. I'm kind of a superhero guy myself, uh, but but the strange feel of it kind of grabbed my attention. Um, he's, he's kind of got two main characters that follow him along. He's got he's got a librarian pal that kind of organizes uh, his spell books in his house library. Um, and he's got a live-in-there-monk, which is kind of his cook and personal protector. Uh, his house is called uh, the Sanctum Sotorum. Uh, he also hangs out at a bar. Uh, it's kind of another popular location in the book called uh, The Bar With No Doors. Um, so the first book's pretty standard intro issue. Uh, you get introduced to the librarian lady who, who basically comes to his house to have uh, have him... It's all kind of a case of the week type issue. She's got giant monsters growing out of her damn head there. Um, you go to issue two, uh, you know, he kind of solves that issue. Uh, he gets rid of the monsters. Um, you're kind of introduced to the concept uh, that the book follows, um, and that is there's a cost to using magic. Um, as you move along to issue three, he, he kind of wakes up in, in the uh, start of an issue at an out-of-body experience running through the magic realm. Um, he's kind of racing back to his house, trying trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, realizes a, a lot of his magic and his spells aren't working like they should be. Uh, and goes into issue four to investigate that problem. And kind of introduced to the big bad there. Uh, the, they're called the Empiricals. Uh, looks like a new introduction to the Marvel Universe there. Um, uh, did a little research, and uh, the, they seem brand new. So uh, nothing really to tell you about them other than they're, they're technology-based and immune to magic um, and look like they're, they're the ones taking the magic out of the world. Uh, issue five is basically a fight issue where Doctor Strange discovers the problem, you know, tries to rally the troops, uh, let them know of the incoming threat, but it appears to be too late, uh, and he tries to summon some dark magic to, to fight this problem off, uh, and that's kind of how we end up here. Um, I, w I would highly recommend this book as a buy, um. You know, I'm not in the business of rating it zero to ten stars. That's why Jim and Eric make the big bucks. Uh, and I call in on the helpline and give you guys suggestions. Um, you know, if you have any Marvel or, or other books you want to hear a quick review of, uh, give Jim and Eric a, a line there. Uh, they'll let me know uh, what they want me to do. Um, you know, I'm happy to, to be around here. Um, That's it for me. If you have anything uh, you want to let me know about, you can get a hold of me at, at Beamer3660 on Twitter. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good one. And we're back. We yeah. are back. That is Brandon calling in about, I think it was Dr. Strange, he said. But, okay. Yeah, because I don't prepare ahead of time <laughs> actually at one point he had told me he sent in i'm like i thought oh no he really had some problems he said which you'll hear in the mail a little bit and i thought god damn it we're not gonna have a podcast he's gonna be so upset not that it was <laughs> yeah he would be on next week's one but yeah uh, yeah but this is the listener mail 
And if you want to add into the listener mail in any of the podcasts, I don't know what I'm saying, you would email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And yes, we will read anything and everything. Anything. Anything. In fact, Reggie, I thought we are here with a Hall of Famer. And if we were going to give a listener mail award, at the end of the year, which we may next year. It is the Reggie Award. I won't say a last name because it changes every goddamn time. I don't know what the hell they call you. It's like everybody's like Mr. and then they have to say 15 names. And, and also, I, I do want to verify this. I've never talked to you about this. Uh, I think it was Red Robert from Poland used uh-huh. to mail and get so angry at you for that pause that when you say your name in the recklessness, uh-huh. Did you add to that pause because of that? Because it really seemed like you did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I knew you did. I, I, I'm telling you, even I it, got a reaction. Yes. And I, I, oh I my god! It, right at for points, it. I'm like, I, I'm surprised that you don't like. You can hear you open a bag of chips and start <laughs> like, hey, yeah. It's like, I am Reggie Franklin. <laughs> And here's the reckless. And I'm like, what is he? And it, at times it's like, oh, my God. And every time I laugh and I'm like, I know Reggie. He's freaking fucking with one guy. One guy in Poland. <laughs> guy hasn't it. written in a while either. I hope he still listens. I really like him. I probably chased him away. <clears throat> yeah, he's like, I, yeah, like this guy fucking Jacobny. Yeah, it only takes a little, I guess. And that, yep. that pause of two seconds was too much. But, yeah, <laughs> I'd like to think that Red Robert still listens. He just doesn't have time to write in. That's what I like to tell myself. Well, yeah. It lets me go to bed at night at 2 in the morning <laughs> and then get up at 3. Yeah, Freaking ridiculous. Yeah, we had our, our hours cut a bit, and they gave it back to us this week. And I knew once it did, it didn't matter how little a time that I got to sleep in, it was going to kill me, and it did all this week. It killed yeah. me. That's why I probably slept until noon yesterday. It was probably just the combination. It wasn't just me and you talking too long. It just all caught up to me. Well, we, we talked all night, but you only had an hour and a half of sleep. Yeah. The yeah. night before. Yeah, so, the night yeah. before and the night before. There was actually two nights in a row where I had an hour and a half of sleep each night. And it killed me. I'm an old man. I used anyone to anyone that. that talks to Jim during the week knows that he's basically running on fumes yes, the whole time. Yes, I am running on fumes, <laughs> uh, caffeine, and Adderall. That's all it is. I, I think that I even thought the one day, because I'm taking my medicine in the morning, I'm thinking like I'm like if you would visualize what I am, I'm like a thing that's put together with like scotch tape. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just things are about to fall apart. So you're like uh, Eric's glasses. Yes. No, I'm better than that. Eric's glasses, scotch tape, freaking glue, freaking worst. Oh, my God, those things. I think that if we ever do uh, go on like everybody, oh, you do our patron account. Oh, we're on the Kickstarter. I want to set up a patron account just to get Eric a pair of glasses. Uh, you know, <laughs> he I'm can telling use you. it. And yeah. it's only, and I say this, we do have insurance that will pay for almost all of the glasses. I think it would probably be about another 50 bucks. There you go, patron account. Please get this man glasses. And I'd love to say that on that I'd have a picture of him with his glasses. Very vain fella. He wouldn't do it. In fact, I laugh all the time I watch, and if a supervisor comes by or anybody, even somebody we just work with, he's there with his glasses on. The UPS guy's the best because it's just this guy. Guy actually listens to the podcast. And uh, the worst thing is he shows up with the packages, and he wants to talk. I do not like to talk to people in real life. And, (laughs) you know, he hears me yapping on this podcast and thinks that I'm just going to come over and yap with him. And he yells over, hey, Jim, what's up? I'm like, hey, man. He's like, yeah, I heard that. I'm out. I turn around and walk away. The guy's like, what a dick. But, yeah, Eric will, right when he sees anybody approaching him, he fumbles to get his glasses off. And the problem is, is that they are, again, scotch tape and glue so much that you can't fumble too hard or they're going to fall apart. They also do not fold. 
So it's hard to get them off and put them somewhere. He can't put them in his pocket. He's got to find – oh, my – it's so comical to see him. And, and he'll take them off an e- uh, fucking ear of it, you know, that, the arm, falls off. And then, <laughs> uh, and then the guy can't see, obviously, without his glasses. So he's, like, squinting, and then the people walk away. And then he actually – how bad they are. So this is, my, this is my plea for people to help him out. When he's done this, he then has to go over to our bench that we have, and he has, like, a jeweler's glasses – he puts those on, he gets out the, the crazy glue, and he starts working on them with this pair of tweezers, and it, it's like right to there. There's a set place that he works on his glasses. Uh, it's oh, so, oh, it's so ridiculous. And yeah, he will not, he'll go out, and when he used to go to the bar, he wouldn't wear them. He, I t- he cannot see. He can't see at all. And he's there, you know, next thing you know, he's taking home a dude, and he's happy with it. He doesn't <laughs> he's care. Okay with he it. really doesn't care. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to start the mail with D-Ron. <laughs> and D-Ron's going to start the mail off with uh, some more talk of, uh, I believe, poop. That Excellent. goes right in. I love the poop talk. Jim and Eric, I was speaking right before I go, just more nonsense. You ever uh, give your wife a Dutch oven? <laughs> no, you never get. You know what the Dutch oven is, though, when is, you fart yeah. under the covers. Of, my my son Rafe has devised a new one. He calls it the Dutch casserole. And what <laughs> it is is you're in the car. I, I may have mentioned this before, but he gave me one beforehand when we were right before we got on. I went and got a coffee, and we're in there. And what it is, you're in the car, and you fart, and then you turn the heat on high and lock <laughs> the windows, and then it's, it's the worst. And it was the worst because he did it. And then I gave him one back, and me and him both almost threw up in the car. We were trying to get out. We got to Wawa. We're freaking stumbling out. It actually reminded me of, like, the, the classic, like, stoner thing where a van will pull up, and the, the guys fall out with smoke yeah. all over. It's smoke like Cheech and Chong. Yeah. No, it's us and fucking shit fumes coming out and people running. <laughs> oh, the shit storms arrived. Oh, uh, yes. D-Ron says, Jim and Eric, about five years ago, the Navy ship I was on made a port visit to the country of Jordan. At the port briefing, we were told not to eat the local uh, gyros, gyros, gyros. Isn't mm. that how you said the, the actual pronunciation? Is? Gyro. Gyro. I forgot all about this and ate them anyway. This is where the story is about to take a turn for the worst. <laughs> As we were waiting on the van to take us back to the ship, I sought out and found the bathroom. I mean, I really had to go. The first thing I noticed when I ran in the bathroom was the fact that there were no doors on the bathroom stalls. It sounds like my high school. <laughs> Did you have stalls, uh, doors in your high school uh, uh, bathroom? Not in all of them, but yeah, we did. Yeah, I think a, a normal bathroom in our high school did, but in the gym, where you'd go to the bathroom in the gym, they did not. I don't know why that was the case in the gym, but I remember I used to – I'm not one who does not go to the bathroom in public. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just when you have to go to the bathroom, you're waiting in line at a movie theater and you just take a shit right there. That's not what I'm talking about. No, yeah, I'm not one of those. I had a friend who could not go to the bathroom anywhere but his house. And it really, uh, I don't know, I guess when you're like that, you kind of get to the point where your body kind of works it out. I don't know. I I I, never understand that because, I mean... You know, yeah, I, don't to 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 take, I don't want yeah. to take. I don't want to take it. That's what I'm saying. Place, but when like, you gotta boy, go, you gotta. Yeah. Go. You know, like boy, I'd really like to take a dump right now. But yeah, uh, the bathroom in our high school in the gym didn't have them, and, and I would, I'd take a shit there. I didn't care. We'd get done school, and I'd have like baseball practice, and I'd go and take a shit. And in fact, we had a our baseball coach who was a gym teacher that hated my guts. 
he used to take big dumps and also used to just sit there and stand like three feet away from the urinal, it seemed, to take a leak. Just so that you could see. And again, it was like one of those things. I think the guy was a miserable guy anyway. But when you're an older guy and then you have like at at this point might have been even ninth grade where, you know, he's like showing off or something to ninth graders. I don't know what he was up to. But, yeah, he didn't like me. He told me that. It's weird when a teacher just flat out tells you. He says, I never liked you because he was also my gym teacher from uh, in junior high. And then he moved to the senior high when I did. And, yeah, he told me he never liked me. And you played a bunch of sports, too. Yeah, I know. And, and a Jesus bunch of sports Christ. that he coached. And I think what it was, I think that he got really mad because I did okay, and I didn't really care that much at that point. I, I just, oh, yeah. It was just for fun. And I'd goof around and stuff. And I, I remember the one time we, uh, we had a game where we got crushed, and we were joking on the bus, and he got all mad started yelling at us. <laughs> the first thing I noticed, well, he said, the first thing I noticed when I ran in the bathroom was the fact that there were no doors in the stalls. There were four guys at the sink shaving and grooming themselves. As I found the toilet, to the right of me was a large open window with uh, no window pane. A moss could be seen out of the window. So we're setting the scene. He's, he's got to take a massive dump, and mm. there is a mosque in clear view outside the window. When I dropped my pants, all hell from my ass broke loose in epic colon blow fashion. I know what that's like. At that moment, the Muslim called a prayer, sounded from the mosque, and the four guys in front of me at the sink instantly whipped out their rugs and started praying. The sound from the loudspeaker scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what to do. The problem was Mecca was in my direction, so they were bowing and praying in front of me as my bowels were exercising the demon within. It was the most uncomfortable experience of my life. During that time, I remained silent and powered through it. When the prayer was over, the four guys grabbed their rugs and left. I quickly finished my business and ran out of there as fast as my legs could carry me. I don't know who I am sharing this with you. I know, because this is what we like. Hey, where else are you going to do it? Yeah, I just figured you needed to know. And that's D-Rod. Thanks, D-Rod. I'm telling you, the guy, the whole thing with that, I don't think they really can You know, it'd be bad if they got up and, like, somehow thought that he was disrespecting them and their religion. Yeah. But, no, I think that in their deal, that's, you know. Guy's got a shit when he's got a shit. You know what I mean? Sure. I wonder if he just like really... they got to pray. They got to pray when the yeah, uh, that's call what I'm to saying. Comes. It's just the call to prayer comes. They do it, and I'm sure that because of that, there has been a lot of uncomfortable situations, sure. especially with foreigners or people of not the same religion. But the thing about it is, I wonder what he would have done because this seems like yes, he was desperate, right? I wonder yeah. what he would have done if he went in and oh, the prayer, the call to prayer had already gone out, and he like I wonder if he would have shit his pants. Because I don't know that once it was going on, like now, D-Run had no way. He could not get out of it. He was already going. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder what he was but if he wa- if he walked in and they were all yeah, kneeling. If, the, if, like, if it oh. already had been signaled and they were already going and then he looked like there's a bathroom, there's no stall, there's the mosque, they're looking. I wonder if he would have just ran out and shit in the fucking alley or something. I, I think it would have been funnier if he had gone in and somehow didn't know anything about Islam and he thought they were all just praying to him shit. Yes, yes. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, it's like, <laughs> it reminds me of that would have been the same scene as Eddie Murphy in Coming to America when he goes <laughs> to the bathroom. The guy gets down, oh, I'm a king. Like, <laughs> Run thought he was like a, he goes, man, these guys really are into me. You yeah, know, really. I don't know what it is. And boy, take a dump. <laughs> they, they're really impressed with my American dump. <laughs> All right, well, go on, Manship. Manship had a tough week. He messaged me a bunch of times. I talked to him a lot during the week, and they had a lot of snow in the Michigan area this week. So a mm-hmm. lot of his talk was like, holy shit, I'm snowed in. But then because of that, People weren't showing up for work, and he had to do extra work, and he didn't have a lot of time to even talk to me or read the books. So this is probably his shortest mail ever, 
and he just wants to check in. I think he thinks as well, like we said, if you don't have a podcast, people forget about you. I think he, if he doesn't send a mail, I'm ditching him. He's out of my life. But he says manship, or manship says, hey, Tim and Jen Eric. Whoa. <laughs> I am too worn out and brain fried from working every day for three weeks straight that I don't have anything left for a podcast email. Keep up the great work and thank you for the many hours of listening <laughs> entertainment that helped me get through staring down a microscope for 10 hours a day. I don't know why he's at work trying to find his penis. <laughs> Just finished my lunch on a Saturday. Now back into the clean room I go. That is signed Lane Manship. He's just checking in, probably working right now as we speak, just like well, me thank and you. You, Manship. you know who isn't working right now? Eric. Nope. Eric's online right now. We saw him pop up. Guy's just sitting in that back, probably smoking, freaking ordering <laughs> things on eBay. Here we are, toiling away because he couldn't do it. Uh, the next one is actually a less of a mail for the podcast, but it was something that this guy wanted to share with us to maybe post on the site. Uh, Eric shot it down. Eric, uh, that's also what Eric does. He sits there. He's like this all-ruling or even like a godly figure where yeah. he sits there, and you don't hear from him a lot. And then when you ask him, like, hey, we want to do this, no. He yeah. just tells you, and he shoots it down. But this guy He's is, the no man. He is. Simon <laughs> says, hey there, my name is Simon Dash, and I just wanted to post a link to my new Bring Back Constantine petition on change.org. And the link is at www.change.org slash P slash CBS dash bring dash back dash Constantine. And I, I, <laughs> guess, I guess if you're that inspired, you can go and, and kind of just look up Bring Back Constantine. It'll go to there. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, he wants to, he wants us to post something about it. He wants to raise public awareness so we can try and bring back and save Constantine. And he says, many thanks. And I said to you, the only reason that I would say no is just because the, the ship might have sailed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I think getting you might away. be uh, beating on a dead horse here, it, buddy. It might be. I'm right now, I am typing right now, change.org. I'm going to the site. You can hear me go there. Here, wait a minute. I've got to get off my notes so I can go. I'm going to start a petition right now, me and you. Here it is. Change.org. <laughs> Bring back... Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there. People are still talking about that show, right? Well, I think the world is finally ready. Is what yes. it is. DJ Flex. Get DJ Flex <laughs> back. We need him. The world needs Homeboys in Outer Space. There you Yo. go. I love that show. I, I think that would stir all the racial I tension lived, in America. Yes, and it was so, it was so bad that it was, it was good. And it wasn't just, trying to be, you know, they, I remember, like, the spaceship would look like it was totally made of cardboard, you yes, know, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it really, they went for it with that one. Yep. Know, the, the budget of sets might have been a nickel. <laughs> so there you go. You can go on change.org. We'll bring back Constantine and also Homeboys in Outer Space. And the thing I said to you is this: people love Constantine. Sure. And it's one of those where this always happens. If they did bring it back, it'd probably be canceled in the season anyway. It, it yeah. never translates. The, the re, there's reasons a lot of times that shows get canceled. I'm surprised that Million Moms hasn't claimed that they got Constantine off the air. <laughs> uh, they're still up in arms about Lucifer trying to get I think we, we talked about that as well, that we think that they'll ease off if that goes for a second season because they don't yep. want to look like failures. Um, but, yeah, Sean Ryan, who played Constantine, I, I saw two episodes, and I liked them. It's just mm -hmm. I can never keep up with shows, especially – with my, it's my kids. It's, I'm not a jerk-off who only listens to NPR and doesn't watch anything but the History Channel. In fact, mm -hmm. a lot of times the History Channel bores me. But it's that the, the TV, I never get the TV. My kids are watching regular show, and uh, American Dad is the big one in our house right now. We, we're always a little behind, but yeah, yeah, they watch that a lot. 
But I think Sean Ryan, I think you got to stop because Sean Ryan, who played Constantine, he's got to get more work. You know, once he goes to another show, they're not going to bring back Constantine. I don't know if he's waiting. Maybe this is. Simon is actually Sean Constantine or Sean Ryan. (laughs) He's sending me a note. It is Sean Ryan, right? I think. I don't even know. I'm saying that. Now I think that's the guy who was on Suicide Squad book. I might even have the name wrong. Uh, Who knows? That's how much I know about Constantine. I, I like the show. The two episodes I saw, Eric loved it. Did you watch it? I watched three or four okay. episodes. I thought I thought it was okay. It wasn't enough to draw me in. Yeah, but and, uh, you know, I'm not. You know, if people like it, that's yeah. it, that's cool. Did you Did you bail when you heard it was going to be canceled? No. Were you uh, one of those guys? That. No, Were you no. One no. of those guys, Reggie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I I actually tried to watch it because Eric said that it was really good. I I agreed. I I liked it. Um, I, it was, it's weird. You know what? Show, guy's name is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I thought that that sounded wrong, wrong that I was saying Sean Ryan is the guy who we liked on Suicide Squad. So yeah. Matt Ryan. Leave Sean Ryan alone, too, for some reason. He yeah, needs to get work as well. Um, no, you know what? One show. The one show. Well, two. Two shows I really, really tried to stay up with. One was Arrow, and I watched the whole first season. And then uh-huh. once it, it stopped... Things go down again. We'll tie it back. You said about the podcast. You don't have one a week. People bail. I never got back on, even when yeah. it came back on. And the other one that I really, really desperately tried that I thought, this is one I'm going to stay with, it start, is Gotham. And I watched maybe three episodes, and I did not like it. I, yeah. I didn't like it at all, and I, I bailed from that. And it was more of Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't know why I didn't like she her. She was the worst. She was... Yeah. She was- the worst and the best in the worst way. Yeah, yeah. You know, so over over the top and ridiculous. Do you ever hear interviews with her? You know that she grew up with Tupac. No. Yeah, she was best friends with Tupac growing up. Isn't she, isn't she from Philly? I guess no, not. she's from Baltimore. Oh, like outside well, of Baltimore, sounds... I guess that is that where Tupac was from. Outside of yeah. Baltimore, yeah. yeah. And I heard her talk, and she was best friends with Tupac growing up. And in fact, points where they would say to each other, like, "We got to keep, you know, keep on the straight and narrow because we're both going to be stars and stuff like that." And they they would keep up with each other like that. And uh, she was on, I think it was Howard Stern. She was talking about. And it was a really good interview. But she's really into heavy metal music. She oh, really? had a heavy metal group at I think one I've point. Heard about that? Like, yes. Yeah. And she told Howard that at one point. Pretty much Tupac was a huge heavy metal music fan and country music he liked. He just liked every type of music. And it was so weird to think of that. I even, we, me and Eric were talking about it this week, about just thinking of, uh, you know, Tupac sitting there thinking or listening to, like, fucking Deep Purple or something yeah. like that or, you know, stuff like that because sure. of the time frame. It just seemed Jeff weird. Rotol. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, Jeff Rotol, he's like, I really like that pan flute. <laughs> freaking, freaking get Zomfear out here. He's the fucking king of the pan flute. But yeah, the last email of the night is from Brandon. Brandon's going to talk a little. You've already heard his uh, rant and rave review. And Brandon says, what's up, Jim and Eric? Well, I'll just change. What's up, Jim and Reggie? <laughs> I hope from now on I'm going to tell you, all you guys who write, and it's usually the same you know, cast of characters, uh, start writing in what's up, Jim and Reggie, just to piss off Eric. And they just no. keep going every week. Just never address Eric again. Uh, he says, you guys get some bonus points from, from me for putting the podcast together every week. Huh. Even without right. Eric. I'll briefly tell you why I realized this after Friday night and a few beverages. Probably had like a soda, right? Soda pop. <laughs> right, sure. I come home, start trying to put together a small little Marvel snippet for you guys about Doctor Strange. Well, holy shit on a sandwich. When it came time to call the line and record it, this may have been the hardest thing I ever tried to do. It seems I have trouble talking on phones. Now, I'll stop right there. Uh, for me to record that little, you've called the line, and I have the, you know, 
the classic, uh, leave your name and leave yeah. your number, wait for the beat. But then afterwards, I talked. That might have took, taken me 45 minutes. I, I, <laughs> I, every time I messed up, I'm, God damn it, I freaking have to go. Uh, that's probably why, at one point, my kids are just as bad. So those intros that I'd have them do, they yeah. would take me two hours. I'd, I'd write it up, and they'd freak, oh, my God, and I'm the worst. I'd just yell at them. The one I even made fun, like Ethan was doing it, and I'm supposed to be yelling in the background. That's usually that what I do. I, yeah. I sit there and I get so angry at him. Say it. Yeah, I'm just ah. Oh. He and I have it written out. And Ethan like will start and then he starts. He's like Ben Affleck. He starts fucking ad libbing. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, stop it and get that Batman costume off. <laughs> uh, he goes on. I took notes all week long like a champ. I thought I had some coherent and mildly entertaining things down on paper, but I'll be goddamn if it didn't. If I didn't just blather on the telephone like T9000 or whatever <laughs> the hell that robot's name. Is that reads the spoiler tag in the beginning of the show? That would be three XL. Yeah. Uh, yes. The last week I put a woman. Did you know? Did you hear that woman's voice? The robot woman. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it. You've used it a couple times. It, this. It seems. I maybe I'm insane. It seems like they're getting more. I mean, this thing's going to start thinking and using tools. Uh, I, did, I did think it sounded awfully human. Didn't it yeah. sound very, I'm telling you, I think that you want a female voice on the show. I joked, Eric, that I think we could just have that and nobody would even know it's a robot. They're going to take over. So trying to avoid the embarrassment of that getting out into the public's hands, I think I erased the message and try. I think to erase the message and try again at this point in the night, I think my IQ dropped to about 12, and I monotoned some even worse crap out of my mouth that Dan would most likely slap me for. Oh, man. <laughs> I try to ease it up, but with the 12 IQ I have at this point in the night, I hang up instead. So for all I know, the shameful thing of a voicemail is in your possession, and now I'm stressed out. Being the type of guy I'm, who apparently enjoys subjecting himself to emotional mental anguish, I attempt one more time. Time a little later. Is this me calling in the work? Because this is what I do. <laughs> to set the mood, I'm probably three, four, or five beers into my night. At this point, I feel like I'm ranting at a girl I want to break up with and emotionally scar. I guess <laughs> I said some things about Doctor Strange, and he says it's awesome, by the way. Are you still reading Doctor Strange? No, I stopped after you, the third You issue. didn't like the first issue. I remember you were on no. Ryan's podcast talking about that, correct? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really love it. You weren't really into it. I read the first issue, and because I didn't have much of a background with Doctor Strange, I was a little confused, but I actually liked I liked the art, and I think you were thrown off by it. Uh, yeah, the art yeah. was all right, but, but anyway. I, I have too many books to read. I can't go on with these things. And ran about Superwoman and Justice League, and I end things very awkwardly, then hit one and not the pound. So I'm not sure you have that one either. Oh, no, folks. It does not end there. I panic like I'm Johnny Knoxville and I just shit on the wall and bad grandpa. <laughs> so I message you frantically on Twitter rambling about all this, and I'm sure you have no clue what's going on. So I apologize for not giving you something more workable this week, but the cell phone and pound key was ruining my life. So thumbs up again for making talking about comics look effortless and, and fun because I had a hell of a time trying to contribute even a little bit. Now, I will <laughs> tell you that... Later on, when me and Eric are talking, it seems like we're struggling too. We really were. I was not, and it threw me off. Knowing that we were only going to talk about a couple books, stuff like that, it did throw yeah. me off. And I really don't think Eric read Eternal. Uh, I'll call him out on that. More than me being a moron, there were books this week too. Eternal. This is, he's going to give us a little hesitant thing on things. And in fact, two of these might as well be counted as the reviews because we're not talking about them. But Eternally <laughs> says, I'm hesitant to give this book praise anymore because I'm sure the next two issues will suck for this one being good. But I enjoyed this book again. Thank God. And I, you'll hear later, I actually liked it. Uh, yeah. Flash, he says, I can't do it anymore. This art hurts me too much to continue with this book. Now, I will tell him there's a weird thing with Flash. Felipe Baronis is on the book on art. Uh, Jesus Marino took it over from Brett Booth. So we got an issue of Jesus Marino. He's off on this issue, but in a weird thing, 
Marino is still listed on the cover. And it that is so ridiculous. It is weird. It's yeah. so weird. But yeah, this is actually a second artist since Brett Booth went off. He's just doing this. I actually messaged him because uh, he talks to us. He was on Suicide Squad with Sean Ryan that I mentioned earlier. Uh, he I like his art, and I don't. I didn't review Flash yet. I'm so behind. Uh, but I didn't mind it, and it's more of the Rogues that I like his version of the Rogues. Yeah. Uh, in there. But, yeah, I like his art, and I asked him, oh, are you on Flash? And I, I wasn't even thinking that the reason uh, Jose Marino or Jesus Marino is probably not doing this issue. They, they fell behind, and the 50 issue, number 50 is coming up, which is a double issue. So they're probably having him just said, hey, we're behind. Don't worry. We're going to get this other artist, and you work on that number 50. But it's just odd that they didn't change the cover. Somebody yeah. fucked up there. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that, can, that can be done at the last second. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that could just cut and paste. You, you do mm. that. That's very odd. But then he says, plus you have the, uh, he's going on with Flash, plus you have the heroes, uh, rogues of the story, crashing through a school full of kids and trickster firing fake bombs at a bunch of middle schoolers. And I, I will say as well on this, I did read a little of it. I haven't read the whole issue, but I know what he's talking about. At one point, they have these, have you been reading Flash? No, not for a little okay, while. There, there'll be spoilers here, but yeah. Uh, in Flash... They have set up, they have a, a special flash task force, and they have set up these drones that can find, uh, they can detect speed force. Speed, and yeah. in this last issue, you had the deal where uh, Wally West is getting speed force powers. And in, the, in that one, it all was with his hands. His hands sh- were shaking, really. I thought that he was headed. I even made the joke on the podcast, I think. Hey, he's going to head to the bathroom and stay in there for a while with his hands. <laughs> well, he, it opens up with his scene opens up. He's in the bathroom. And I'm like, hey. oh, my God, I'm in. But, yeah, what happens then, it's like they're doing a roll call. He's just in the bathroom hiding. It's freaking the, there is a stall door, thank God. But he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then he hears the names being called the roll call, and he, I got to get back. And all of a sudden, shoom, he has the speed force. He goes back. In the meantime, because that's done, the drones are signaled. Oh, my God, yeah. you know, their speed force, they go. And the rogues definitely, they just bust in the school, just break down a wall. And then start yelling and the bombs got it's so weird. But yeah, they think that they're hiding the flash. But yeah, well, I don't know. I'll have to read the whole thing. I what I read I actually was enjoying a little, but I haven't read it. That does sound kinda of interesting. Yeah. I, I love the rogues. The rogues are one of my favorite like teams. Me too, yeah. I, and actually in fact I really like the idea of teams for villains. I, I like that dynamic, and there isn't a lot of them. And when they are, they're usually these big, t- like you said, crime syndicate. You know, they're not going to be in just some book acting goofy. That, yeah. You have the rogues for that. I really like them. I think that uh, rogues are Jeff John's big favorite, too. I and Whatever agree, yeah. he likes, I'm in. But he said, uh, <laughs> did I say they're in a school, Jim? Yes. The cops and town moms can't be cool with how this went down, right? I worked in a high school for 10 years teaching these little bastards. Uh, he's very... Uh, He's very bad about it. He, like, really hates kids. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm telling you, he hates – I think he really – obviously, he moved from – I think he was in Baltimore, like, around that area uh, in uh, that school. And that's not good. It's not a good area. And you think he, everyone's from Baltimore. Yeah, though. I know. I do. I, I used to think Dan was from Baltimore. But I'm, I'm telling you, I think he told me it was Baltimore area, and then he moved to Buffalo. And anybody who moves from one place – to go to Buffalo, whatever that place was before sucked. Yeah. I was in Buffalo once. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I, he, he's probably shaking his head now and laughing. But I was there in February, like not even oh, like the February 10th, say. And, oh, my God, we went. We were going to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and we went to a game, a Buffalo-Montreal uh, game. 
a hockey game in Buffalo. When we stop, while we're there, we're like, hey, we're going to check out the uh, the game, and then we're going to go look at the, the fucking uh, Niagara Falls and then head up to uh, Canada. We were going yeah. to Toronto. So it was like all in a row or whatever. It was so cold. Fucking Niagara Falls was frozen. And I thought, Jesus Christ, I, I didn't think this was possible. Yeah, I didn't it was know that frozen. Happen. And then I, I, you look online, you look up a freaking Niagara Falls frozen. It seems to happen all the time. Uh. Holy shit. It was so cold. And the big thing, it was me and like 12 guys. And my one buddy, Jay, decides that his big thing is we should get a picture taken at the Niagara Falls of all of us moaning. Uh, it, it, we were younger fellas. It seemed yeah. funny. We didn't because it was it was just too damn cold, and we were lucky because when we, we were, he's like yelling for we got to do it. We got no no no. It's too cold. There were police officers right there. We would all have been arrested. You'd have been busted and, with, yeah. with frozen assholes. Yes, and in fact, I'd like to say to Brandon, I, I'd like to think it was. I hope it wasn't him at this freaking hockey game in Buffalo because uh, one of the guys got in a fight with somebody in the stands and we got kicked out. We almost got arrested there, and I was so angry. I had to, and it was my job then afterwards because everybody was out and about. People were buying food or whatever. We got kicked out, and the police officer made me walk around with him because I said we're here with like fifteen guys, and yeah. I had to walk around with this police officer to find the people. And everybody got kicked out. It wasn't even like one of those where the guy who got in a fight. And I think there was a stipulation like you all get the fuck out of here. Or he, the one guy at least will get arrested. Yeah, ridiculous. And you know what he did? You know what he got arrested or got in a fight for? Because the guy started smoking on the stands. Oh, he's a fucking a asshole! I was sad. this guy was a dick. And again, we're, all of us are on this like mini vacation to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, and that's the first fucking night he does that. What a fucking jerk! Oh, yeah, he goes. <laughs> I'm really interrupting people. Little Johnny is scared <laughs> for life now. He said. He said that. Uh, oh, here. Uh, the little best are you so much as crop dust at these kids. They tell their parents, and you're sitting in a meeting with parent-teacher conference for a month because little Johnny is scared for life now. Because yeah, I guess he, you know, I like the crop dusting where you sh- you fart on people. All right. Yeah. As, you, be- as you as you move by. Yeah, yeah. I believe if this hypothetically happened in any real or fantasy world, there would be more mamas in that place causing a shitstorm from people from putting their babies in danger. Then that would know. Then anybody would know what to do. That town would need the FBI, CIA, and ATF to calm that crowd down. Flash <laughs> is not on my good side lately. Yeah, he he didn't like it. I, I like the Flash, but that'll change at Rebirth. We'll get a new team. And yeah, he'll be happy. And it looks like they're really pushing. Well, the thing is, that's what's weird, and that the stuff that they showed had a lot of Wally West stuff. But Wally appeared white to me in those. So I, I, was I did. Be, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be a lot of splaining to do to mm, get that. Hope they don't roll it back. You know. Well, that's the thing. That's where I'm saying to Eric. Eric claims that, like, none of these are going to, like, reboot or change, but that's one that he can't deny, that if that's what it's going with, unless they were just, like, trying to show, like, with re I don't know. This is why they need to just start announcing big things. Like, even if it's not a, um, a creative team, which you would think that would be good, too. And, in fact, Felipe Baronis, when I asked him about The Flash, he's working on one of the books now. The Rebirth oh, okay. books. So they do know some books. They, they know already. Yeah. And usually it is like a three or four month ahead of time where they start doing issues. And mm-hmm. why, why don't the people want to hear what's going on? Just release. They're going to wait till the solicits. And I really think that's a bad idea. They should have a, a conference, press conference at some point, so they can discuss things. You get know, ahead say, of it. Just so, instead solic- of reacting all yeah, the time, get ahead of the whole you thing. You can't tell me that a solicit for the Flash Rebirth isn't going to be, this is what you've been waiting for. Of course, Back yeah. to basics. The Flash is who, you know, it's not going to yeah. say anything. So I would like them to have maybe the a little press conference. The Flash the greatest 
And even the greatest like, I mean, conflict of his life. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's a, can you, Flash doesn't believe who he finds out. It's just stupid. And do you think comics, I know comics aren't movies or things like that, but they're big enough for them to have some press show up. Like if they decided they were going to announce things, they could gather up some press, sure, right? And absolutely. have an actually question, answer, press conference for once. Have that, not just throw it out there. Just have it, and then people, and you know, you could get some people, you, you get the softball people, the people who are down with you, that they go in and they're going to ask questions. Even if you uh, freaking tell me they're faking the funk and they, they hand these people, this is what we want you to ask us. I don't even care as long as we get something. And they, yeah. you know, hey, uh, you know, Scott Snyder, you're on detective. Uh, is this going to be the Dick Grayson detective that you finished since the numbering continues? And it, well, no, because we did. You know what I mean? You want to hear that stuff. Yeah, instead of being all cagey and like, you know, yeah, just giving give half, something. half information. Make it, this is, you, you have done this stuff so much that you have caused, you know, ill feelings. Be like the, the company of the people now. Actually, try to reverse what happened with Marvel when they first came out, that they were the hip company because DC has never changed. No. Yeah, try to do that for once. Just be something. This app that you put out is not changing things. No. It's more of the same shit. Yeah, and you just you end up they really do come across to me as a company that doesn't think that they could do any wrong and that people are suckers and will go in with anything they do. And it's not the case. There's too much entertainment nowadays. And unfortunately, Marvel's killing them. So there's even entertainment value in a company that does the same thing as you that yep. people are, are really on. So, yeah, they got to fucking – I don't know why I'm ranting and raving. I'm going to call the rant and rave line right now. All right. All right. He, he goes on He-Man. I didn't get to read that yet because some comic truck crashed, I guess, and that was one of the books on it, right? The news site, we won't give any publicity here, was reporting about it, so I'll have to wait on that, which brings me to DK3. I, don't, I guess that's a real story, that there was a truck with He-Man on it. I don't know. Would all you right. believe, after all my bitching, I still haven't read DK3? Yeah, and he was, uh, he was always bitching because it's been delayed so much, but there you go. That's what happens. Having a three-year-old and taking a pacifier away from them is not a job I wish on any man, and since that is a long-ass book, and that's, gonna, and that's going on this week in the background, I haven't had a chance to sit and read it all yet. So he's got a, a yelling kid. Ah, yes. And, and if anyone likes Marvel, try Doctor Strange. I can't recommend it enough, which, like I said, you have already heard some ideas or thoughts of his on that. But he continues, all right, last bit of news here. I was in the basement doing laundry and things when you guys were referencing ghost stories on last week's podcast. Let me tell you, it's not a well-lit area down there. And I got creeped the fuck out pretty quick and had to bail on the rest of the laundry and run upstairs. Yeah, I'm telling you, go to Eric. If you talk to Eric about ghosts, you could be in the middle of the day at work. He gets freaked out. I think this is why, like, I don't know. If you ask me, he's a dead, dead inside type of guy. Yeah. And that's why he loves horror. Also, it's a tie to his dad. His dear dead dad. Are you dead? But yes, he's dead. He's still dead. I'm going to give him a. There's a shout out to Eric's dad. <laughs> but yeah, I think that Eric's one of those guys that always needs that, like, freaking shock to the system that keeps him alive but yeah he says i let the lady take care of the rest of it because that ruined me he couldn't go downstairs i can do scary movies no problem but you tell me a ghost story that sounds even remotely true and i'm out now this isn't a ghost story but i had an issue where i went and saw blair witch project probably the only movie i've ever seen a horror movie in the the uh theater I, yeah. I would say I'm not a big theater, but and I saw it opening night. So this was before the hype. I just I don't even I couldn't even tell you why we went. It was me and my buddy Brett and my buddy Pete, and we went and um, 
I, I think we just went to the movies and that was playing, so we went. It scared the shit out of me, I have to admit. It really it did was, scare me. It was when it first came out, yeah. Yes, and the problem is, is then I came home and our basement, for some, it's, it's an unfinished basement, but where the heater is, it's, it's really unfinished. And for <laughs> some reason, it tied into that movie with me, that, and I, I did start calling it like the Blair Witch Basement, and it scared the shit out of me. I couldn't go down there. And I do get, I, I used to, I told you and, and uh, Eric a lot, all the crazy things I used to think of as a kid. I can really convince myself of some crazy shit, yep. and yeah, I, I get so scared. But yeah, he ends with, all right, gentlemen, keep on keeping on, Brandon, at BMUR3660, and that is the mail. And before we go, this is going to be our end of our little deal today. And like I uh-huh. said, I apologize to anybody when they're listening to us think that this is like a patchwork Eric's Glasses type podcast. But yeah, <laughs> this is just this week. Everybody, if you want to get freaking into you know yelling at Eric for it, you can blame him. I blame yep. him for everything else. Eric L. Shea at Twitter. Yes, yes, Eric Elshay. <laughs> and yeah, and you can message him now because he's busy, you know, tweeting away, I, I bet you. I'm wondering what he's doing now. I'm looking. There he is. See if he tweeted anything. Yeah, 59 minutes ago. He's tweeting. To- oh, that's. He retweeted oh, yeah. your thing. You to tweeted me. Him. Yeah, he yep, tweeted, he tweeted to, to you while you're busy working for him. Well, I'm on the podcast. Yes, I have to give you his salary. You get <laughs> seven views. And three clicks. That's that's what you get for that part. But before we go, I do want to say that you read and reviewed the Teen Titans. We're not going to do a flash reviews. There's just too too much crazy shit going on, and people didn't get back to me with blurbs, and I didn't read all my books yet. It's it's a weird week, but we still wanted to put this out. But you did read and review Teen Titans. It was Greg Pak's first issue, and it didn't seem like you really liked it. Uh, I didn't love it. Um, you know, it was sort of a uh, pilot episode again, yeah. a lot of reintroduction to the characters, but not much happened. That yeah. would be my biggest complaint. And I thought the art art was awesome. Yeah, and I did some look good character the moments. And uh, but you do think that he did do a good job of reintroducing you to the team and and whatnot, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So I, I, I really appreciated it because I haven't I haven't read Teen Titans. I don't think for about a year and a half, maybe, yeah. but maybe a year. Yeah, and you know. What? So I needed I needed You're to get lucky. brought up. And yeah, this is one where uh, I have done a lot of the Teen Titans reviews, and I always, I always like to, if you have a new change, that's always the best time, obviously, to throw the book to someone else. And yeah, yeah I had a bunch of reviews, so I thought, eh, you'd, and it, it goes well to me in my mind with Suicide Squad as well. When they changed that up and you did it, and you, we, I didn't like that issue of Suicide Squad. But, yeah, I'm going to read that later this week to see what I thought of it. But, yeah, uh, if you want to see, obviously we're not going to talk all the books this week, but we do plan on uh, reviewing most of them by Wednesday. So uh-huh. if you want to read some of the reviews that we put up, and uh, there's also like Poppy did Justice League 3001. Uh, Jody did DK3, Dark Knight yep. 3, and also is going to be doing the Suicide Squad katana deadshot so uh, for the most part we're going to have all these reviews up so the stuff that we did not do on the podcast talk about tonight uh we will have on the site you can go to blah, blah, weird science dc comics blog <laughs> blogspot.com oh my god it is the worst i'm the one first off right away i should have never put that blog on the end there i didn't know what i was doing i said we, we started off and you could still look up jim and eric's comic book blog it's up there you and it links to our site because that's what it was going to be, uh, because I just I ended up starting it while I was waiting for Eric to show up at work, 
And I thought, fuck it. We talk enough about comics. We're starting a site. So Eric showed up. I'm like, hey, we have a site. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I, we were talking a little about the inside. At that point, Eric didn't even have internet. So he obviously couldn't read the books digitally. He had to wait to go buy them from his buddy that worked at a, uh, owned a comic shop that was only open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So what he'd go, fuck? yeah, oh, it's the worst. So he'd go and grab the books and then read them real quick, use his laptop to write a review, but then he had to put it on a, a USB stick, run it over to my house. Oh, he was like Batman like, in that Eternal it's like with North Korean fire. comics. Oh podcast. my god! And I said he should have been on a pony. Freaking going, it was the craziest. But yeah, go to our site. And if, if that URL scares you off, just look up Weird Science DC or Weird Science DC Comics, and it'll get you there. And you can look at all our crazy reviews. But that'll be it for me and you, Reggie. Yeah. And I thank you for filling up for Eric. And maybe, uh, you know, maybe one week. I know there's something coming up where Eric has a wedding to attend but yet you can't seem anybody ever go to a wedding and they <laughs> don't know when it's uh, he's in the wedding and i said when is this wedding eric so we can plan ahead not sure I'm like, a surprise it, wedding not, and i thought maybe he doesn't know the the fucking date but he you know is it in june is it may you know these are big wedding months not sure uh, you're gonna get a hold of this guy what well, i'm not sure it just keeps not sure is going down but maybe but definitely on that week me and you i'm saying yeah. it right now uh, but maybe one week we're just going to tell Eric to go to hell. He, he can go to hell, and we'll tell him he's not on. And uh, you know what? He won't care. Whoa. He won't care at all. He'll probably be thrilled. Yeah. I wish that he was on a freaking – no, he's not. If he was on Skype right now, I'd call his ass and tell him Uh-oh. to get on so we could get spot. quick. But, yeah, that's it. We're going to stop right here, and I believe what we'll insert after this will be the books. So we'll come back with Batman and Robin Eternal and all those other crazy books. But, yeah, thanks again, Reggie. And no I'll problem. Talk to you later. Boosh. See ya. This is my ninth sick day this semester. It's getting pretty tough coming up with new illnesses. If I go for ten, I'm probably gonna have to barf up a lung. So I better make this one count. All right, now it's time for the meat and cheese of the podcast. Not as much meat and cheese this week. We're gonna do it though, right, my man? I ain't gotta talking keep to you. saying because I thought you had died. I thought I'm you passed dying. out. Uh, yeah, I hope that this Chikubni fella listens up, because this is the comics talk of the podcast. No nonsense, Eric. He's going to review it again, talking about how the one guy just talks while the other guy sounds like he's dying the whole time. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what's with this one guy. He, the guy sounds like hell, and I don't mean Eric. Boom, <laughs> boom. But yeah, if you want to see our full-out reviews of these books that we're going to talk about, and many others this week, go to weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. We're going to start with Batman and Robin Eternal, Eric. That's my little Ooh. DJ voice. I like sick. it. Getting a little sexy. Uh, Reggie, I was talking to him last night while we were recording some stuff as well, and he said that he cannot wait till Batman and Robin Eternal ends because he's sick of hearing about it at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> and I said, yes, I am with you, but I like this one a little more than usual. And like I said, it's Batman and Robin Eternal number 21, written by James Tynan the fourth, not the third, not the fifth. Art by Tony S. Daniel, Sandu Flore, Tameo Murray, and Dave Sharp. Those two are always together, and it always throws me off when I read it. I don't know why. James Tynan jumps back on Eternal this week, and we get the most flashback-heavy issue yet, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. 
While I suspect that some may like the heavy dose of Batman, I love the fact that we get an issue that finally makes me feel like Harper Rowe is, is fully a part of the DCU. I know that sounds odd after having so many issues with her as a focal point, but I really appreciate the way Tynan ties this into Harper's history, especially Batman number 18. Makes it all fit. We also get a mother origin story that was full of cliches, but solidifies that this book is all about the eternal trinity, Eric. Batman mother and Harper. Isn't it Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman? No, not in this book. Tony Daniel adds awesome art, and that is why this is one of my favorite issues of Eternal yet. And I'll tell you, that is a backhanded compliment, because yes, I have not enjoyed this series as a whole, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this to me was one of the better issues, mainly because we do learn some things about the characters. And I, it's funny when I said that in the intro about it being a flashback-heavy issue, with it never leaving the uh, past, it does seem a little weird to think of it as a flashback issue because it just happens. But yeah. yeah, this whole issue happens in the past. And it starts off with Harper holding her dead mother. And she, they give a little description about how at this point she's changed. She's, you know, this life of hers is going to be rough. And then Batman even calls out at that point that he feels very responsible for her. He is very responsible. Yes, he says that uh, what her life He done be, fucked up, kid. Yeah, he did. So you already, you already had had that idea, but yeah, he says it right here, that this, that her life, and Collins, and she, he mentions Colin, which is About good. Time, somebody does. Uh, he feels responsible. So it moves on, and then uh, after this, you have Batman returning to Gotham, Batman and Robin, they, they're going back to Gotham, they're going to get back to their regular deal of kicking ass. And you see it, and I liked it. There's Deadshot at one point, you see the Penguin. You see all these things, and as they're fighting, which I think is an awesome page, too, and really brings up the fact that I want a Batman and Robin book like this. So do I. Yeah, it'd be so good. Um, but through this whole thing, he mentions a couple things, and he talks about just how this whole thing has affected him. But the one big thing is he says that Mother's body, re I'll read it, Mother's body rests in a morgue on the outskirts of Cairo. I've examined the remains. The case is closed. And I put the mystery indoors. And the mystery to him, then, He's getting into it, I think, mainly because it's kind of making him think about himself as well. He wants to know why somebody would do this. Why would Mother do this? I don't know about you. The minute I left Europe, Eric, I, case closed, I'm done. I'm I not am. thinking about that shit. I, I, I really, I don't think about crap afterwards like that, but it, it bothers I'm, him. I'm saying, though, going looking, like, I remember that old, not old, it was a couple of freaking months ago, that detective issue where the Justice League brought in Jim Gordon because yeah. he's a forensic. Yeah, so because like, he's a forensic scientist. Yeah, and Flash is just sitting there like, what the fuck, guys? Batman should have brought Flash into this because obviously he did not do a good job at Cairo. No. Yeah, and uh, no, he, he didn't. And, yeah, that'll come up because, boy, they, they throw that in. Did you just light a cigarette? Shut up. You son of a bitch. Kate, fucking see you in seven. Or. See you in seven. <laughs> That's your plan. I just quit because you <laughs> do that. No, uh, yeah, he, he examined that body. I, I hope they explain that. I hope it's not one of those, like, oh, I, I gave myself this drug. That's, uh, yeah. he's, uh, Batman's too good for that. Though I think this Goddamn issue. Batman. I think this issue actually is one of those where it is kind of giving you the turning point of a early Batman towards what he becomes. And maybe this whole thing does tie into this detective thing as well. But I'll get to that later when he uh, at the very end is what I, I think that he this is where he decides to be a better person. But 
We'll go on with it there. He says, uh, no, 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 because that was Batman number 44. We saw that in Scott well, Snyder. you saw that. That was later he became a better person. That's that was Batman not this, 44. He didn't even have a Robin in that one yeah, yet. I know. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And you know what? If you think of that, that is really, you throw me off now. Because that really seems like it would have been after this, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a couple of months after Zero Year. So weird. The, the whole timing of this and all of the the DCU and the New Fifty Two. That's the one thing me and you both liked the the New Fifty Two. We loved it. Loved it. Um, the timing was never right. The timing of where <laughs> things happen and what happened and didn't happen and and the Robin stuff definitely one of the biggest problems. Uh, that and uh, Superman's death is another one. You know all this yep. stuff. But, oh, and how never becoming a goddamn uh, parallax yeah, now parallax or some shit? Well, I don't even do know this. how yeah. that works. And you even, I mean, even in this, uh, Eternal, you've been having problems because of the whole Azriel Bane connection, yeah. stuff like that. But Batman tells Dick, hey, uh, you know, even Dick's it. That I like the part, too, where you get that Dick realizes something's bothering Batman. And he's, you know, you're not yourself. What you, something's bothering you. Uh, you know, fuck you, Robin. Fuck but you, now Robin. he says, I got to go back to... Uh, I got to go back to Europe. There's something, there's a suspicion I have. I got to tie things up. And I really like that Dick says, like, what do you mean? We literally tied the bad guy up. He's in Arkham, the scarecrow. <laughs> and it's funny because of all these issues going and the lack of recent um, flashbacks even. And that little thing is, I almost forgot that Dick is in the in the dark with all this, if you know what I mean. No, right? I did too. And I'm so I when, What's that? I read this issue just a couple hours ago before we got started, and it was hard for me to fucking follow because my eyes were goddamn bleeding. But uh, oh, your eyes were bleeding. What do you got? Hip uh, nose? You got no, hip nose going? Not, not bleeding. My fucking eyes just they hurt. Shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I was asking you questions for it. Like, did I read this right? No. I even got that one wrong where I was arguing with you. Where when we got the backstory later, well, we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, I thought it was fifteen years ago. Yeah. Like, goddamn, mother got haggard in fifteen yeah. years. So that said was it was a hard era. life. It's a hard life here. But yeah, when when he said that, like, hey, we literally, it, it just dawned on me again. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, Dick doesn't know any of this. Nope. He just thinks they went to get the scarecrow. They case done, you know, high fives all around. Let's get moving. Pinatas yeah, and RC Cola. Yeah, pinatas and RC Cola. And cake, Eric. Lots of cake. But yeah, yeah, and Batman's like, listen, I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to go. You, you need to be here. And I love that Dick's like, you're trusting me with the city? And Batman in one panel is so funny because he's like, chum. you're my partner, Dick. Of course I trust you. And besides, Superman will be flying over every 15 minutes. And Dick, to me, I, I, if I was Dick, I'd be like, fuck you, Batman. Fuck <laughs> you. And he doesn't. He seems very happy about that. But I also want to know, Superman flying over every 15 minutes seems very odd. Like, I know the guy can fly fast, right? He flies in every 15 minutes. How long do you think he has to scan Gotham to make sure anything's wrong? Uh, it's probably you know, I think take like take a minute a or two. I think, but, and then if something happens, and then he's got to go. And then he's like, he goes back to Metropolis. Shit happened. Wait a minute. I got to go to Gotham again. It's so, I think it's Kent, all, you're on the clock here. 15, what are you doing? Yeah, 15 minutes is, is a lot of, it's, I don't know. He should have said he'd fly over an hour. Something. Hopefully, a Superman has some vacation time crewed up so he can just go and like yeah, hang actually, out. Actually, yeah, actually, this would have been a cool thing if they would have wanted to throw things in. They're not going to put Superman in this book. Actually, I would have really liked that they showed Dick and Superman hanging out. Like well, we Superman, had we had that in Grayson Annual. Yeah, well, I hated that issue, but I, I like the concept, and I would yeah. have liked to see it happen here as well. That would have been pretty cool. They're playing cards here and there, <laughs> freaking. Uh, I don't know. What else do you do with a little laser tag? Laser tag, huh? 
Laser tag. That's fun. laser tag. Somebody I know likes laser tag. Hell yeah. Ordering shit from eBay. Guy, so this guy I know, he's sick as hell. Fucking yeah. doesn't stop his fucking fingers from ordering shit on eBay. I have a problem. You do have a problem. Uh, and get back to the issue, because there is a, a little story about your eBay stuff, but you didn't want to talk about it because you're too sick. Ah, uh, yes. How was that Imagine X Batmobile, Iron? It's actually badass. It looks like the one that's in this issue. Yeah. Man, yeah, it is. I, I, I'm just at that part, yeah. You got one, though, but it wasn't the original one because when you ordered it from eBay, the guy's barn burned down. The same day. Yep, same day. So anybody was listening to last week and we were talking about that Imaginex, Eric's original order never arrived because it burned down in a barn fire. <laughs> but the, the guy, guy, had, guy yeah. had a different one, but it came with more stuff than yeah. the one I actually ordered, and that's pretty upgrade. cool. It was an upgrade. But yeah, Batman heads off, or Bruce heads off to Europe, Eastern Europe. "Quote unquote Eastern Europe, Eric. You don't want to tie it down. And Eastern block. Me and you both said we were thrown off a bit because because of how this issue jumped back and forth. I actually thought that that was Dick Grayson, and I thought it was in the present. It looks like Dick now, Grayson. I thought it was in the present where they're talking about this. Batman was going to go, and then in the present, Dick goes to see what he found out. Like this, even even so, to this point, this seems like the point in this the series where." Dick should be tying up a lot of shit for himself. So it would, it would have made sense in my mind. But it is Bruce. Well, we only have five more issues yeah. left. We've got to tie some shit yeah, together. some things. But he heads off. He goes to see this woman, Miss Marchenko. And what we find out then is this woman has a tie to mother's past. He, uh, Bruce really wants to know. And I do like the part where she's like, how did you find out? And I wish he said he pressed the flesh, Eric. He <laughs> no, did not. But they have a little panel where they show him just beating the shit out of people to find out info. I to, have my ways. I like, too. He says, I, I have my ways. And he's reading papers like somebody has these files. And he, she does mention it later. You got the, the files from the Army. But you get mother's... Uh, origin and yes i will tell you it's it's quick it's very cliched to me um but we'll talk about it afterwards what i actually think is going on but the, the whole thing is the soviets invaded her town it's 50 years ago so i'm saying at this point not 15 no not 15 like you thought but i'm saying that mother then is probably about 66 say, about that what? 65 in the present Oh, the present, I would say 68. Uh, for okay. some reason, in my mind, she was 18 years in this. Well, yeah. I don't know. The, the reason why I would go a little younger is a, um, it's kind of a bad reason. They really make it seem like the shit that she had to do was something that a little kid shouldn't do because it looks like she's a waitress and a prostitute to me, yeah. that they just take their way. And I think that it's supposed to be that her life was that horrible that I think that she, they would kind of make it that she was younger than she ever should have been. But yeah, she's serving drinks, you know, and the prostitute, like I said. These Russians are in town. They've invaded. The town opened up like, hey, you know what? We don't want to cause much problems. Come on in. And I'll it's say, very- well, she'd actually be older than that now because this is, uh, that's 50 years from five years ago. So yeah, it's 55 yeah, that's years true. ago. So yeah, but she's, she's old. Yeah. She's definitely old. I re- I'm like, I really, <clears throat> yeah, when I, I read this, I'm like, because, I thought she was yeah. 38 years old. I'm like, God damn, yeah, she is like, haggard for 50, And I said 38. it's a tough, tough life. <laughs> but yeah, it goes very quick where it has this uh, thing where they're in town. The Russians are in town. They're having a dinner at this freaking beer hall. And the guy starts choking on what appears to be a chicken leg. And uh, then they jump to these conclusions. These guys are jumping, you know, they're getting a lot of exercise jumping to conclusions. The guy starts coughing and choking. And they think he's been poisoned, and the army just opens up and kills everyone. She runs off, 
and actually runs right into seeing her parents get killed. And uh, that's the other thing. They're just going to go and kill everyone in town. Yep. And she, and That's you know, what you can get for poisoning people. Yeah. And it just looked like he was, ch- he was choking. Guy Honestly, was I, I don't know. I, I thought it was funny because they said um, they believed that guy was poisoned. Yeah. And then somebody, then Miss Mark, I think Marchenko, Marchenko said, yeah. no, he's just choking. Like, I don't get the idea of any of this. Where, and, where do you, like, I don't get from this book that he was choking or poisoned. He could have been either. They just didn't explain it well. Yeah, they didn't. Me. Well, that's what I'm saying. They go really quick. And it's funny, too, that. Because honestly, the way Mother looked when she handed him the, uh, yeah. the chicken, mm-hmm. she could have poisoned it. Now, the funniest thing that you say here, and I did the same thing, and it made me laugh, and then I thought I was a dummy, and you did the same thing. That Miss Marchenko said he's only choking. It's not Miss Marchenko. No? Because the Miss Marchenko in this is That's the younger the old girl. Yeah. yeah. But it looks just like it. I think it they does. made a mistake making her look like that. Or this is part of what I'm going to say later, that this is actually not a real story. That things are kind of blended in, and that's kind of a hint that she's telling the story as if she was there, but it doesn't make sense. And she's, I'm getting really deep into it, I think, but <laughs> because she's there of her present age, that is trying to show you that she's really lying. I'm saying, well, it looks like Miss Marchenko. It does. It looks just like her. I think I may have even put it in my review. Because <laughs> then I read it again. I'm like, that can't be Miss Marchenko. Because then she goes on and that the Russians went around and wanted to make sure everybody was dead. So they stabbed all the bodies, which is a good idea. You should oh, do yeah. that. In any movie where there's something like this, people are hiding out the bodies. They're always doing that. I would. So would I. And uh, so they stabbed her, and it's, it's really stressed. Oh, they stabbed her seven times. She didn't even blink. She's tough. And then the whole big uh, line is she was laying there as a girl, and she rose up as a woman, Eric. <laughs> she rose up as a woman. And then she went, ended up going to this tavern. The, I guess they called it the Serenity, where Miss Merchenko works. They let her in, and then Mother ended up killing her parents so that she would be able to be free as well. I mean, mother's insane. She's I'm now sorry, that, she's that is, laid on bodies for, that is for fucked hours. Up, mother. Yeah, she's been stabbed. She watched her. She's insane. And um, you get that. But then when Bruce seems to be satisfied, like okay, that makes sense. I think in his mind, he just wanted to know that somebody that's pure evil like this does have a reason for it. Like it's not just like the Joker. Like right. We talk about the Joker, the jo- and you know he wants to know this person really did have a reason. Not that it's good. Not that what happened because it, it does mirror a bit of what happened to him. She had mothers way worse off than Bruce. Oh yeah. Um, but I do think that's all he wanted. So he's like, "Good, thank you. Mother's not going to hurt anybody else. She's dead. Nobody else will die at her hands." And he drives off. And as he's driving off, she says, now, "Only if that was true." And then she says, "Make it quick, mother. Make it quick." And then you realize that she, mother was there the whole time, and, and she knew it. just cut her shoulder yeah, a bit. Yeah, just seemed like to cut her shoulder, but I think maybe it's supposed to be the neck. I have no idea. Kills it's her. very weird. Yep, kills her. And I really do think that this is a play on when uh, Batman set up Scarecrow to go tell mother the psych profile that he right. wanted her to know. I think that this is the one. The only thing that gets me is mother is really big on the knowing these plans to do, if you know what I mean. And also, it throws you off that she, I, just, how would she know that he'd eventually go there? Was she just waiting there for, for weeks, months? She, she knew, she knows Batman. Well, she I think, knew that he'd again, be back. Again, I think it's playing off the whole thing of that she knows shit like this. Just yeah, like and Batman. she might have even planted the information to go there. Yeah, 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 true. That could have been as well. Like, that's a long con. Holy Hell yeah, moly. But yeah, I, I really think that this is not her real origin. I think that the way they did it with cliche, even like you said about the 
uh, choking and it wasn't explained. I think that's more of a like, here, you tell them this. It wasn't explained because this woman, Miss Merchenko, doesn't know anything about that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. very clear and uh, concise. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, but in the meantime, we go back and we see Batman hanging out and watching Harper and Cullen. And he goes on again Big with this. Creep. This is what I should do. I got to watch for these kids. I got to keep track of them. And, and this is where I get a little upset because he says, yeah, I could put them in the mansion. You know, I could make the seriously the, in the mansion. Eric, you, th- you think that'd be a good life for them? Hell yeah, man. They're in the mansion, and he just is... I have ideas sometimes where Batman's going to come whisk me really? away and take me to the mansion. Whisk oh, you yeah. away? Whisper in your ear, maybe? Whisper in your ear? I, do I don't know what kind of man you think Batman is. Uh, but That's not how my fantasies think, work. Think of the opportunities that she would get as the adopted kids of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And Cullen might actually have something like shot at life instead of just sitting there playing video games. Playing all day. video games? I thought you were going to get to his uh, orientation. I was actually going to stop the podcast and slap you upside down. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he has – and even says, I could make him a room. I could have him in there. But I don't want a little girl to end up at the top of the stairs asking what's going on like Dick did. And uh, – which is – I like that, too, only because up until now, you're really being pushed to think that, you know, all this stuff with Dick was set up by Batman to to work out the way it did. Kind of gives you an idea that it wasn't. I I do like that. Um, It's it's very odd because he doesn't do it for Harper or Cullen, but then later on, okay, Jason, come on in. Again, I think maybe, and then Dave, But Jason, he brought in from the get-go to said, you're going to be my my, uh, partner, pretty much. Yeah. And then Tim as well for this. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it just show you a little yeah, maybe. difference, you know what I mean? But he doesn't want Harper to end up being in that bi- the vigilante business, quote unquote. And he ends up saying that, and I think that that ties well into the Batman Eighteen because in Batman Eighteen, that is the issue. It's a requiem issue. Yeah, you Damien you went died. back yeah. and read that yep, one I this read. week, and you were telling me about it because yeah. I, I, I was not about and to. And the reason that I like 18. it, this was if. if you don't remember it if people didn't read it. It's after Damien died that Batman went out, and this was at a point where he was, was going out. Up and issue. He was going out and kicking ass. Like he didn't care. He was he was brutal. He was doing some stuff, and even Harper had been kind of tracking Batman at that point, keeping track of his tendencies and things like that. It actually reading back at it, just the things that she said, it did really kind of seem like a Tim Drake type of thing. Like she, he was, you know. She doesn't spell it that she was really trying to find out who it was. She was right. just keeping track of him. And I like that because in the meantime, Batman was keeping track of her. So I like it. She's talking to Colin in this and saying, oh, I don't know what's going on. He's getting very lazy. He's getting, like, brutal. He's not, uh, you know, covering his tracks. I don't understand. So she goes out and gets involved, and Batman finds her and then says to her, like, what's going on? And basically she says, oh, I've been training, and he flips out. And this is where, and it's off panel, we've mentioned a lot of times on the podcast even, where he punches her right in the face and pretty much says, oh, you're training, huh? Did you train for this? And punches her through a fucking wooden fence. And then she's there. But I'm telling you, I think that this is where that came off really bad to me. Me and you yeah. discussed it a lot. But We bring I, it up all the time to ourselves. I think that this is now, it really really makes sense to me and it's one of the reasons i love this issue is that one scene because this was a guy who had lost his son was going out to just kick the shit out of people and now 
a girl who he tried to say, I'm not going to help her. I'm going to give you a shitty life, but it's going to be a better life overall because it's going to be your life. You're not going to get involved in this goddamn shit that I'm involved with. You're going to be normal. He finds out then that it's not true, that she has been, she's done it anyway. And to me, it's a combination of, you know, why the fuck are you doing this? You're ruining your life. But also... God damn it, I, I could have taken you in and the same shit would have happened. I didn't change anything. And he, he freaks out and hits her. But also in that issue is the part where uh, their father has just been arrested. And they go to see him and, and he, he fucking bashes Cullen. And in fact, at this point in this Batman 18, which I don't want to make this a Batman 18 freedom review, but in this point, Cullen wants to go see him because he's all happy that he got this uh, reporting job, like an editor thing. Right. And the dad just blows him off and then says, hey, I got no time for you. I want to talk to my other daughter. And Cullen Ooh. goes away crying. And then Harper's like, you fucking asshole, we're never going to see you again. And the dad spells it out like, you had him come and get me, didn't you? You told him what I was doing. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, I know your connection. And it, it, it's a little, it doesn't match up 100% because of the way it goes, but it does. The, the, it works. Yes. And it's like the spirit of it does because in this, Batman goes and gets the father. He, he decides, I can't have her at the mansion. I don't want her to get involved with this. So he goes to the dad, ties him up to a, what, a gargoyle, like Arkham <laughs> City, and then says, uh, you're going to get a job. You're going to apply for a job tomorrow. You're going to get the job. And you're going to be a good guy. These kids need you. Look at them. They're there. They need you. You know. And he's even like, it wasn't my fault. I didn't kill my wife. Either. And he's like, I know. But you're a piece of shit. Uh, the worst this part ends. is, though, is that Batman knows he's going to screw up. Yeah. And that, again, that's where another thing in this 18, where it goes back that I think that's another part of it. Like, fuck, I, I fucked up. I, he has completely screwed this girl's life and Collins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's hanging. Don't forget Kellen. Everybody else Yeah, does. I know. Well, he didn't. And uh, he says, if you fuck up, if you do this stuff again, I will be there because I'm going to make sure I, I keep track of you and I'll fucking go. And it doesn't work anyway because in the end you find out that he ends up being bad. It's one of those things. He's not going to change. It, he, it lasted a while, it seems. It took yeah. about five years. Um, but, yeah, he ended up going. But at the end, you have Batman there at the computer. He's got the files, the mother files. And I think that what this is going about is uh, a couple things. Number one, the, the case is over to him. He's found out what he wanted to know. He's already looked. Mother supposedly is dead, which we know she isn't. Um, he does extract the file, which, you know, that's okay. But then he, he just purges all the traces of it. I might be looking into it more, but I think this is him starting with the – Okay, you know what? I'm going to be a better person. I can't control everything. And he even says, I want to be a better mentor, a better partner to Dick. And uh, I also like that, that he considers Dick his partner uh, to himself. Right. And I think that this is the start of him saying, you know what? I don't want to be like Mother. Uh, it seems like I'm tied into her. She's a bit darker version, but we're very similar to what we're going about, and I can't do this. Um, but yeah, he erases the, the traces, but he does get that, uh, exports that file that I think that you're supposed to know. But not that this file was what Dick and them got. Does he export it? He says extract file, and then he says purge all traces. So I don't know if that, okay. I, to me, I'm thinking that he does have a backup, which is odd. But I think this is him starting to try to change his ways. 
And I like that, even to the point where he said earlier, maybe later he's like, God damn it, I better go to detective school because I am really <laughs> fucking up because he's fucked up a couple times in this. And really to Harper, because in this whole series, we find out if he just let, you know, he's going to go and stop mother. But if he went in there, just uh, fist a blazing and just beat the shit out of people and get them arrested, he had to play a fucking game. He had to do this, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, he wanted to get in on the inside and find out how it was and go in deep, and it ended up causing Harper to have an awful, uh, you know, life. Life, And yeah. basically because the good parents seemed to have been the one to die. And it's weird, but, yeah, I really liked it. I know that you told me you didn't like it as well. I'll say I, I enjoy it more now that you've talked about it to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying I read it really quick, and it, it took me for I, I can't even say I read it quick because it took me forever because my yeah. eyes were just so fucked up. Yeah. Um, my head was fucking pounding, but I, I don't know. I enjoy talking to you about it. Oh, do you? Thank yeah. You. Oh, thank I think you. I'd give this about a 7.5 out I, of 10. I give it an 8. It, it was I a know, bit boring at times. Is uh, I, like I said, once I thought that that mother, uh, hit, that origin might actually be false, because when that did happen, yeah. I will say that I kind of – Roll my not roll my eyes because I'm not sitting there doing dramatic gestures while I'm there by myself. But it did mentally. I rolled my eyes because I'm like, this is so generic. But then when I'm like, you know what, this seems real set up. Once she shows yeah. up and kills, and but I don't know what her game is except to just be fucking with Batman. It seems like at the end, that's all Mother wants to do is fuck around with Batman. Uh, but the art was incredible. Oh, yeah, and great. It, it actually angers me a little because when this series was announced, uh, Tony S. Daniel was announced, you know, as the big, big draw on, on art. And we haven't gotten much of Tony S. Daniel. Oh, yeah, three and issues? We, yeah, I think it's three. And I really, every issue, is, it looks so good. There's nothing wrong with the art at all to me. Where I love, look love at this it, Batman. It's just, yeah, it looks great. Um, but, yeah, I gave it an eight on the site. I'll stick with that. And, yeah, it's one of my favorite issues of the whole series. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on to uh, your big book of the week. Okay, Justice League number 48, written by Jeff Johns with art by Jason Fabach, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lee. The fight is on as the Justice League team up. <laughs> as the Justice League team up with Crime City. Oh my God. Here we go. My eyes. Can you, with, the, uh, with that sexy voice, can you say, uh, Jim, uh, I've, I finally found you? Say that to me real quick. Jim. I finally found you. All right. Thank you. The fight is on. The Just League team up with the crime syndicate to take on Mobius. And it looks like our heroes are doomed because they just get the shit kicked out of them over and over again, even with their new god powers. Our biggest developments, though, are that Superwoman is going into labor, Grail needs Steve Trevor for something, and Mobius makes Ultraman look like a bitch when he straight up murders him. Yeah. What I got for you. Yeah. Uh, I like this issue. I it's think all right. It's, people, a, it's, it's weird, though. This is what I was going to say, too. I think what you're going to say. Not, not a lot happens. No, it's really. a straight-up fight it's scene. It's a lot of fighting, but a lot of things that happen, I did like now in the, the first, uh, that splash page with the Justice League and then the Crime Syndicate. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Looks great. Why Everything did, looks great. Why did I see this and think of The Last Supper? I don't even know why. It That's seemed to me thing. like it was the Last Supper. And even to the point where they're like all lined up in the, it's just very odd. And then it solidified then later, a couple panels later, when uh, Flash just says, hey, one of us is going to die. And it just really seemed like it was stressed that way. And I, I don't think it was. It just seemed very odd. And also that he's trying to get deep with this. Is, well, I am. And he's presenting kryptonite, which Ultraman ends up eating. 
Yeah. And it just, I don't know why it seemed this way, but it did. I, I, I'm fucking insane, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, it's a lot of fighting. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is pretty much fighting. We get this opening scene where the, the Justice League and the Crime City are pretty much just negotiating their terms of working together. Yeah. And yeah. we'll look, I'm saying we'll get Cyborg back because all they need to do is present them with a yes. uh, Lex Luthor robot for a yep. grid to download his body. But Jessica Cruz seems to be fucked. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is what I was talking to you about, and you, you told me you didn't know what I was talking about. I'm starting to think that this Green Lantern's book involves both of them, that it's Power Ring, but it's both of them working, like a, like I said to you, in All of Me, the movie with Lily Tomlin. Right. And because even later... When the core shows up, John Stewart says, I thought you said this power ring was a good guy. He's like, yeah. yeah, it's a little more complicated than that or whatever he says. But so it almost seems to me like they're setting that up already there. And it just it seemed odd to me that they really do stress that she's stuck. And I, would that be a twist that they would do that this Green Lantern's book is them together? Like, when you say them, though, the Volthoom is just the, the power ring itself. Yeah, but I'm saying that it would be the Volthoom. Like, what did you think the power... You know what I mean? I think in this in this form, maybe, but it's all... Or it reverses, and they have the two things going at each other like that. I don't know. I, it, I, I still don't know exactly yeah, what you mean. No, I'm saying that if the power... Like, what did you think the power ring... Like you said, she's stuck in the ring. Yes. So how are they going to... Uh, consciousness is taking over the body. Yes. So how do you think it, they'll resolve it to have this Green Lantern book? I'm, I'm sure that they'll just do something so she comes back. But you and think, then she but might you don't get, think she she'll might, have the consciousness as well? They might destroy the power ring and she just becomes a Green Lantern. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to me like it's going to end up being this exact, the Volthoom consciousness like this. Right. And Jessica Cruz inside it and just go from there. That sounds I crazy. That, I just that seemed like, and they're gonna claim because of the two consciousness going. That's the, the the plural. I don't know. It does seem weird, but they it's do, very odd. they do stress it though, and it's odd to stress that out of nowhere to say that when you really didn't have to. You know, they say, oh, you know what? All they have to say is, yeah, we'll work that out later. And that, but yeah. the, but the stress that as long as you give us a body for grid. We're fine, but you know what? I can't help you with powering. No, no, powering. She, she was chosen. She's lost to you. Yeah, that's. It's very weird. It's very odd. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a couple things in this issue that really do th- uh, seem to throw people off uh, in general. Um, well, the first thing to throw me off is that we have this whole thing, the negotiations. Like we'll work to- together. We I, like the crime syndicate wants revenge for their world being destroyed, and honestly, right from the get go. I'm thrown off because they needed the crisis. These fuckers couldn't do anything to save their world. What good are they yeah, going to be here? And even then, they don't even want to do like, ah, fuck it. The only thing we want is revenge anyway. We'll help yeah. you, but we really don't care. And yeah, it seemed very odd. But there's, you know, there's fucking Batman on the fucking and, Mobius chair, yeah. and he's fucking and twiddling his goddamn fingers together. That's the biggest problem I have with this book because we go from this negotiation and then we go into the fight where they go to Gotham. Mobius is there just fucking destroying fools and has the shadow demons. So I'm like, I really thought that the shadow demons were something very specific to the anti-monitor. Now yeah. that he's purged that, he shouldn't have that, at least in my mind. Okay. Uh, but we don't get to see these godded up heroes very much in this no, at all. No, And uh, the just a, a little fun thing that I saw earlier when uh, – when Hal's like, hey, we're going to give him this kryptonite, you know, our kryptonite. And when Batman says, hey, it's not technically ours. And then uh, 
Hal says, do you think when Hal says, we could, yeah, hell, we could stick his toothbrush down our pants too if we want, does he mean he wants to put it in his ass? Like, yes. Like, <laughs> made me laugh so much. That like are all about his gentles. Yeah, I thought of either of those. I'm like, boy, you're fucked up, Hal. But yeah, it's this, I like the issue. Hey, when Lex is away, we shall put his toothbrush in our buttholes. That's right. And uh, usually if you did that, what you do is you, you take a picture while that. So Hal's, right. Hal's got the thing, and he's, he's putting it in his ass, rubbing right. it. Batman takes a picture. Then you wait about a week after Lex gets back. Then you send him the picture, Eric. So he's used that toothbrush like 50 times. And let's, I think, let's, what's that? Let's wait till he gets rid of that apocalypse power. Yeah, well, probably. But also then, then you sneak in, and while he's sleeping, you put his hand in, in warm water. You're just going to fuck with Lex and for now on? That's all Every is. week you're going to fuck with I, Lex? Yep, that's all I want. And then, then you put shaving cream on his face and then get a little feather and itch him. Good. Now, super, or in his hand, I mean. That's what you do, right? You is put this it in, the, the in the hand. Is, is this the entire Justice League or is this just Superman we're talking about now? I would think now? that if we're doing this, Shazam would be in. Shazam okay. would oh, love yeah. this. He'd, he'd think it's the greatest thing ever. Like when you went to summer camp. Oh, yeah. And uh, for some reason, I think Flash might like that, but he could also be very useful. He can run him real fast. But, yeah, Superman, actually, I would think that if this was going down, Superman's not even involved. It's Shazam, Batman, and Flash, and they do it. And then the scene is them telling Superman what they did, and Superman thinks it's hilarious. And well, it doesn't matter anyway, because Lex is just going to blame Superman for it anyway. <laughs> that is true. It's, and then at the end, you have them light a bag of shit. Lex comes out, and it's, for some reason, it's outside LexCorp, and they ring the doorbell, and Lex answers, and he comes out. In oh, his my, robot suit? Yeah, and he said, oh, my God. There's a fire. He steps on it, and then the next scene you go, Superman is playing a video game, and Lex yells that he shit on his house. And <laughs> the end. I don't even know what we're talking about. That's what this Jacobni hates, Eric. This yes. fucking nonsense. But really, I don't have a ton to talk about. I'm saying, it's, because it's there an are entire a lot of straight fight panels scene. of fight. I'm saying, we had this thing in the beginning when they're negotiating. Flash out of nowhere being all about morale. Like, yes, one of us is going to die. Yeah. Oh, thanks a lot, Flash. And yeah, then he tells, and, and, yeah. he tells how he's all like, Stay behind me because I'll probably be able to do what I did to Darkseid and just kill yeah. Mobius with my black racer yeah. power. Yeah, what happened to but, that, Flash? But then he stands there the entire time and doesn't do a goddamn thing when the fight actually happens. Yeah, yeah. He's the, just... only, the only god thing we get is Superman going in, getting knocked away, over, fucking Batman getting knocked out of the chair, over, and yeah. then freaking uh, Shazam using one of his new like god powers to yeah. fucking shoot fire out of his mouth, and then we don't see him again. No, I, I want to uh, admit something. I want to have a confession here. Um, up until even last, last year on our end-of-year awards, earlier, you know, at the end of last year, beginning of this, I didn't give Jason Fawbach. Did you just light up again? Shut up. I didn't give Jason Fawbach, like, artist of the year. I, I've, I've completely changed my, my tune. It's great, isn't it? Holy moly. I, I'm telling you, I secretly would say to myself that I thought he was a bit overrated. <laughs> I, I'm serious. That you guys would, but, and I liked everything that, that the issues were. It was just like, oh, I don't know. I, 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 I was wrong. It He's looks great. so good. Honestly, though, I, I'd want to see him with another uh, – Colors because okay. I think Brad Anderson brings a lot to it. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, everything, even when he did Detective, I loved him so yeah. much. And I'll, I'll, well, I'll tell you, and yeah, I didn't read that Detective then. You were doing it, and that was pretty much before the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm telling you that the panel that I was looking at when I was thinking that is the one where Wonder Woman has saved that kid. Right. And I'm just saying, just that Wonder Woman with that kid, and there's that white background because that, you know, yeah. the, the thing coming. God damn it, it looks good. God, it, it is so good. 
but yeah, you go on. I'm, I'm looking through the things you have. A lot of stuff where they're going around saving people, uh, trying to get the things. And then, yes, you have a fight. And then at the one point, um, they're you know fighting it out. And Hal and Powering are fighting together. And I really did like that. It was I, cool. I, I just don't really understand like, why Power Rings power works against the Shadow Demons. More I don't than know. House I, does. I think that the only thing I can think of is that they spell out that it's driven by hate, yeah. and there's hate involved. And I think it, it must be one of those that the uh, the Shadow, either the Shadow, or it's like works against what I don't I, know. I wish but it I would have been spelled out. Yeah, a little it has better. to be the hate. And then how's like it's always yeah, about the hate? Yeah, and he's like, and he said, my ring may not be fueled by hatred like yours, Walthum. But I've got something you don't, and it's backup. And then the core show up, and, yep. I, and I was thrown off a bit. And then I was like, holy yeah, it's crap. Very, it's very weird, but then they start dying left and right. Oh, they start dying. And then this led to, um, on Twitter, um, Willie Arbro. Willie Arbro sent me a note. He, uh, he tweeted us and said, hey, right. did you see this, guys? I wanted you to see it. You know, it's, it's a little, like, for your information deal. And sent a thing where Jason Fawbuck was talking to people about the timeline on on twitter okay of how it works out and they basically they finally did and i remember that jeff johns when this all started said that eventually we will tell you the timeline it'll all make sense whatnot but it, they said that the justice league book is the ultimate present of what is going on now right. in the dcu all the other books uh, are in the past everything's in the past that led to this including Again, that's so, that's so weird though because when we started this off, we were five years in the past. Yeah. Now we had to catch up. Now, now yeah. we're in the ultimate future, and, and, and everything fact, else is yeah. catching up. And in fact, they even he even spelled it out that we know this, but uh, the JLA book is the past. Right. Everything else happened before the Dark Side War. All of this New Fifty Two and the DCYOU DC yeah. ended up ending at the point where this book starts. So this book definitely, and I, me and you were even talking like when they announced that Superwoman book. Right. And I said, they're going to have to do something with her in this. That's what's going to lead into the book. And that's what it seems now. Because he says, you know, at this point in this book, the core is back. They yeah. are now have returned from the edge of oblivion. So you're telling me that Arisa and Badge didn't die in the last issue of Edge of Oblivion? No. And what I'm telling you also is that that really threw me off because I tried to find Guy Gardner here. Yeah. I do not see him. He is no. not in here. Um so I really do think that's a little spoiler. I think Guy is either going to – I don't think he's going to die, quote-unquote, but I do think he's not going to make it back. I think it's going to be one of those things where he has to do something. Like say a door opens, somebody has to hold it open, and they all go through, and they're like, Guy, and he goes to go, and it closes, and you don't know where he is. I really do think that that's going to happen. And the other thing that I was saying to you, there is a guy next to Jon Stewart. Yeah, you kept saying that. Uh, who I, is I, it? I don't know because what's the weird thing that throws Kilowog. me off. Well, the thing that throws me now, Kilowog's above him. Uh -huh. I'm saying, are you talking side. about the guy between him and Mobius? Yeah. Do yeah, you I don't know, know who, who that, that is, is. because no, he has gray streaks on the side of his hair, but yet he also has a goatee. When I when I put it bigger, because I really did think that was parallax, right? And, but once you see, or it could it be Kyle in a weird deal that that's going to show something else that happens because it does look a bit like Kyle's mask. You can't see it as much, but it does kind of look like Kyle's mask. But he has a goatee, but he has these gray streaks in his hair, and maybe somebody's like, oh, oh that hair looks pink to me. So no, I don't know. No, I'm saying you have the pink, but there are white streaks there. Right next to where John's punching, yeah. there are there's white, and I don't I don't know. 
Uh, maybe somebody knows who that is, and you'll let us know anyway. But yeah, I and if they can see Kyle or Guy Gardner here, or even if that's not Kyle, where's Kyle? Uh, Kyle's doing a Mega Man shit. Yeah, but that's done. That's what I'm saying. This is all that is. Oh, in the I past. know. So it's yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's a Kyle's little, a white lantern. He don't do shit. Spoiler. He should be there. He should <laughs> be there fighting. He he wants to help. But yeah, they go. Uh, that's and that's where I said there was that little bit with the like I you told me she was good. Eh, you know. And then also the other uh, only other thing that I wanted to say before we end this all is that Hal does thank John, and then yeah. John says, "Consider it payback for helping us on Oa." And that was for the uh, the dark I, side war tie. I don't. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it would be. I thought it was even something different. Like he ended up helping again, but yeah, they go on. You have uh, Wonder Woman and Superwoman trying to you know use their. Lassos as well. They're useless. Um, so Ultraman gets killed. That's, yes. that's the biggest thing. And he's, he, and you know what? He deserves it, Eric. He freaking <laughs> just shoves Superman away. Like, get out of here. And uh, yeah, he deserves it. He gets killed. Um, and then Yes. Grail takes Steve Trevor. She needs yeah. him for something. Yeah. And uh, Superwoman's about to give la- go into labor. Yeah. And, you know, and even if we go and Lex shows up, but really you don't oh, get a yes. lot of that. Lex but that's at the up, very end. That everybody sets up. pretty much shows up. Yeah. All our main players that's show up what it this is. battle. It, it ends at the end can for help. That. Yep. It ends at the end for Lex to show up so that, yes, we can go on and he's there. With his and, parademon horde. Yeah. I didn't know it was Lex at first. I had no idea. what. I'm <laughs> such an idiot. And also, we haven't had a Justice League in a while. So some of the things that popped up, I was like, huh. Well, the last issue was the day before New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's been that long. Yeah, it's, it was December 30th up. that came out. Uh, but yeah, they go. Uh, Superwoman's about to give birth. Staring with those eyes at Brandon. Brandon was really taking <laughs> Brandon's got his baby that. bump kink. He's got the baby bump kink he's got going on. And then, yeah, and Steve Trevor's in big trouble, my man. What do you think that she has in, in store for Steve? You I have actually anything. have no idea. Uh, do you think that she wants to use his body as a vessel for something? That's <laughs> the only thing I can think of. Or she's just real horny. And she's like, I heard that you, you know, please Wonder Woman a lot, so let's get it home, baby. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I liked it. It, it, it just was fine. Seemed... It was just a straight-up fight that really didn't do much because yeah. of how bad our, our heroes are getting their asses kicked. And, yeah. and there doesn't seem to be any, like, uh, salvation well, in sight. The one thing I think is, and Jeff Johns is awesome. So oh, yeah. another writer, this is could have been a real big filler issue because really it, it is just leading to some big things. Yeah. Uh, you don't get a lot here except Ultraman dying. Uh, but, yeah, he, he kicks ass. He Owl Man didn't Jason, do shit in this no. issue. And the Jason Fava kicks ass. But, yeah, um, this has continued. I said to you, it was weird when I first read this, before you had read it. I said, yeah, it says Justice League uh, continued in Justice League Dark Side uh, War number one. And it, it threw me off, but I did look. It's the Justice League Dark special. Side War special number one on March 23rd is uh when it comes out but that's where this continues and it also led to me finding a reading order and realizing how fucking much this was delayed it yeah. was delayed so much uh but what did you give it i gave it an eight out of ten i gave it an eight out of ten as well we are in full agreement nice the key to faking out the parents is the clammy hands it's a good non-specific symptom i'm a big believer in it a lot of people will tell you that a good phony fever is a deadlock, but uh, you get a nervous mother, you could wind up in a doctor's office. That's worse than school. All right. We're going to talk about, what is the Superman, the coming of Superman, number one. That's right. And number what, one. Wait, where'd Eric go? Where is he? I don't know. I think he had to step out for a minute. He, is he stepping out? 
<laughs> he's stepping out. out. I think maybe he's over there. He's cleaning up some cups. I hope he doesn't get his hand stuck in the drain, or else I'll have to go for a second <laughs> with no pants. Oh, I, got, I got the baby oil ready if anything yes. uh, goes on. Thank God. But, yeah, we're talking of the coming of Superman, and Eric was going to talk about this with us. We were recording this separately because you reviewed it, and you are our resident Neil Adams fan slash expert. That's right. And I do have a uh, diploma in Neil Adams. Yes. Uh, it's a, it's a I, weird diploma. I think you got that is, at DeVry. It hasn't possibly. helped me get a lot of jobs. This is the first no. time I'm going to use it. I think it's actually kept you from a couple. Yeah, you got Probably, what are your qualifications? Like, well, I have this Neil Adams degree. They're like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> Get him out of here. Do you, do you Only think Neil that, Adams likes it. Yes, and, uh, boy, he would like it. And I think he has that of uh, the PhD of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. I is he teaches he, the class. Is he known as a guy who like really likes to push himself? Oh yeah. Oh, is yeah, he? Is time. that? Is that? I mean, look at look at all the you know all the variant covers have his like little shitty oh, logo yeah. on there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I you know saw, it's. Well, we're, we're going to get into it. Let me let me let me break down this issue, okay. and I'll tell you I'll tell you all about Neil Adams. So all this right. is Superman: The Coming of the Superman Number One, written by Neil Adams and Tony Bedard, art by Neil Adams and Alex Sinclair, who did the inking, and I think Alex Sinclair, it's like his protege. Oh, really? I believe. Well, I, like uh, Alex, yeah. I like Alex Sinclair. He's talked yeah, to us I, a couple times. He seems like a nice guy. He's done a bunch of work for DC yeah. that I know. Of, yeah. Least. So the story is uh, Lois Lane reporting for WGBS News tells of three humanoid aliens in Superman costumes crash landing in Iowa. And at that same moment, Calabac and a bunch of parademons emerge from a boom tube to attack, to attack the LexCorp building. Meanwhile, the real soups is in the Middle East, deflecting mortar shells from innocence. He rescues a little boy and his dog, and then a giant winged demon makes him adopt them by slowing down time. Back in Metropolis, Clark Kent is at WGBS studio with his new charge as part of Bring Your War Refugee to Work Day yes. when he spies Lois's report on three fake supermen who are defending the city against Calabac and his hordes. Superman steps in and literally sends them back through the boom tube in one panel, then snubs his pretenders and hangs out with the demon monster who takes him on a trip to ancient Egypt to discover Darkseid built the Sphinx. Yes. Then there's your story, folks. That there's is. your Neil Adams Superman story, the yeah. first issue of it. Yep. It's a weird story. And I'm telling you, we were talking Paul on the site and who does the, the weird side uh, comic strip. The he comic hated strip. this issue. And I, I'm, I don't know why because I don't – it's not even – it's part of it is like was there enough here to hate? You know what I well, mean? He, like, he, he mentioned the art specifically. Yeah, that's weird. And, I I liked it. Well, I, I, as I put in my review, that you know, there's a lot. There's parts in this that are uh, rough, sort of, where you can really see. Well, you can see visible like pencil lines. You can, yeah. you can see the strokes, you know. Yep. And that's really all part of Neil Adams' frenetic kind of okay. crazy, exaggerated style. But if you want something more polished or something more that looks more modern, this whole comic is a, is a riff on. 70s Superman. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the era that he was a newscaster at WGBS. That was the era that he used to even hang out in the Middle East sometimes. Like yeah. it was a very contemporary Superman for modern okay. 70s uh, sensibilities. So uh, that's kind of how comics looked back then. You could see yeah. 
borders, panel borders weren't ruled exactly because they weren't done by computer. Sometimes there'd be a stray line, there'd be a weird thing, and, that, and that's really what you're seeing here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm actually, you know, now that you said that, I'm looking at it, and yes, I'm looking at even just one, the first page I looked at, even the second and third, the one, there's the one where you have the three uh, Superman and Lois, like, are they Superman clones? Are they new Superman? And the panel there, she's like in a side panel, it's really yeah. dirty. The panel looks like like there is a lot of like overdone. It looks like me in a coloring book. I couldn't there, find there, it. There yeah. are smudges. Yeah, there's a lot of smudges, and I like it. I, I don't. I don't know why it is. I actually, it's one of those things where um, like the um, Forever uh, People, to, uh, the Tomorrow Forever Man and the Tomorrow People. Uh, yeah. the book that Infinity Man, yeah. Infinity Man. I what the hell? And the Forever People. Yes, yeah. and the Forever I'm making up things. It's late. <laughs> but yeah, when even reading that, it's one of those where personally it seems like like hey, I, I was I wasn't involved in comics in the Silver Age and I didn't and it's like almost like a peek into like, oh, this is kinda like what it was. And this one especially. Yeah. Um I really I, I liked it. I, I did. I, I thought that it was uh intriguing the story whatever it's batshit crazy like yeah. shit in this and it's also that's another thing that i like it's giving you that uh that old quality of like seven trillion things happening in one issue where i think everybody's definitely, definitely uh people are more used to now you know one issue giving you a sixth of a story very mm. slow, you know, the pacing is that you'll have a big fight in the middle and, the, you know, not a lot. A lot goes on here, yet I, I have no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, that, yeah. demon thro- that demon threw me off. I, is that I, have no, I have no idea who that is. That so isn't anybody crazy. I saw in D.C. before. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, comics originally they used to have a three-act structure. Yeah. And then in the 70s, right around this time in the Bronze Age, they would have kind of like what TV has now where you have your A-plot. And then you have like a B plot, yep. you know, kind of yeah. running underneath it, and that's sort of. I think that's. I think that's what he's evoking. I mean, the thing about an issue like this, it leaves you with so many questions that yeah. you almost can't possibly. You know, you 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 really want to read the next one. Well, you that's know, there's what I'm no saying. way you can't yeah. want to read the next. This one. is yeah, like, yeah, and in fa- and in fact, it's, that's why I think it's weird to just like totally dismiss this issue because yeah, it's this of anything that I've read in a while, this is more of one of those like, hey, I don't know what's going on, so I can't really hate it because i got to see what's happening. Yeah, and, I'm not sure if the story sucks yet because I don't understand any of it. Yeah, yeah. And have you read anything with Neil Adams like leading up to this, any interviews or whatever? Uh, I think I read, well, you know, um, over at another website, they've been doing interviews with him. Another uh, website? Oh uh, yeah, I know yeah. they're out uh, yeah, there. Yeah, it's probably the same interviews I've read and, uh, for, like, for his variant covers. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I read this. Month. I actually read a full thing about this, and like he explained a couple things that actually helped me out. Uh, basically, the the big thing too is like, oh, I wanted the new gods and Jack Kirby style. You know, that's that. But explain kind of what's going on in this this issue, especially with the Superman. And what's yeah. weird is, first off, I'll just say it right off the bat. I don't know why, but for the last two weeks, I be, I keep calling this the reign of Superman. Where the fuck did I get that? I, I keep that. saying that to everybody talking to me about it. Was it ever called that? Or was it always the coming of Superman? 
I think that was a different story. Yeah, I, there, I don't know what the hell was going on. Superman maybe, maybe in the new 52? It, there must have been because I, I keep telling was. people, and, and now I feel like a moron. Keep telling them, yeah. oh, yeah, the reign of Superman. The reign of Superman. I, th- I think I messaged it to you. Like, hey, we're gonna, <laughs> me and you are going to talk the reign of Superman. You're probably, what the fuck is he talking about? But I, I, for some other reason or some way, I got the idea that somebody told me or I read that these Supermen were from the bottled city of Candor. <laughs> and then I started reading, and it makes no sense. And then I'm like, well, maybe they enlarged well, and the ship crashed. No, now I, you, want to, you want me to spoil it to you, what they're supposed to be? Sure. What it is is it's one of those uh, – it's kind of hokey sci-fi to me that supposedly there's a krypton that exists on the other side of the sun that's rotating <laughs> at the same you know, rate as the Earth and wow. also another apocalypse. Now, this again, I – I have problems with the tension, and a lot of words I kind of skim, but this is where I get the deal where, yeah, that these supermen are from another version. of it, It's very weird, and I don't know if that makes this issue better for me or less, but I read it the first time, and then I read this interview and some of this stuff. And also the thing with the uh, Middle Eastern boy and the dog was something that he had a cover for an mm. old Superman comic that he presented – they all liked it, but they thought, and this, um, this is not like in the 70s. This would have been, I think, late, like mid-2000s. Well, yeah. you know, tensions were up, and they, DC decided, you know what, we don't want to cause controversy with a cover where there's, you know, he's in the Middle East, and there's a kid and whatever. So they shelved it, and he said that he thought right then, eventually I'm going to put them in a story. But then he says that it's really key that the dog even plays a big role in this, this story, I don't know. But uh, reading a couple of these things, I came away from that. The guy's a pompous ass. and yeah. uh, But I like I liked this issue. And I like that he has some, you know, I think he's going to tie it up. I don't know why. I have no history with Neil Adams. Uh, is that, is well, Neil, he, Adams, Neil Adams has a hell of an ego. Yeah, but he also same. has quite a pedigree yeah. to back it up. You know, this isn't just somebody blowing, you know, talking yeah. about his accomplishments. Yeah. He hasn't accomplished anything. In the world of comics, I'd say, you know, a lot of people now say he's the greatest living okay. comic artist. Like I don't know after, if that's, like that's arguable. When Jack Kirby died. Yeah, he, he would he kinda, be second to Jack Kirby. Okay. Because, now, you know, Jack Kirby came in and changed the way comics looked, and yeah. so did Neil Adams later well, on. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, he has the variants, like we said this month. And I, again, I just started with the New 52. And now I've gone back and, and read some stuff and tried to catch up and things like that. But even ones that I haven't read, or I recognize these covers. And that right there is, is insane, kind of. Yeah. I was a guy who was not into uh, some of these when, you know, I would have been a little kid when they come out. But they were so iconic that either I've seen of them a lot of times since, or I actually, somebody, I saw them then. And they were yeah, so you, you big that. Yeah, you might see them on the stands yeah. even. Oh, my, my one buddy when I grew up, uh, way, I'm talking, this is the guy if, on the podcast before I've mentioned that his dad reminded me of a satanic Gene Simmons. And uh, <laughs> this guy, uh, the, my friend, was big in the comics and he had stacks of comics. And I'm sure some of them were these that I would see. Definitely. And he was, he was definitely like a Batman and Superman fan. I used to tell him it was nonsense. Well, what's what's funny is Neil Adams, even though he's doing this book, he never wrote, he never drew a bunch of Superman. He he, okay. he drew 
uh, Superman for a really brief time uh, when Denny O'Neill wrote okay. it, actually for about a year. Uh, it was actually it was a strange story called Kryptonite Nevermore. Okay. And for a year, all of the kryptonite on Earth had been turned to iron by some strange okay. process that I can't even begin to explain or describe. Um, and it was Reverse almost like a alchemy. Uh, but you know, pe- people people say rebooting is something brand new. Yeah. This this is like seventy six or seventy, maybe even earlier seventy four. Okay. And it was basically a reboot of of Superman. They wanted to have a Superman that where kryptonite no longer existed. Okay. And what was and that? Was that more of a thing before that? Instead of like a company reboot, that it would just be the a, a character. character. Yeah. And and was as, it, as a matter of fact, Neil what? Adams was the reboot guy. He was okay. the guy they would bring in to to change to shit up, resurrect a character. Okay, so yeah, he, his, his he was like a Jeff Johns now. I would say he's like, uh, but artist, you know, the yeah, drawing yeah, side. Yeah, but yeah. Really, the other guy to do that would the writing side would have been Denny O'Neill. Okay. And uh, they brought the two of them in. I think it was '67 to do Batman was the first thing that they're really known to do. Uh, Neil Adams had been working in comics and advertising for a bunch of years, but in '67 they took over Batman and they brought Batman out of the Adam West bullshit, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. walking down the street with a police badge or whatever, yeah, yeah. into back to like the you know nighttime detective, dark night, oh, yeah, exactly. Now, so do you think that has? Uh, has Neil Adams done a lot of writing? No. So basically, because they to have Tony, ba- Tony Bedard is listed as words. Uh, basically, you think that he's written he's the scripted, script. Yeah. yeah, he wrote yeah. the script here. Because I was going to say the scripts, I mean, it's very, you know, kind of classic feeling, but it, there's no, nothing wrong with it. I like it. Yeah. The, the words, I don't, the lettering was a little strange, but. Yeah. I got used to it after yeah, a while. I had an old school feel to it. Yeah. So, I mean, really what this comic is already reminding me, and, I, and I, I've said it in my review and I've said it uh, in some comments also, but I, I almost am remiss to say because we've only seen one issue. Yeah. But uh, I guess it might even be now eight years ago or somewhere around there, he wrote uh, a series called Batman Odyssey, okay. and it was supposed to be the ultimate Batman series. And let me tell you, Jim, I know you haven't read it. <laughs> And if any listeners haven't read it, don't. Are you love? Well, it it, it depends. You know, do you like feeling like you're on drugs when you read a comic? I, I mean, it's so bizarre. At one point, Batman and Robin are riding dinosaurs. Really? It, it's just it's just the comic is insanity. You and, know, and was it when it came out? Did everybody hate it? Did they love it? Was it kind of down the middle or whatever? Uh, I'd say more people at the time hated it. Oh yeah, it's weird. I think they, ex- I think they expected something okay, a little different. Although then when it got collected, it's now become sort of a cult favorite. Really? Well, that's I didn't buy it when it came out. I bought like it, it straight afterward. Now, what's weird to me now is it just reminds me of the recent issue of Aquaman. I believe it was the last one, even for uh, Cullen Bunn, where mm-hmm. uh, Batman is on one of the Thul monsters, and it it pretty much became a craze for maybe ten minutes. But it was uh, that, oh, Batman on a dinosaur. I'm telling you, now that sort of shit people seem to love. The frickin' yeah. craziness like that. Because maybe it's because uh, now it, the Batman has been so dark and so, you know, not fun that now you would get a story with freaking Batman on a dinosaur. People would freaking go nuts and love it. But yeah, I, even uh, I'll tell you, when, this, when the issue started and you have this thing and you don't get Superman right away. When he showed up and he had the bit of longer hair, 
And yeah. actually, I was like, right then, I, I, I don't know why. But to me, that was like, okay, it's going to be some fun here. I like yeah. He's almost got a mullet going on. He's almost back. But yeah, it reminded you of your old haircuts. It did. I had a freaking Andre Agassi <laughs> look. Freaking ladies loved it. You want to know what's funny? When I, when I looked at Superman's haircut and yeah. even Clark's haircut throughout the book, is it sort of looks like Neil Adams' hair. Does it? Like, and it makes like, me wonder if he's sort like of drawing the old, yeah, you know, That's the ultimate man. Neil yep, Adams. Exactly. <laughs> I could just see him. He's looking in the uh, mirror. He's like, God, <laughs> that is one fucking good looking guy. He's right, mm-hmm. drawing up. And then they, he hands it in. Head of hair. Oh, yeah. He hands it into the thing. And they're like, wait a minute. Who made Superman ugly? You're going to die. <laughs> but I, I imagine him, uh, Neil Adams, almost being like the, um, the what's his name? Uh, fucking Chuck Norris of fucking uh, comics. But then again, that's like uh, Starenko is another one. What are with these yeah. guys, these older guys that, that like really love themselves? Is it just like at that point that a lot of Someone, times these guys were love treated them. like that? Like they were treated like super, like gods? Or is it that they, that's a way just to push themselves? Or Starenko's, yeah. I mean, I know we're getting off topic, but he, he's a weirder case because he only drew comics for really a, a pretty brief time yeah. he, he drew nick fury agent yeah, of, shield Agents of shield which i think three is years awesome. something and that was that was even a backup that wasn't yeah, even really oh no no well it became a full comic yeah, after yeah. A little while. Yeah, i've actually but, read uh, a bunch of those and I, the art i think and the reason i did read them is because when i saw the covers a couple of the grayson covers really reminded me of that yeah. style oh, they're totally taken from that yeah. yeah yeah and so when when that happened i went back and read them and i, I liked it uh, but yeah. What's funny is he did that too. He he drew those comics while he had a job on Fifth Avenue at an ad agency. Oh, really? He did the comics just out of love. He didn't need the yeah. money. He was making a ton of money. Absolutely. But uh, so he did that for a while until he fell out with Stan Lee. And I don't think he drew a comic until the eighties. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, all I know is when he got on Twitter, he uh, every day was a, a story of another guy that he was going to punch out. I know, That's I loved every, it. It was so yeah, good. It was. Then it, it like the stories kind of slowed down, but also he kind of started to <laughs> started getting a little like over the top. Like Jesus Christ, you you were going to beat up everyone, buddy. But yeah, you know, at, for a while there, boy, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, back to the comic. I'm looking at it. The the one thing that I will say that's weird is I really don't care much about those three Supermen. You, don't, really. you don't really get much about them. I, I'm intrigued to see what's going on, but I really, I don't know. I don't know if that was the intent, like right now, that they're a mystery, but that they really weren't the intriguing part for me. I like the interaction uh, even with like Lex and Superman Yeah. Uh, at that, and I like that because of the fact that we haven't had that type of interaction in the new 52 uh for a while at least of lex and superman like just hating each other's guts the minute that they see each other and i really like that um i don't know i'm not a huge new gods fan but i no. am intrigued at what's going on and oh, but that one page uh where you first see calabac yeah is just so awesome yeah there, there are just some pages that you could just take right out and make it the prince yeah and it, just the way he draws parademons too it seems like they're flawless every yeah. time it I, I actually i was just looking through and the parademons like right when they come out with the hit it hard for dark side uh, <laughs> it kind of make me laugh and i'm like boy that that's but they do they look awesome they look really cool i mean these three supermen they seem like you know fans they seem like fanboys yeah. and so you're kind of easy to dismiss them well 
I mean, I have nothing to say about them because I don't know shit. Yeah. I don't know what they are, what the story is yet. We'll find out, well, I guess. It's even true. Like, now that I'm thinking of it, you said about the fanboys, it's even weird because of what he said, what I read about this, uh, you know, opposite side deal. And But yet they know a lot about Superman, it seems, and they want to yeah. impress him. Uh, yeah, I, even there's, like, little jokes, too, like the, the old couple that sees the, the ship uh, yeah. crash, and he's like, get a picture. Uh, I, I can't. We got rid of that data plan. Like, yeah, uh, what is this? They don't want Instagram or whatever. Yeah, it's Eric Shea. They don't have a fucking plan on the phone. <laughs> the guy has a phone that has no data plan and no plan at all. It's nothing. All it is is like a little crappy mini computer if he can hook up the Wi-Fi. Send notes so I can write a <laughs> note out when he fucking calls in sick. But yeah, I, I hope going forward I, I want to see more of Lois. Uh, though, yeah. I don't know. Six issues, and it would kind of be a funny thing where if she's just this talking head all the time, that you know, it's a narrator, but they yeah. they may they play it out that she's telling the news. I don't know how much it's going to go into her. Um, the the one thing that I really did laugh and think that was a little it's not off, but it's funny. I don't know what people are thinking about Clark when he just shows up with a Middle Eastern kid with yeah. a dog. And they're like, like you said, it is like they bring the, your Middle Eastern refugee uh, son yeah. now. Because they're like, oh, hey, they almost treat him, the, the kid, like he's an object or even like a pet. It's like, hey, here it is, Mr. Kent, this little guy with you, there's no questions <laughs> at all about like, where, where the hell did this guy come from and wh where did you get yeah. him? Yeah, this like, kid's not with you. I'm going to take him. Is that yeah, cool? Yeah, really. He's so he's so cute with this dog. <laughs> and then the kid, I, I hope that this kid well, well, realizes really, to really, shut uh, his mouth. What really, what really you know, uh, threw me off was the fact that he, he the kid knows he's Superman, knows yeah. Clark Kent is Superman right off the bat. Yeah. I, I don't know what the story is there. And, yeah. and I hope there is some kind of story. I actually, the, the way that he knows that it's Yeah, I didn't. You know what? I didn't even think of that also about even if he didn't, he does now because he basically brought him back and then brought him in the work as Clark Kent. Yeah. Um, but we even see when he's about to leave, yeah. he almost calls Clark Kent Superman. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And yeah. Do you think that, I don't know, do you think that this kid is like, somebody out of time because yeah at the one point like you said they go back to egypt back in time and a really odd again this i i saying things about this issue but yet i really thought that a lot of it was fun even going yeah. back in time where they're like yeah they can't really see you but they can they, yeah they're building the pyramids and and it's weird though because even as superman even says like this doesn't make sense this this isn't quite the way it should be and yeah. I don't know what this demon, you think this demon's fucking with him completely, or do you think he has good intentions? I know, he doesn't look, he doesn't look I, like I, he know, has good intentions. You know, when I first saw him, I thought he might be Martian Manhunter. Really? In a, you know, in a that, transformed, you know what? in a morph form. I'm looking at but... now, and you said that on the, actually his uh, profile, he does. And if it is Martian Manhunter, I'm going to fucking love it. It'd but it so could cool. be, it, it literally at this point, I mean, if if this follows the way Batman Odyssey went, yeah, that in the next gonna, issue, shit's gonna get crazy. It's gonna be next issue might be, you know, Superman flies into space and fucking fights an ice cream monster, and then the Green Demon takes him to, uh, you know, ancient Rome, and they yeah. have fucking pizza and pie. They, like, it, it, yeah, just, they have a pizza don't, pie. Don't and don't, then don't a, look for any linear story to like yeah. fill it all in, but we'll we'll I, see how it uh, how I'm it all pans out. If it stays like this and it's a lighthearted fun, I'm in. 
Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Transformers, you did say Transformers, right? Sure. <laughs> would you, would you like a Transformer so, that changed from a, a ice cream truck to a milk truck? Doesn't that sound <laughs> awesome? <laughs> I just want you to agree with me so I can play it back to Eric and say, see, no, somebody no, agrees with me. There's no uh, robot. There's no Transformer. Anyway, right. I gave this issue an eight, yeah. largely due to my tremendous uh, fandom of Neil Adams. And I do I love his artwork, and I love the fact that you can see a human hand. The only thing that Neil Adams has never been good at, and he's not good at it here, is colors. Like when Calabac yeah. shows up, they, use, they, they do like those colored dots that are like the Kirby crackle. Yes. Uh, that looks cool. But in general, the colors are kind of muted and dull. Yeah, they and are. Not really uh, even like they go back to Egypt, and this should be like the brightest scene ever. They're in the middle of you know, a day. and I'm looking at that, and yeah, there's definitely shit that's off when he's like, "Boy, well, he, this doesn't look he's right." He's saying they're in ancient Egypt, and he says, "Is that the Nile River Delta? It looks like a jungle." Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like a jungle. It looks like fucking mud. Yeah, it looks like mud. You know? <laughs> in the very back, you see a lot of like a, uh, I don't well, know, like trees maybe, but there's also guys in flying. You know, apparatus and things yeah, like that. I don't know so what yeah, the deal is. shit's a little off there. Um, you gave it an eight. I, I'm, I, it's tough for me not to give it an eight as well. You fake a stomach cramp, and when you're bent over, moaning and wailing, you lick your palms. It's a little childish and stupid, but then so is. And we're back, Eric. We okay. are back. I don't even know what we're back from because this is going to be put together in a weird way. But I think I'm going to put a break in between that, these things. And you had mentioned to me right before we came back that you're wondering where the hell Aquaman is in Justice League. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, maybe this is the thing where they're, they're playing around with this and what's going to happen, I think, is, yeah, you're going to find out a couple things before or at the end of these series before Rebirth. And that might explain some things, uh, I hope. I would hope that they're, you know... Wise Wonder Woman with, in her old costume. Yeah, the old costume of Wonder Woman may be one of those that she's like, re- I don't know, like a little shout-out. Like, hey, I'm getting back to the basics, so I'm going to go back to my old costume. I don't know. It might be something that doesn't get explained. Jeff Johns is pretty good with stuff like that, though, that even if he would have seen it, I'm sure he's read some, you know, the things and said, Jason Fabak had to have been told to, to go with that costume. It's not going to be something he could just pick. So hopefully everything's explained. Hopefully. Hopefully. But yeah, we're going to move on because this next book is Superman Wonder Woman number 26. And this are the last two books that me and you are going to talk about together on this. And we picked these, or I picked these, only because I think somebody's coming to arrest us there. Oh, God. Uh, Superman Wonder Woman, obviously Superman. That's the true storyline. It continues and these tie in right into each other, uh, one after the other, which you were worried before the week started or at the start of the week before the books came out of which one you would have to read or what uh, – to do to get your Superman, because I review Superman Wonder well, Woman. I, I'm a big dummy, because it's obvious you have to read Superman Wonder Woman first. I was just hoping you didn't, because I didn't want yeah, to have to read this before I fucking... So uh, that you get to your book to read yeah. and review. But you did, and then you actually even spelled it out to people that you like this one better than the other one. And that's the worst part, because you, I had to read this, and then immediately read Superman, and if we had a week in between, I might have been... Yeah. Like easier on Superman, but this book just looked um, so much better, and yeah. it seemed like a, more stuff was going on. No, and you know what is funny too? Um, I ended up doing the same exact thing as you, reading Superman Wonder Woman number twenty six first because I I haven't reviewed it yet, right? And then reading Superman, and I also see that in my uh, notes I did not write a synopsis like I always do on the last book. <laughs> yeah, with the last book, and this is my last book again. So. 
Uh, we'll just get right into it, Eric. All it, right. I do have the creative team, though. It's written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Will Quintana, and Rob Lay. Or Lee. At least we're consistent. Yeah, I, I, it always happens. And what happens is I end up writing my notes thinking, okay, I'm going to read this, write my notes, then I'll go back and do it. If I had reviewed this already, I'd know what I'm talking about already, and I would have went right with it. Uh, but we'll go into it. This is the continuation of the, the story, and it does pick up pretty much right where we left off. Where he sure was, does. Well, Vandal Savage was stealing the Fortress of Solitude. Superman out of nowhere with his new quote-unquote superhearing error that comes up again. The radio uh, transmission yeah, the hearing. radio transmission. He heads off, and there it is. The Fortress is being taken up by Vandal, and Superman's pissed. And he is going to beat the shit out of it. Basically, it's not letting him in because it does not recognize him still. This was something from way back even in that, uh, the preview to the June books. I'm telling you, and I actually, I don't know what the hell Superman was thinking here. Thinking now that he has like kryptonite powers and he's all fucking like yeah, got these it, green veins, yeah, there's yeah. no way this no. thing is recognizing yeah, It'd be him. funny too because even if, yeah, even if something happened where they it would have like it would have been one of those things where it was like the worst thing that he's done because now it reverted back to knowing him but now it won't there's no way i'll say it, it would sense danger and it would attack him like it does in this book the and the only thing that they could have done was that this whole thing of uh oh it's burning off my these bad yeah, cells yeah. and doing that and maybe it it could have half recognized him or like saying like there's an error or whatever but no he's just there He's going to beat the shit out of it. I, th- I think it's cool with these kryptonite powers. It doesn't make much sense to me for the whole power aspect of no, it. No, it doesn't. It, it seems like they're just like, it, it is one of those things like you're just, hey, you need that? Yep, that's what kryptonite does. Though he for doesn't, some reason. Yeah, he doesn't really do much uh, new powers. Well, I'm saying he flies around, he has his radio transmission hearing, and yeah. he has super strength. Yeah. And kind of a combo of maybe a, a, the heat vision, but it's, I don't know. Does he even have that? I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> actually looking because his eyes are always glowing green. It'd be cool yeah. if he just had kryptonite vision because they tell us that kryptonite, that'll kill a normal man. What would you there. think that kryptonite vision would do? Like we I have the transmission. Kryptonite, if I had kryptonite, if kryptonite vision to me. Because Superman already had pretty much any kind of vision you can yeah, think of before. It would give you cancer, Eric. It would just give you cancer? Yeah. Oh, Dr. Manhattan about Actually, it? you know what I would have kryptonite vision do? You hit the guy with kryptonite vision, and they actually, what hits, de-ages a bit. Like, almost like it has cancer, and it just deteriorates. It's not something that cuts through things, but it does deteriorate it. How about that? It's Is that a, okay? How about, how about it's like looking at the Ark of the Covenant? That, yeah, it might do that, too. All of a sudden, face melding and all or that. Or like you, you, you pick the wrong freaking grail. He chose no, poorly. Or you hear like a kick-ass Eddie Van Halen solo. No, melts your no, face. No, or no, melts your no. face. <laughs> melts your face. But yeah, he's trying to get in. the, the... And I, I actually really like this issue, too, because it finally spelled out what the hell happened with the helicarrier and the Justice League watchtower. Because yeah. I had no idea. I thought somehow they teleported in and somehow merged like the space-time. Well, it's that's funny, like the- too, because that's one of the reasons I don't like it. I do, I like it. You're, they're sh- it seems too late to me, and it seems just too convenient. It doesn't even make sense to me. I, some of these things that happen in this issue really aren't spelled out. It's just you're told. They're merged, yeah. I know. If you they tell merge, me what's going on, I could follow but along. But that's like me saying that if I told you then, hey, they teleported and kind of feel almost like the fly that they were trying well, to do. Well, that's what I thought that, originally. Yeah, well, if they said that, you, you wouldn't have had a problem either. 
No, it's and just what they, they tell never, you. They never said that I before. Know. That's just what I went with. This just seems to me like we're, and obviously we're getting towards the end of this. Yes. And it seems like these two issues, even Superman, uh, well, that we'll talk about next, it, are one of these like, hey, we better start explaining shit because we're moving from here to the next phase, this ending phase. And we didn't explain it. Oh, shit, let's go. And they throw things out. And there are, to me, this is a very fast read. This yes. issue. And it is because it's a lot of action, but it's also to me because shit is not explained. And, and it happens right away here where Superman's trying to get in. Uh, the, the fortress is fighting against him. In the meantime, there's Vandal with these twins. Yeah, them Who twins. You remember they? them twins, right? Who are these twins? I the Doubleman twins. First off, I thought they were chicks, both chicks. It appears they're a, a brother and sister, a man well, and a if female. the lights are off, how would you know? I, I don't know that Why I would. Why would you care? They're there. And I'm telling you right now that the one on the right might be a little sexier, Eric. That's the dude. Yeah, like the I don't Hanson. Care. And I said, no, to me, this is Nelson. The oh, yes. Nelson. Uh, Hanson, too, but where's the ugly brother? The older brother, they, they kicked him that out. One. Yeah. So that's what happened. The older, ugly brother, they kicked out. I, I would like to think that this is Nelson. Uh-huh. And, uh, boy, yeah, they're going to serve him. And then when they say, oh, well, we, we live to serve you, Father, got me a little excited there. I bet it did. You yeah, fucking... even that, like, I went back because later... It looks like a guy and a girl. Then another point, it looks like two chicks again. I was very confused. And it went all the way until Wonder Woman's fighting him at the end. Like, I'll take care of her. I'm like, I thought they were both her. Why, why would you say that? But, yeah, they, they go. And this is what gets me upset, though, about this, is that they don't explain who these twins are. And you don't know. Yeah, they don't explain that at no, all. And even it's, says, just, it's just another one of uh, Vandal's prodigies. They are. But the weird thing is, yes, he says to them at this point, hey, your powers are at their zenith. They shouldn't be. This comet is coming there. When the comet gets there, I would think that's the zenith. I don't understand what he's saying, but yeah. He he just likes to talk because these kids don't understand nothing. But then, yeah, they they do say about the merging, and it fully merges. And it's a a crazy-looking it is crazy as hell. I like it, though. I'm it's telling you, cool. that, that is a ship that you want. That fucking Stormwatch Hellcarrier oh, yeah. merged with the Watchtower, merged with the Fortress of yeah, Solitude. That's, that's, that's a badass ass. ship yeah, right that there. kick-ass. Um, then there's Superman. Now he sees it, and he's like, basically, now he realizes, you know what? This time it's personal. Yeah, th- now you violated my, my home. It, it wasn't he doing that before, but then you, do you get the idea then that then he just gets mad and busts himself out? Why can he do that now? Just because he got that mad? Oh, yeah, and the, his kryptonite powers. <laughs> he was doing it before. I know. And then Superman's stuck in a force field. And yeah, well, because like, now that the fortress is merged, now it can, call, like, uh, like it can force him out. I know. It still seems, all of it seems very just, I don't know, just forced in. Because even that, that's the case. Say, say a bunch of weird science like, going on. There is a lot of weird science going on. And what I'm saying is Superman would know... Everything about the fortress, right? Yes. So he would know, like, how to get out of this force field if it's possible. But he never seems to, to know that. They just end up, Wonder Woman shows up then, and then they just beat the shit out of the force field to get yeah. out. Yeah. It's just everything seems very forced to me. And even when they show up and they're like, hey, you miss me? See, they, 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 made, they made it, though, so that only Vandal Savage's DNA yeah, can be. that's uh, what he changes it. Yes, he, ch- he changes so only you can walk freely amongst the ship if you have Vandal Savage's DNA. And even with Wonder Woman and Superman punching the shit out of this force field, it doesn't work. It takes the twins to fucking knock them it out does. of the ship. But even that, so what happens to Wonder Woman when she comes in? What do you mean? 
that they don't really affect her. She no, just but goes she, up she, to him. Yeah, she she's, looks like she, she goes into the force field. She, no, she's locked. She's locked out like Superman yeah, is, I, and that's I, why they're punching her. I didn't even think they even got that. I, I see she's in there with him, but she just busts in and says, "You miss me?" And they never say, "Oh, god damn it, you're you're stuck too." It just seemed like she just went yeah, in there. It's not that they're stuck. He's just trying to get further than the ship, and he can't. I know. It just seemed weird. It seemed very weird to me. And you get the whole deal. And also, I don't know. Do you think, in general, Hoarder Root, because of that body, would have that DNA? No. And he's in there. He's walking around. Yeah, he's some kind of Hoarder Root thing. thing. Yeah, I... but he's a Hoarder Root thing that, that that spells out later that he really doesn't have the DNA of, no, not at all. of Vandal. So it doesn't make sense. But he, well, he's, in whole... a, he's in a different part of the ship. He doesn't need to walk around oh, like yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought that Honestly, I there's a lot of jumping to conclusions deal. with that. I'm telling you, it's very odd. But yeah, you finally do get Vandal's kind of plan. Or it could be, honestly, you can't go to this part where the fucking the, uh, the fortress, the fortress is. is. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah. that's where Superman wanted to go and he couldn't. Yeah, I, I do like the point where, and that's weird too, like he can't get into the, 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 uh, the fortress. He should have just went the back route and went into the, the carrier and right. then maybe he could stop things. It's weird that he insists on busting through there. Well, he's not a very smart man. Yeah, he's not. Neither's Wonder Woman. She should have done the same thing, too. But um, they're there. Vandal. She's moral support. Hey, yes. buddy. I'll help you yeah. punch this if you want. Vandal ends up uh, really spelling out uh, his plan, then. He reveals his plan. Good times. He's, he wants to capture the comet. It makes total sense. This comet yeah. was stressed. That gave him his power. He wants to g- get the comet. It just seems like he went a little out of the way, like did a little extra to get this, because I would believe this comet was going to pass Earth again. This was the past that he's been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, it did pass Earth before, so I'm thinking it's got the same trajectory. It's still going, but yet he had to get Jupiter's moons out of the way. And you made me laugh because it does seem like it's like one of those things where they're sitting there and Peter J. Tomasi is like, you know what? This comet's coming, but it's very uh, known that these comets would go by Jupiter. So we got to get these things out. Nobody would have called them on it. You don't need this whole thing with Jupiter. So stupid. Uh, But yeah, he's going to harness the comet, which he does. He gets the gravity field of Earth. Uh, combined with all Honestly, the power the, weird, that he's the weirdest part of that is that he sh- it's a it's a beam that shoots out of the bottom and the top of the helicarrier, mm-hmm. and the, the, the like the top one goes the top beam goes out hits the comet and the bottom beam it goes down to the Earth's magnetic field and it causes the ship to come like like get pulled down towards yeah. Earth. Yeah, it was a and weird. It's, it's a very odd thing. I, I I can see how it would work using this as a tractor beam. Yeah, and uh, it's just weird that they would actually go that route to have it pulled down. Well, towards yeah, Earth. that was a weird like you would think Vandal would have thought of this before. Because there, there's shit going on. Like it looks like he's gonna. I'm die. not even Vandal. I'm saying just Tomasi in general yeah. saying how this is how it works, and it kind of makes sense to me. It's just it an does. Odd thing. It would be that yeah, as you're trying to pull the gravitational deal, it, it is sucking you down into it. But yeah, yeah, you didn't have to do that either. You could have just had it above in orbit. Yeah, goes down. Yeah, it seemed up. But like I'm saying, I think that that whole thing would have been something Vandal would have known and done something about because it doesn't seem like that would be. And, and, and if that's the case, why even go up into orbit? Why not just land on the ground? Your beam goes under into the Earth's core to get the gravitational Because pull. you need to have some cool visuals beforehand. Yeah, yeah. There's some things in here that just don't jive. But, yeah, you do get some answers. Uh, in the meantime, they're talking, and uh, I'm trying to look. There, there's a big fight. They want to stop it. Superman, Wonder Woman get free. Like you said, they bust free, and they are going to stop what's going on. They're going to freaking knock out the, uh, the, the beam going up onto the comet, 
and then the other one going to the earth. And the main thing seems to be that Superman is very concerned because, yes, it's falling into the earth and it's going to destroy a town. That's fine. And that seems to me that's what it was setting up so Superman could be this hero. Yeah. The weird thing is, is again, is this – you're getting this comet and it even uh, – comet acquired going and you're drawing it in. Do you think that they're drawing it in a different route then than it was or is it the same route just going faster? Because I think if Wonder Woman stops it, eventually the comet's going to end up there anyway. I, I just It's very weird. And also I really don't like the fact because in my mind – this whole plan with Vandal Savage and stressing this, uh, you know, my, my uh, relatives or my, you know, my offspring right. doesn't seem like him. Doesn't seem like he would care about that. And in fact, they kind of explain a little the next issue in a, a roundabout way. But I don't know what, is, what he would do. He's a guy who likes everything for himself. And I yeah, but know. I'm saying if he had an army of his like, uh, descendants. Army, that's fine. It just seems weird of how it's spelled out by him. And I know that you'll say, like, oh, he's just lying. He just I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't things. mind being like James Earl Jones and Conan where I could say, now look, this is real power. Girl, come to the ledge. Yeah. Now jump off. That is real power, well, Conan. I, that's, what, that's what you're going with. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's what he is. He's fucking Vandal Savage is James Earl Jones from Conan the Barbarian. Yes. Well. He's gonna he's gonna get all these people because he's like uh, steel is nothing compared he's to that. Like there. Yeah, but they go they like I said they activate it they acquire. The what are we thing. talking about? I don't know. <laughs> You're getting goofy. You take some Nyquil or something there. Yeah, actually, I did take something. Did you? Well, they're fighting the, the they're fighting these twins again. Oh, that's what I saw. What uh, threw me off later when uh, Wonder Woman goes delusional girl, and I was like, that's weird. I thought they were both girls. It's a weird thing to just throw. In. I don't know. <laughs> they're not both girls. Leave no, it alone. They, they are not. I, oh, and there, hey, there it is. There's the kryptonite uh, blast. He does have kryptonite vision, Eric. It's does great. he? Yes, and it ah. looks like it just uh, burns him. Doesn't do much. Yeah, it's it's like a, actually might even deteriorate him a little. Maybe I maybe I knew that. Yeah, and this, I see it. Yeah. This fight though. To me, it jumps a little bit too much. Like, there's the fight they're fighting. They're trying to stop this thing. But in the meantime, everything's going wild. Like, it seems like panels are missing to me to get this fight to be cohesive. And, again, it, it sucks because we really don't know anything about these twins. You don't no, know nothing. their power set. They're just throwing shit out there. They appear to have a Kryptonian power set to me. They have heat vision. They fly. I, I don't know. And it ends then with... Uh, Superman, it, the, the goddamn carrier's falling. It's about to hit Earth. It looks like it is three inches from Earth. And then he realizes, oh, no, I better swing this over to that uh, fucking forest <laughs> and goes and I guess throws it the way he does it. I don't know. No, uh, in my mind, he even going into the next over. issue, is that he was pretty much underneath of it when it went down. Yeah, but the thing is, if you look at the last Honestly, second, he is not. And yeah. you can even see where he is trying he's to push it. pushing against it, yeah. And it has, like, the, you know, he's crink it's crumpling there. Like, in my mind, he's one of those big, strong men that has, the, like, the truck hooked up to him, and he's yeah. fucking walking it around. He's walking. He's in the, like, and if it was in that tough man competition, yeah. the truck is also filled with quarters. <laughs> I always used to fuck Why would they do that? They could have, I guess that's all visual. Remember that, though? Yeah. They'd lift shit that's got quarters in it. Then they'd have a, a fucking van with a family in it. Like, why are they doing this? But then it explodes. There is the big uh, ending. It's Wonder Woman yelling, no, Clark. And I just want to point out before we move on, because it does continue right in the Superman, uh, those twins appear to be knocked out. She's holding the guy. She's holding the one guy. looks like she's about to give him a wedgie. But even with this, like, Clark is pretty much almost right underneath this goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. That kryptonite's strong shit. 
And I like the other people. There's people, and if you look at the people's reactions, this this thing almost hit that right where they are, right? Yeah. I mean, right where these – some of these people are very nonchalant here. There's the one lady with the cane. She's just standing there. So one guy's out. I don't think these people would just be – one guy looks like he has just walked out of his house and is going to get the mail. Do you see that guy? What, what do you expect these people to do? I think that they would be hiding in their houses or at least run from here. This yeah, thing people was, love to see a This thing was wreck. an inch away from hitting a second ago. There were no people under there. They just came out. Yeah, they're looking to see what happened. I think that up until this point, this fucking gravitational fucking earth engine was already should have been ripping up. There should be a hole somewhere where that was happening. Nonsense. I, I just loved how the uh, the bottom of the helicarrier. I keep saying helicarrier. Yeah, God damn, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. Uh, the the like bottom it. of the Stormwatch carrier is just wide enough for a street in the suburbs. I know. I know. It's so weird. Now it looks huge. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I've been I, doing that all week. I keep talking. I keep saying to the helicarrier. helicarrier. I, yeah, you were telling. I, I go with it. I yeah. don't mind. Um, the Stormwatch carrier. The Stormwatch carrier. I, I like this thing. issue a lot. I love the art in it, and I liked it that things were just spelled out. The things we had issues with, they're just yeah. spelled out. There. Yeah, we don't know who these twins are, but fuck it. I don't need to know who these yeah, twins are. I, I like. I, I like that you get some answers. I just didn't like the way that went about. Some of the things were just thrown out there. It was just like, oh. Hey, your plan's going. You mean my plan to, to move the Jupiter moon so we can get that? Yep, that plan. Jupiter. Yep, there we go. Jupiter. Hey, yeah. it was spelled out. It made sense. They needed to get these moons yeah. out the way to get the fucking course yeah, of the comet that, coming. Yeah, it made no sense to me. That comet should not. Uh, they, they never spelled out that this time. Even if he said something like, oh, you know what? We did the calculations. For some reason, the comet's going to hit the, the moons. It just seemed like he moved them out of the way so he could get it there faster. A guy who has spelled out all this time that he's on the long waiting game. He even yelled to a, a bunch of his progeny, hey, I've been waiting all this time. You go and rush things. You're you're fucking shit up. Yeah, but his timetable was moved up because he has the watchtower, the fucking fortress, the carrier. He's got that fucking kryptonite powers. He's like, shit's gonna fucking in the overdrive. Boom. Yeah. Well, I. Well, it turns out he didn't know about all these kids until now. Like, oh shit, I got a bunch of kids. Let's fucking get this planet in motion. I think that guy knows he's been fucking. He's (laughs) a lot of people. That guy, he's like, you know, he has two things of, of. Hyper uh, sex drive and a fucking long-term plan, Eric. That's what it ends up being. But yeah, I gave it, or I haven't reviewed it yet. I'm probably going to give it around a 6.5 out of 10. I did really like the art. Um, but yeah, some of the things to me were rushed a little to get to the end. I give a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a little high. I think you're uh, high. I think you're a little uh, high. We'll move on to the next one, which continues right from there, which is your book. Superman number 49, written by Jean Luan Yang. Jean. Not Gene. 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 Luanda Yang. Art by Jack Herbert. The Frenchman. Hi-Fi Blonde, Will Quintana, and Steve Wands. Just like me, Superman is dying, but that's not going to stop him from sucking on some K in order to take down Vandal Savage and his little savages. Even though we see that the death of Hoiter Root Metallo in this issue comes off really lackluster because it comes out of nowhere and seems unneeded. Mm. Especially because nothing really happens in this issue besides for Superman and his myth brawl friends taking on some little savages. That sounds like what I was saying about the last issue. Oh, yeah? You son of a bitch. No, I'm saying there's a lot less going on in this issue than the previous one. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Well, 
as much as I didn't like it, uh, Superman Wonder Woman, as much as you, I did not like this. But I will say my, one well, I'm thing. Saying my first note here is this issue made me realize how much I like Superman Wonder really? Woman. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll point out is, is it's Jack Herbert, right? That's yeah. on art. I really like this art. I and did not. It, it was the last second. I think Very that, simple. Yeah, and I, it, I don't know. I like the character models of it. I really did. And he was just know, thrown I'm in lying. there. I, I'm lying. I do like his art to a degree. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like his panel layout. The okay. panel layout is very fine. simple. I really like, and you know why? I, what I really like is the way he did Wonder Woman. I really like the way, I don't know. I can't even explain fully, but yeah, I, I think he, this is just his one issue, I believe. Howard Porter wasn't on this one. And I don't know, maybe he continues on. I didn't do research there. Yeah, I'll but I, I didn't mind his thing. Uh, I'm looking at it. No, I'm looking it at it again. The coloring. I, I don't I like the like art. No, yeah, the, the color is very drab compared to the last. That's issue. what I'm saying. I, I did. I like the art, but there's this issue again. It's going to continue from the last one. A lot of things were just forced in, and it was to me one of the things I laughed though. They're, they have an announcer. She's announcing this, and oh, hey, this metal monstrosity that's coming in. It's really a weird way she spells. But but she says it looks to be puzzled together, uh. and I'm waiting for her to wink. But then it says from the <laughs> Justice League Watchtower, two, two. Yeah, and I a don't third. Know. Is, yeah, I think, did that seem like it would have been a placeholder there that they were supposed to tell them what to put? Because I don't they know. wouldn't know what the, the Fortress of Solitude is. But I had such an issue with that. I read that like five yeah. times trying to think I read it wrong. No, every time, every At time. one point, I thought they were spelling out that this was the Justice League Watchtower 2, that it was like, I don't know, there was one before. <laughs> oh, there no was. One. There yeah. was Forever Evil that well, crashed. that's what I'm saying. That's what I thought it meant. But I no, don't know, though. Th- this two, it, it says comma. So it I does. Don't think. So it's two. Two? It, it, this is a reporter. She's got a report going on. She's a moron. She's not much of a reporter. And uh, you know what? I will say something where we had a big problem with something. I will point something out I just noticed. The police are taking away the twins. Do you see them there in that, that no. panel? They are taking them away, which doesn't make sense in this issue to me. That's right. Right, right during that, I, I had to look because I thought when Lois showed up that she was talking to Superman, but it's just a cop in short yeah. sleeves. Oh, uh, here's the thing. Who the fuck decided to draw that cop like that guy? That is Superman. Yeah. It is, so, is it supposed to be like? And if it was one of those things that she runs up and goes, Clark, oh, no, it's not you. No, she yells. Officers, uh, uh, I have a few questions. That's, that's a black cop right yeah. there. What do you think? Or where? Where is this happening? Is this happening in this town? Is this town yeah. near Metropolis? Is this town? Why is Lois there all of a sudden? It has to be somewhere close. She got there. Oh, she just got there? Because it throws me off in some of these other things. Because these twins end up fucking world hopping around. They, these twins want to be everywhere. But Lois showing up. She shows up. Officers, I have a few questions for her. Now... She seems she's she's got the thing. It's she's working as a reporter at this time. It seems weird. It, it just seems the weird because she really not as weird as fucking Metallo's oh. tiny head. God, yeah, that is. What does she ask them? I don't know. Nothing. She I, really I, I doesn't ask them anything because she's there. I have questions for you. The, these police pull guns on him. Like, who the fuck is that behind you? And then Metallo is a fucking asshole. He's, oh, I'm Lois Lane's personal guardian. Tells her, drop your weapons. No. You know what? You may be Lois Lane's quote-unquote personal guardian. Fuck you. We are the police. I don't care who the fuck you're guarding. Uh-huh. 
I'm getting angry. It, it's so stupid because then she's like, I, I don't even believe that one's a cop because that was just like the one guy you <laughs> the can guy see has the a hat on and he has the freaking like the patches on his yeah, head. Yeah. The, the other guy, just a t-shirt, it looks uh, like. I get he. I think he's like one of those guys that go to the schools and say no to hey no to drugs, guys. You know they always make them the cool guys in the t-shirts. You always like those, right? McGruff the crime dog. Yeah. No, he is. <laughs> he's McGruff the crime dog. No, they. Uh, but the, what gets me though is that the first off the police follow and you'll say oh look at him he's this big fucking guy in a suit Damn but right. still they're like i i think i'd open fire and yeah they they put the the guns down and they're like hey man i th- superman just saved the town i i don't understand what they're they're getting at here and then the guy has to throw in at least i think it was superman he had an ass but dude was Shut up, green man. and freaky that's what i got it was like we had a secret society going on here buddy it's like lenny and carl it's so stupid but in the meantime she doesn't ask them a question she never honestly she just wants to get beyond the police line yeah that but it was also just i'm telling you this was all just to get them there it's so forced but uh, at least she at least the policeman could have said like oh shit shit's going down we gotta go but yeah she's gonna ask some questions in the meantime wonder woman's trying to dig up the goddamn superman she's trying to get him and uh metallo's there and Lois is like, go. And Metallo, do you like Metallo in this? I have never liked the new 52 yeah, Metallo. I don't, I don't. He, he ends up being too much of just a slave to Lois. I mean, this no, guy, that's how he's been for a I while. Know, and this guy might be in love with Lois. Jesus he is. Christ. John Corbin loves Lois I more know, than I But this is just ridiculous. And well, Wonder Woman's going and she's beating the shit out of him. And there's a point where I really got upset because uh, Superman's underneath. You see him there, and he says, some guys recognize their girlfriend's or ex-girlfriend's footsteps. I recognize the rhythm of her punches. And I I don't know if you know, at one point, Jess came to me, and she told me the same thing about you in private. That's fucked up. And I I said, I I don't want to get involved, Jess. Just please, don't get me involved. She said, but that's what I know, Eric, from the the rhythm of his punches. I'm like, that explains your two black eyes, but I I can't get involved, my my lady. Yes. And then I, I just, and then I didn't even say anything to you. Still good friends, Eric. I gave you the thumbs up. But yeah, that that actually that that line really uh, threw me a little because I'm like Clark. So you, Clark, me a bit. Clark, you need to get help. Don't go back to her now. The, do, the do joke doesn't work as much because he has broken up with her. But you know, a lot of times people in an abusive relationship they go back, Eric. They go back. Clark thinks the only way to love him is to punch him. I don't know. It's the only way I know how to be loved. Uh, yeah, but they they do free him. They free Superman. Bullshit. And, he frees himself. Well, he does. They they weaken it. Um, but even Metallo though, doesn't do shit. No, well, Metallo does nothing. In fact, Metallo, who was set up kind of by Superman to watch Lois while he was depowered. He was afraid that Lois was going to get, uh, or even Lois, but it's still, she is involved in this life, right? Yes. It's been months now because Superman spells it out. Is there no? Is Metello that fucking stupid that he hasn't heard anything? Because honestly, he, goes, he comes off very stupid. Yeah, because uh, he says you look different. He might as again, well be a Frankenstein yeah, monster. He, you look different, and to me, yeah, he's he kind of means the kryptonite, correct? You yes. would think, but then uh, Superman just says, "Ah, it's been a couple, a couple few uh, hard months." Well, uh, I'm what does he say? It's been a rough few months. Thanks for your help, Metello. And Metello doesn't say like, "Hey, uh, no." Something else is different, Clark. You 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 got something going on. No, he's like, hey, I didn't do it for you. I, I did it because of Lois. Well, I'm telling you, the thing is, um, 
you could tell me later on it's just because he's getting depowered from the kryptonite because he hasn't sucked on any in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we dealt with Clark in the last issue, still all like yeah, uh, the green veins, and, green, and, and, and then the he, other thing out too. of nowhere he is just regular yeah. he, true he Superman. He doesn't have green eyes. He doesn't have that green fucking veins. No. And in fact, the one big thing in that in the beginning of this issue was them spelling out, man, that guy was all green and freaky. Yeah. He's not green and, and even now. when he breaks out of the freaking ground, he has this yeah. green glow and around like him. Said, but you can tie it into the fact that yes, um, he has uh, he's becoming depowered. He used all his powers to do that, but they don't explain it. The other thing I'm looking because something really bothered me as well, and I think they do have it. But the, I think that in a lot of these panels, in both of these, and then throughout this uh, this whole arc. Superman keeps having and not having that cape wrap. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I, I'm calling him out as bullshit right now. If you go back and when the twins show up to fight Wonder Woman and Superman and yell for father, right. he, he does not have it. He doesn't have that wrapped on his hands. His hands are clear. And I thought that they had been for a while, uh, especially when he got the kryptonite power. It was almost like a thing where it was like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Here he has it again. There yep. it is. He's there. And it, it's a little odd. Uh, yeah, shit's wrong. This issue is, is a little off, but yeah, you get the whole deal. We move on with uh, with Savage. He announces to people the comet's coming closer, yep. and it starts making people have powers yeah. all over the world. And you know what? I like that, so and I, I like that, and I I really like the fact, and I do like the fact that Hoarder Root is pissed because Vandal even calls out to the people, "Hey, everybody out there." Start getting these crazy ass powers like you're an old woman. Now you look like a fucking demon who doesn't need her pills. Um, you're you're one of my offspring. If you want to be part of this kingdom uh, of Vandal Savage, you just come and find me, and on the way, kill everybody you can and protect me. And we said it earlier. I thought that it was odd. I you're gonna tell me that that's only for him to get rid of these people. Right, yeah. that he's just he's using them as much as anyone. Hell yeah, man! Uh, it's like Root. it's like James Earl Jones and Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get, I heard that once. Yeah. But yeah, Hoarder Root is pissed because he has done all this stuff, and he has. He's been there. He's been doing all this. He's stuff. been there ruining my goddamn Superman for a while yeah, now. He has been ruining it, and he's calling out to these people to do that. Hoarder Root does not have the DNA. He, no, he's he got a robot body, a consci- uh, consciousness that can jump through bodies, but he does not have one. And he calls him out, and I think that that probably was the best thing to me in both of these issues. Now, I, I don't like either of them that much, but I do like the fact that Hoarder Root says, you know, this is bullshit. I, was, I don't want to be. And, and then even um, Vandal Savage says, no, you, you, we have use for you. you you're, on, you're on the side. And he's like, no. He isn't says, Who's I don't want to be of use. Who's my big yeah. boy? And he just gets so mad. Well, then that's when Salvix, you know, Salvix. Yeah, Salvix. Salvix, our favorite guy. Hits him over the head. He goes behind him. Hits him over the head with his axe. And this is another one of these things that is so forced. <laughs> Weird size. In the meantime, Vandal Savage says, oh, by the way, because th- you have to explain how you can get rid of a computer uh, consciousness that has jumped bodies throughout this whole arc. So you have to explain it. And how they explain it is while we were working or while this was going on, I just grabbed Salvax's axe and modified it. And I it had an laden. idea. You are going to have a temper yeah. tantrum, and yeah. I was going to have to get rid of you. So just because Salvax's yeah. axe has organic viruses and software, and software viruses. Varieties. Goodbye. It makes no sense. No sense at all. 
No. Uh, when is when, I would have liked to have at least seen and him say, I would have at least like liked to have seen one panel where somebody and I'd say that it was Wrath, but who the fuck knows where she is? Yeah, who knows she is gone. But say Wrath was with him because she was there from near the beginning. Said, "Hey, uh, Vandal," uh, and even in the meantime, you get the idea that Vandal has told her a little more of the plan. So, but you don't have to say it at that point. Just said, "Hey, Vandal, your plan's very interesting." But what am I? What if people go against it? And Vandal just says, "Oh." I have my ways, right? you know, something like that. I've, I've have some backup, and then you at least get something like this. This is so out of the. They just want to get Hoarder Root out, right? And I'm happy to get rid of him because fucking yes. guy. Oh, I, I hated him too. But yeah, he, he's actually as a reader, you sympathize with Vandal of like, you know what? I don't need you anymore. Get rid <laughs> of him. But uh, even before that, as well, they have a part where. Vandal, or actually, I think it's no, it's Hoarder Root, uh, has the, some of Superman's friends. They they have them, and he spells out out of nowhere. Hey, you know what? We're using Superman's energy to get your energy. And again, yeah. something just thrown out there. But I want to know why, if that's the case, they're getting all this energy, and they've spelled out that they're going to use the energy of heroes that they collected as well as the magnetic force of the Earth to use to make, and also that big powered uh, thing in the Fortress of Solitude. They need all this power to suck this comet close. But in the thing that they show where Hoarder Root's talking to them, they have Lana and they have Oliver, Oliver Queen, Green Arrow. What power? And I don't want to hear your life Well, I'm saying, as we, as Here we, we go. JLA... You can quantify life force yeah. energy. No, what, why would they show? Like, what are they getting from Lana? It, it's almost like she's life just force there. Energy. It's just, but it's the energy, and it, they make it seem so. What you're telling me? Hey, as you, as I saw in the Matrix, you no. can take a human in body. In the Matrix, you make it into a battery, huh? Yeah. Okay, if you would tell me, or I asked you, the 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 total now this could be there could be more around the bend but we have these four do you think superman has what you could suck quote unquote energy out of these uh steel lana uh adam and green arrow don't you think superman has more energy quote unquote energy now, than adam all strange, these combined? Not the adam. or adam strange i mean yes right. adam strange another one who is more equipment based correct yes so don't you think that superman himself has more power than the four of these and yes. I'm saying the normal Superman because it I got seems you. like they, this they whole, already, that's the they yes, already got that power. They seem like that. Yeah, so why use that power to grab power that's not as much? Because they really spell it out. We're using Superman. They don't energy have a good business plan to extract your own. Yeah, it's the worst plan ever. Like they got Superman's power that seems to be what made him not recognize all that shit. However, it goes, it doesn't make any sense. No. To get this power, I think that they were they could have just stopped there. Went with all this. It's just it's a bunch of nonsense. It is. It's nonsense. I, I say it all the time. But, yeah, this, is, uh, this whole story, how it's ending, is a lot of nonsense. And it continues then when Mr. Terrific shows up. Oh, And I know you terrific. don't like that. Doesn't make any goddamn no, sense. See, He's over a lot of this doesn't. And this is where they're showing these people uh, seeing all of the uh, – uh, Vandal Savage saying, hey, everybody out there, you're getting these powers – you now, know, if Jeff Johns comes out and tells me that this is uh, in the future of Earth 2 uh, and then somehow Mr. Terrific comes back, I'll be okay. As long as Jeff Johns tells me Jeff this, Johns I'll be okay. Is, Jeff Johns is not touching this. No. Uh, but, yeah, in the me- and uh, 
just one more gripe before we get ahead. Um, when all this shit goes down and they say, oh, you know, the, the comet, it's coming in, it's affecting people, all of a sudden you see that in Keystone City, the twins are there. And yeah, they're, 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 their powers are at their zenith now. Now, now. But now they're in Keystone City and they're fighting police. And I don't understand. Well, I'll say, maybe point, they were in Keystone City the whole time. Well, then everybody is. Is, is that where they are? I want to know this. I don't know, and maybe they have spelled You just lit up again. Maybe they have spelled it out, but I never remember them no, saying they, they were they in never, Keystone City. No, they never City. spelled it out. No, so are they, is that where they are? Now where, they did. Where these are the cops that were taking them away. I imagine. And now they fought out of it. That makes sense, but why is it in Keystone City? Didn't why is make it? sense to me. It really threw me off that you're like, what? What's going on? But yeah, we'll go with it, because then they show up. They show up again. These twins, for not knowing who they are, God damn it, they keep showing up. They show up, and now the one... They took really Raph's place. Enough. The one looks like it's a Terminator. The fucking goddamn, like, when they uh, kill the mom. with right. What was the dog's name? I always forget. Ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah, I um, forget. Yeah, Wolfie. I call it Wolfie. That, Wolfie. No, that wasn't the real name. That's what he said. The uh, freaking yeah, yeah. Wolfie's fine. Your parents are dead. And then Your they go away and it's fucking through the milk in there. And the other one has like a fucking, I, I would imagine the girl. I think the dog's real name was Max. Yeah, yeah. The girl, oh yeah, because he'd make up a name or whatever yeah. he says. And he says, oh, how's Wolfie? Oh, Wolfie's fine. Wolfie's fine, Eric. I didn't like that scene. That really threw me off. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. It scared me and I was older. <laughs> um, when the, the guy I think I was comes, fucking nine when that yeah, came out. I was old. The guy came and like I said, he looks like a Terminator. The girl though, Looks like she has octopus arms. And sure I does. imagine that when she came, don't you see her going like, when she Crazy shows octopus up? Hand jobs. She actually looks like that or the um, those uh, things that you inflate that, you know, that they make fun it's of like it, uh, Futurama the, all the time. I'm saying, no, it's, uh, it's Family Guy. Family Guy, I mean, yeah. The, the friggin' uh, the, the Carlot inflatable man. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. She shows up. Uh, but again, they're they're fighting, and uh, you saw Futurama because you're doing a Zoid board. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Yeah, and then there's a big explosion. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Do you see what he punches them? There's a kind of a big explosion, and that's when Superman's like, "Oh man, uh, he was powered up by it. that." Was before. Yeah. I, I'm all over the place. Metallo showed him his heart. Yes, Metallo had powered him up a bit. And then they're going. That this whole plan's coming down. Mister Terrific's going to show up. All these people, and they're like, "Oh no, the children are here." It's all these Vandal Savage children, and that's when Superman gets back up. He's all happy. But he looks fucked up. He's got that's all the, the Myth Brawl guys shit. came in, and there is also uh, Baca is there as well. You also have Frankenstein, and yeah, you have Myth Brawl, and yeah. like a oh, goddamn Myth Brawl. Who's Baca? Like, uh, Hermoso. Hey, what up, bro? Who's Baca? Baca is the giant. He says it, but and it's weird because I don't really remember Baca talking full out with Superman. But he, hey, Superman, heard you might need some help. And he goes, Baca, man, I can't tell you how good it is to see you all. He was in Action Comics when Lana and Superman when they were in the underground, and Baca was at one point just a little like monster type oh, thing and, right. a, and a kid and it, i wasn't it, reading it's like that a point. shape changing honestly thing. i just thought he was another fucking myth brawl no he monster. kind of ended up at the in in the he went, went away to be with his people and right like right at the one point we did talk about it's this just before. odd like they would show up now like baka was one of the really good things that greg pocked in in action comics and it just seemed weird uh that he wouldn't have come out late uh, like earlier like this yeah. all comes to be now but yeah, you have the myth brawl. You have Frankenstein. I was so pissed off though because we get these myth brawl characters in Baca, I guess, who I didn't even know about. But yeah. um, 
We have every other hero is not captured. You can bring in and make any everybody fucking happy. Yeah. We get these myth brawl characters. I mean, we could just sit there and think of hamburger helpers heroes. coming out. Fucking yeah. Hamarasu. Yeah, Hamarasu. We could even sit here like you like you were just saying. Like, where's Aquaman? Yeah. He could show up now. Uh, you know, keep going. Flash. Where's uh, Firestorm? He was here for a fucking yeah. second. Even if you had uh, Robot Batman, freaking Jim Gordon shows up. Or you even might even at this point. Hawkman, Blue uh, Beetle. Yeah, like, uh, give me somebody. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Firestorm's just, uh, who knows, he's recuperating. Uh, you could even have, if you even said to me that at one point this shit's going down and all of a sudden you had, I'm trying to think of somebody who would be powered enough. But a bunch of villains show up, or even a couple, some big villains, and that Wonder Woman's like, holy shit, like even Cheetah, some crazy shit that would throw them off, like, oh no, Jesus Christ, now we have to deal with them, and they're like, no, let's put it all aside, like some crazy thing, like, this is fucked up. That's I, you insane. Know, I think that would be better than Myth Brawl, though oh, they've set it I up, but I think it would Brawl. be that, you know, these people... They're, they're villains. They're like, fuck this. We're not part of fucking... I'm not a, a progeny of fucking Vandal Savage. They're going to kill me. Fuck that. And they're going right. to join in. Or I would have even liked to have one of these people find out that they're actually a offspring of Vandal Savage. Say, all of a sudden, uh, Penguin starts getting fucking things. And it'd be interesting. But it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, they go. And basically, the end of this is Superman needs more energy. And uh, Metallo sacrifices himself. He tells him, you know, I have this kryptonite heart. Well, he was damaged beforehand. He yeah. did get shot. He is going to die. He's like, look, take my heart, get powered up. And I like it because I'm telling you, the best part of this book is the subtle and not so subtle shows of affection that people have towards Superman now. Like yeah. Wonder Woman so like, is freaking out when she thinks he's dead in the beginning and how happy she yeah. is when he comes out. Lois just showing up to make sure that Superman's okay. And even Metallo getting on the Clark trolley at the end here when yeah, he realizes, well, he realizes look, you're, yes. willing to, you're willing to go out and save all these people you don't know. I always wanted to be able to do that yeah. here. Take he, my yeah, heart. He says, do some I, good I with scanned it. you. You're dying. Yeah. And yet you're, you're sacrificing yourself. The, the other thing that uh, was odd to me was at the beginning of this whole book when Metallo shows up, Metallo comes down and he realizes, or he's like, hey, uh, thanks, Mattel. I was doing it for Lois. And he looks up and he's like, huh, Lois is still looking out for me. And then later Lois shows up and he goes, huh, Lois is still looking out for me. He says it again to himself. And then he goes, maybe she always was. And I, I don't think, how does this mean? Like, he was so angry. And I think that they realized that, that that was over. over But I think that even the writers realized, boy, we made Lois look like a real bitch because it didn't make sense really even how Superman reacted that way. And we haven't seen Lois really uh, since then. But now it's stressed twice. She's still looking out for me. Uh, She's still looking out for me. And then, oh, maybe she always was. Is that just a subtle and not so subtle love towards Superman that we have? Because I'm I'm telling you, it's hard to love this Superman. I just didn't like the way that that's another thing that seems really forced. So at the end, you don't have this thing with, uh, you know, hey – you, you still sold me out, Lois. Oh, you know what? No, that's done now because she's always been looking out for me, thanks. Yes. And it just, to me, this, it, it came off very forced. But yeah, Metallo opens up, gives him his heart. I, it, the only thing that made me laugh there was there's, there he is, Metallo. And he's like, you know what? Kryptonite's killing you, Clark. You're going to die because of kryptonite. Take my kryptonite. But it makes sense. He needs to really yeah. power up. 
uh, to get it done. But yeah, that's how. And I'm saying I don't like Cordero or fucking this Metallo, but having them die did nothing for the story. It no. just tried to make it bigger than it was in my mind. I think that a lot of these stories, though, as well, are trying to like it, it doesn't matter really. Or like having don't Ma- like this Metallo. having Metallo and Superman go in together to fight uh, Vandal at the end would have been amazing. I think. Yeah, that would have been. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I just I think a lot of characters are going down because this thing's going to hit rebirth, and right. they're not going to need Metallo. And if they do, they're going to make some other crazy version of him. I don't know. I don't think we're going to see Metallo for a very, very long time. Um, but yeah, I I told you I didn't mind the art. Um, the colors were just drab. Yeah, though. the colors so, were drab. I some, really like that the, last some panel. Of, some of the art was okay. I'm telling you, some some panels were really like the characters look great, but the panel at themselves was just very boring. And other times, it just kind of felt rushed to me. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't like it in general. I didn't like this. I liked this less than Superman Wonder Woman. Me as well. And um, mainly because to me, this really seemed like two really forced issues that. And I don't know if it even goes back to the point where they have taken Batman Superman out of the mix because of the Tom Taylor story right. that maybe that meant that they had to push a lot of things forward in, in the other books. And it's, it's well, showing now. I'm telling you, the stuff that like when we had Batman Superman in the mix, that book did nothing. No, for I this. know. But I'm saying if you wanted to show at one point a little more of Vandal Savage's plan or these twins or you wanted to set up something, the setup time's over. They, they what's, wasted what's, their time. What's that miniature son doing? Yeah, yeah, really. That, at one point, they were going to use that to power that, the one ship. The, uh, I thought the, the uranium uh, was going to do something. Yeah, I don't... it's just a lot of this stuff is being forced. And you, know, the, you didn't like the myth, bro. I'm telling you, I didn't mind that because the guys do like Superman. They'd see it on the news. They got the fuck over there to help out. I, I liked it. It was a little shout out, at least uh, Jean Young. Of what, what was the Frenchman you said? I uh, know, Jean Nguyen <laughs> Yang. I don't know yeah, who it Jean is. Jean Yang. No, but uh, when he... You know, he tied that in. That's his Jean. own little thing. That's when you. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Young, young. Uh, Baca seemed off to me, but yeah, everything's kind of getting thrown in. At we're least gonna... he seemed off to you. I, I'd never seen the character in my life. I yeah. thought. Yeah, and we're gonna get a big finale. You know, there's, and it does seem to be that what we're gonna just get is a huge ass brawl, and. I don't know. Throwing, uh, you say throwing weird things in. Why did why did they need Frankenstein there? Well, I have no idea. Is it going to be because the at the end he's going to break out? And they even mentioned the black goo. Well, from the thing Rath, is, they mentioned in this. I'm saying they mentioned that they don't know whose side he is. Yeah. Uh, he's on. He could still be like, yeah. but stay it's away never, from him. It's never spelled out. No. Well, they say stay away from him. He's still got that black wrath goo going, so he he doesn't even care who he hits. That's uh, weird. It's just weird, and I think that that is another forced way because at the end of this, it's going to be one of those. There's going to be a huge battle, big explosions, and then everybody's going to be like, huh, oh, what hit me? And Frankenstein's going to say, like, where am I? I, I doth thou knoweth where I... By Melmoth's beard. Yeah, and then they'll be like, oh, Frank. And I, I would love it at the, as they laugh. Oh, Frankenstein. And, and then the... they go to the end where they show what everybody does. And later in their life, like I like at the end of Animal House and all yeah. those movies, it's like Frankenstein went on to kill a lot of innocent people. Frankenstein <laughs> went on to be a part of a secret group in Grayson. Yeah, yeah, same deal. Went on to a secret group that doesn't seem like him either. Yes. Metallo is still dead. Yes. All right. Boom, boom. Uh, five out of ten. I would give it a five out of ten as well. I'm right on with you. But that's it. That's all you have to do for the podcast this week. All right. And I'm, I'm not going sure back what to we're going to do. I'm just going to go real quick. I just want to say what we're going to have next week on the podcast very quickly. 
Not a lot of books next week. We have Batgirl, number 49. Batman Beyond, number 10. Batman and Robin Eternal, number 22. Green Lantern, number 50. Swamp Thing, number 3. Midnighter, number 10. And Omega Man, number 9. The big one is that Green Lantern, number 50, is the oh, yeah, first boy. of the oversized 50 issues. Uh, you know, number 50 issues, and we'll see what's going on. But, yeah, I know. I, I came off as a bit unprepared this week, Eric. I really rushed to get these books uh, ready so to do I. this. So I hope that people will forgive us. I didn't want you to just <coughs> sleep all day. Me. I didn't want you to sleep all day, Eric. I wanted to have a podcast of some sort uh, that we'd put up. And at oh. one point, you even wrote to me, so you want a shitty podcast instead, instead of, of no podcast. And I said, yep, that's the way we run. But, yeah, we'll see how it ends. But I'm going to end the podcast with this. And who knows what's going to come before. I'm going to edit some shit in. So I hope or after. Yeah, or after. I hope it doesn't come off uh, really shitty. And I hope you realize that the struggle. It's going to be a Frankenstein, I guess, episode. Yes, it will. And it, it's, I'll put what, together haphazardly. What, the podcast is going to punch people in the face and you don't know which side it's on? Yes. That's what you're getting at? Fucking smoky. I wanted everybody to feel bad for you and say, God damn, you know what? Eric is fucking going for it. The guy's sick as hell. And he's, he's doing this podcast. I really feel like I should rate and review this thing. And then you're smoking through the whole thing. And the thing is, I'm probably not going to smoke for the, the rest of the weekend. It's just the, it's it's the just goddamn podcast. It's, yeah. So basically what you're telling me is that if you really decided to become healthy and quit smoking, the podcast is over. Yes. So I just have to continually make you smoke. Smoke like a badass, Eric. Just keep smoking. I heard they actually just announced smoking is good for you. Oh, yeah. How about that? It's good for that, you. That's we'll, fucked up. We'll go back to even as and when I was a kid, one of the remedies for an earache was to blow smoke in the, the cigarette smoke. In and we all know that you ear. constantly blow smoke. That's right. I blow a lot of smoke. But that, that's going to be it. Uh, thank you for doing it, Eric. Thank okay. you from, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, just to say, we also had our Just for the Hell of It uh, 80s, top five 80s movies podcast went up the, uh, today. So it'll be a couple of days when this goes up, but it'll have already been up. So you can listen to that if you want to hear Eric in a better mood. And uh, just check out our site. We have a bunch I of things this die. week. Eric wants to die. So next week when things happen, um, maybe I'll be alone, Eric. You'll, you'll be dead. All right. Dead. What happened if I find out that you died because you did this? Like they say, listen, we didn't know. He had pneumonia, and he was in real bad shape. But something happened. I don't know how they do this. I don't know how this would come up in an <laughs> autopsy. That's a weird autopsy. But they're saying something happened in his last moments where he was overly stressed, and that's what caused the death. And if then, only but, he hadn't had those last three cigarettes. Yes, if only he didn't do that. And somehow it seems like his blood pressure spiked at one point. Uh, I don't know why. And then you died, Eric. You were dead. And for some reason, I have to identify the body. I was telling you. Oh, Sorry, I was telling Jessica last night before bed. I was like, look, baby, if I die in the middle of the night tonight, I want you to do something for me. And I know what it's going to be. It's either going to be to still get some sort of fucking thing on eBay. It's going to be, a, <laughs> please, Jessica, get this ghost on eBay that I liked as a kid and bury me with it. Right? No, 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 not bury me. I just thought you got to get the filmation. Exactly. Uh, I knew what this was going. The, the three Ghostbusters Why and, maybe, do you need and the that ghost now? buggy. I want Why do you her need to have it. Now? If you it. die, I want you to just think of this and keep it in your mind. I want, uh, to, I want you to signal to me uh, something that I know that you're okay, okay? 
Kind of like Houdini said he would if Tifa had died. No, if you die, I'm I'm gonna be like. But actually, that would be your thing where they say like Elvis is alive or you know all these things where you're gonna die and mysteriously bids are gonna keep going up on these goddamn shitty fucking figures that you like on eBay. Why would you be like that? You are so odd though. eBay is how old? Did you find out? Ninety-seven. 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 It came out. You have just jumped on eBay in the last week. Yeah. So weird. Well, I always you just don't know what Amazon Periscope before. is, but you no. fucking right into the eBay. Well, the thing is, I never did it before just because I didn't want to create an account, and then you had to do a PayPal account. Well, like, you did This that. is too much work. Now you did it. Yeah. And you I'm even had you, one that you, got, you had trouble because you were trying to bid on something, and it was every step of the way, it was adding another caveat to I was the so fucking, fucking angry. Because I would have had to have that a many PayPal faces. account. Then you had yeah. to add the PayPal account tied to something or linked. To your and, eBay account. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. I, I one time. Think one, well, no, I got that Captain Crunch video on um, eBay, but the first time I got this a movie called Gregory's Girl, which I right. loved, and I would think that Pistol, if he listens, I haven't heard from Pistol. He's gone dark. I keep trying to send him messages. He doesn't return them. I think he hates me. But uh, it's a Scottish movie, I believe, and in the, the movie, I, I saw it uh, as a youngster on HBO, and I really wanted to see it, and I could not find it anywhere. So I bid on it on eBay, it was a VHS still. This is back in the VHS days. And in fact, I think it was like right at the crossover of DVD and VHS. And so I bid on it. And the bid, it listed it as, I think, good, good condition. The thing came in. And now do you, you think to yourself what a good condition of a VHS tape would be. And they, there was a picture of the cover and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Now, in, in the meantime, if that would have come out in without a case... No concern to me. This is not a collection thing. It obviously wasn't for collect. I just wanted to get it. It came in. It didn't have tape. The VHS tape <laughs> had no tape. tape. There's, nothing the mag- there's nothing in it. It is a case and a shell of a VHS thing with no tape. And so I, I messaged the guy back, and I said, what, what the fuck is going on? And then it, it came into the point where the guy even tried to tell me that it was still playable. <laughs> there was nothing. And then he, I, he said, well, the, the case is in good condition. I said, listen, you fucking asshole. I want to asshole. watch the movie, you piece yeah, of shit. I'm like, you fucking asshole. I, I'm not buying the case. You didn't have it. You know, sometimes they try to trick people. Yeah. And they'll have like, oh, you're bidding on this. And it looks like it's tickets, but it's actually a, a, a photocopy of them. Like shit yeah. like that, where the worst people try to get like small print. Yeah, there was no small. It just was for this movie. I just wanted to see the movie. Fucking guy, and then I'm you saying say, I, I was looking at this uh, real Ghostbusters firehouse inbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a hundred bucks. I'm like, you know what? For that inbox, it's not a that's not a bad price. Yeah, it, it was, was just a, the box. Yeah, that an that's empty what I'm box. Saying. Yeah, they do that now. That again, you might have some people who want the box as well, or they'll say, like myself, I have an original Star Wars Luke Skywalker in box. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's in it's in a box that I got from work and just put it in there. There you go, it's in a box. Or I'll put in a box. That's right. the trick. But yeah, and then you said, Did you give the guy bad fucking rating? I don't, I don't fucking don't have time I, for I, that. I, I don't give ratings. Man, and in fact it was um I think I it was only five dollars. The guy knew what he was doing. Yeah. He knew I wasn't gonna fucking complain for five dollars. What a dick. What a dick. And then I ordered something else, and the guy claimed his pole barn caught on fire, and uh, I lost everything. Which I'm I saying, still... I've gotten stuff off eBay before, just not personally. Like I have people yeah. I know who do stuff, I like, here, yeah. bid on this. And the worst part is I got a uh, 
it was probably back in the early 2000s. It was probably 2001. Okay. I told my mother to bid on this um, director's cut of Army of Darkness with this okay. fucking Italian cover. And there was only a, like a few, like uh, like 100,000 copies ever made of okay. it. And I'm like, yes, I want to get that, yeah, please. that sounds like something that would be pretty cool for you. And it was awesome. It had the alternate like ending and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. She did it, and then it, she bid up to $80 for it. I'm like, I didn't want it that bad. Yeah. And she did get it, though? Yeah, oh, yeah, I still have and it. And then I'm she wanted like, that 80 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't tell her what you what the highest deal was. Where no, I just figured, you know, hey, I just know. get this yeah, thing. I didn't, think, I didn't think about it. It's also, I'm telling you, eBay just, I don't trust people in general, so I get all upset. Uh, recently, my wife actually did get um, my son's, my 50, our 16-year-old son's track cleats uh, from there. And there was a picture. They were like a Nike cleats. Um, and they were, I think they were yellow, like a black and yellow. They showed up pink and it was fine. Zach didn't care. He just wanted cleats. And in fact, I think that his whole thing was he really expected Tanya was lying and these things would never show up. So when they did, he was just flattered that that something showed up and he wasn't lied to. But yeah, he has these pink cleats. I, I just, I've never had anybody tell me that they had a great experience with ebay there's always something like somebody well, will, somebody will buy like you'll spell something out completely like oh i'm selling this shirt has a little stain on the collar yeah. uh you know it's this has this whatever and then when it shows up the people will still have an issue and try to get it for free uh, it just uh, because people are so especially people who well, you know make me, their I, don't living. Go, I don't go for stuff like that no you don't but you know like people who are a ebay seller their, their main thing is their rating. So yeah. all you have to do is claim, oh, I'm going to give you a bad rating then, and they, these people will jump through hoops for you. Uh, it's fucking nonsense. I, I think that I really, it, it annoys me. I know that it's funny because everybody seems to buy shit from eBay. We have that crazy guy Jimmy at work. That's like his side business. Well, he Some does like shit. storage wars. Yeah, he goes and to storage talking. things and then comes into us and is like, I found a, a comic book that I think might be worth money. And it's like the fucking biggest bunch of bullshit. And then he, uh, he also says a lot of things to us. He hasn't in a while. I haven't heard him mention this at all in a while. Yeah. But he'll say to us like weird stuff like, hey, we, we got the storage uh, bin or whatever the fuck these goddamn, what are they called? Uh, store. Like- what uh, you, unit, I guess. Unit, yeah. We, we bid on a storage unit. We won. There's a lot of comics in there. I, I'm going to bring them in and see if you want any. And he comes off as if he's giving them to us. And then, like, right as he's leaving, he's like, yeah, and then we'll discuss the price. Like, uh-huh. Fuck you. Fucking your goddamn garbage. What was it that he found? He got a thing with the, it was the American the origi- James Bond, but it was the American TV movie. It was like the original the like TV movie James yeah, Bond yeah, or some something shit. Something with that guy with an autograph or something. I yeah. don't know what it was. Fucking but no, my laser tag came today. It's fucking yeah, badass. Yeah, you got laser tag. I'm, it's, it's, so all, weird. it's all the original stuff. Yeah. The box is fine oh. and like it's got this the This is not with the helmet. No, not with okay, the helmet. You want to Tony, say I'm really wary about the helmet because I gotta find out how big they get because yeah. I have a gigantic fat head. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a report. It's like out of nowhere this week. They said that eBay sales have increased by 20% from one, uh, one mysterious guy from Quakertown. Out of nowhere, you're fucking Mr. eBay. You're sending me before we did this. You're sending me pictures. Look what I, look what I want on eBay. You fucking, Jesus Christ, you, you went into the deep end. I did a bit. I do have a problem. But I did get uh, a Peter Vankman, a real Ghostbusters, an action figure with the freaking Proton Pack. Oh, and I'm telling you, there was a variation on the Proton Pack from the original oh, yeah. to the next. There we go. The bottom to the side. Was it the side the bottom the to the back. Okay. The, the only cord. thing that uh, you were working a lot, and you're telling me 
you know, hey, I'm going to get this and that. And I always shake my head every time. What are you shaking your head for? And I'm telling you, because it never ends. You're starting to collect things, and I know how you are. It's Insane. never going to be enough. It's, it's, you're as bad. I might be a little worse than you, but that's why I stay away from shit. That's why the, like the new 52 was perfect for me because then I could actually say in my mind, listen, I don't have to go back then. I was always not the scared of jumping into a comic that's at 700. It's that I know that I would have to go buy every other 699 issues. <laughs> and uh, so it was good for me. So I don't know. This detective and action comics thing is going to throw me off. I'm just going to get all the toys I had as a kid, and then I'll be whole and complete inside. Well, what's good, too, because how poor you were, you only had three toys, so you're yeah. right. Okay, you're going to do that. You're going to get those fucking board games you got that Christmas. No. No. Oh, you're not getting those. You got the those The toys that I loved. Oh, that you loved. You didn't love those board games I got? No. I didn't like them. Uh, nobody didn't, played with me. Did you ever have a Rock'em Sock'em Robots you get Yes, that? I did. But you no, I, only, I got one when I was like 18. Oh, really? I had it like hanging so up sideways like, on my like wall. was like a retro. Like it, it was, was like cool a joke then. gift. You thought you were fucking a hipster then. No, it was, it was a fucking, gift. It was a joke a gift. A joke just, gift. Joke gift. That was one of the fucking my favorite toys. You call me a joke. No, my mother. God damn it. You talk, call me a joke, you fucking asshole. I just want to. I'm just trying to extend the podcast, Eric. I, I, it's really going to hurt me that the podcast is not that long. People are going to think we're lazy. Whatever, lazy, man. I'm going to die. I know. Well, I'm not going to extend it anymore. We'll uh, hopefully be back next week with a full ass podcast, seven hours. Uh, well, the, before you told me that you wouldn't wouldn't be able to do a full podcast, I actually was scared because me and Reggie got together last night to talk about Superman coming of Superman. Superman coming of Superman, whatever the fuck it's called, that Neil Adams book. And we went on a little long, and it's like over an hour, and I thought, okay. And also the digital spotlight, I think, was a half hour. Jesus so Christ. So I was thinking, okay, we're going into this podcast already with an hour and a half. This is going to be insane, but we'll make it. I'm even going to edit those down a little. Somehow our coming of Superman ended up being a porno talk, so we'll discuss it. But I have a weird cough coming up. You're getting sick, too. Yeah, maybe. No, it's like a scratch in my throat. But yeah, we're Oh, done. no, that's how mine started. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you were. I saw you at work. Freaking, you were fine. Actually, oh, yeah? you were coughing it up all day, and then you went out and smoked. So I freaking, right when that happens, I lose any compassion. <laughs> Actually, I saw you, and I'm like, oh, no. Anytime, I'm telling you, if you're at work on a Wednesday, and you're rubbing your shoulder, I just see you rubbing your shoulder. I'm, yep, I'll see you on Friday, Eric. See so, you on Friday. See you on Monday, my yeah, friend. Yeah, really. You were saying we have that three-day weekend coming up. The one guy comes over. You know we have a three-day weekend coming up at Easter. Oh, really? You may, we get good Friday off. Boy, you're a fucking genius. But then you're like, yep, looks like a six-day weekend for me. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, yeah, we'll end it now. You can go to All bed. Right. You go off to bed. Tell everybody how much you love them, and that's why you did it. I love you so much. See? Jim made me do this. Yep, My girlfriend's calling Jim a slave driver. And that's right. That's true. But you know what? I even thought to myself, I was waiting for you to say to me, now I'm angry. Now I was waiting for you to say, Jess said that you're, you, know, say, you, you talk to her when I have to get up at three in the morning and I'm at 1230, I'm still sharing shit that you reviewed. So there, <laughs> Eric, there. And in fact, that this whole week of we started early again this week uh, caught up to me last night after me and Reggie got done. I, I bet. actually, you said to me that you talked to me right when you woke up. I had woken up about 
two minutes before that. Really? Like I had done a couple things, but yeah, I didn't wake oh, up. Oh, you were I, up late. I went to bed at 11 and slept yeah. till 2. Yeah, I woke up and, uh, well, then you did wake up a little later than me. I woke up at 1230. But to me, it, that freaked me out. I freaking look over. I'm thinking it's 9 o'clock because we do a um, Saturday morning thing on the site where we post some things and write yeah. up a little articles about Saturday morning memories and stuff. I completely missed it. I slept through it. And I was like, God damn it. I was going to do something. But then I also I still have a bunch of reviews. And I also had to start getting ready for the podcast because this was going to be a huge amount oh, of yeah. books this week. Um, but, yeah, so I started just preparing for the podcast. You tell Slave Driver. You, I'll do a video and send it to her, the shit that I'm doing. It was a joke. Doing man. Slave Driver. Eh, actually, you know what? Let's do two more books. She's she's seen me today. She knows how bad yeah. off I am. You you're one of those guys though. You you really do have to be at prime condition to do things. You know that. That's no. my opinion. Like if your shoulder hurts, you will stay home because you don't want to hurt it more. Oh, I have a very physical job. That's right. Uh, to me, I just you know I just have to go. I got mouths to feed. I show up, and that's why this podcast mouths to feed her. I'm going to feed them views and listens. <laughs> They're like, what's for dinner, Dad? Because i got to go make them dinner now. And, uh, what's for, and I'll show them, uh, I'll give them, I'll print out a review <laughs> that from iTunes, eat this. And hopefully it's that Jacobney. We are done. What do you say at the end, Er? Everybody have a great week. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Boosh. Hell yeah. Bullshit. Nonsense.